It wasn't the airplanes. It was beauty killed the beast. It was beauty killed the beast. It was beauty killed the beast. It was beauty. It was. It was. It was beauty killed the beast. Killed the beast. This is how we do it. Well, Denim, the airplanes got him. Oh no, it wasn't the airplanes. It was beauty killed the beast. Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 191 of the 22 Shots and Moods and Horror Podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, the man who defeated COVID with Magic Johnson's money, the toxic offender, also known as King Moods. Yeah. And of course, I have my three musketeers up in the studio with me tonight. First up, we have the man who has no shame in finishing his 31 Days of Horror from 2019 just days before he starts and fails his 2020 edition on day 21. <laughs> Double Fail J, also known as the Midget Mexican. Next up, we have the little boy who thinks that showing us his paycheck, Stubbs, will make him a man one day. The family video grieving Ellen Degenerate, also known as Crying Freeman. And last up, we have the man who wakes up at 2.45 in the morning to pump iron with his penis. The Canadian cinema crusher, Mr. Parker, also known as Dave. What's going on, dudes? Speaking of, speaking of family video, so I walked in through today... And, like, it's pretty much empty already. And I'm thinking to myself, people just see, like, things are for sale, and then they go and they buy the shit. But then they don't realize that the shit's been for sale the entire time that the place has been open. But once you say sale, people fly in and they buy shit, and I don't once, understand. It's once you say, once you say going sell? out of business, sale. Yeah, are yeah. you saying sale? <laughs> you know once I they say sale, you know I can't. Funny. You know I can't speak for fucking people. sell? I'm loving it. guy from Chicago? You know what I meant. I was Fuck. listening to last week's show, and you said continuity again. He did. I, I think you know what, JP? I forgot to actually point that out because I totally heard him say continuity again. Say it every time. with that word because I'm going to say it wrong, and I don't want to be made fun of. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got words like that? You're like, I ain't saying that. Uh, you just skip the word? Sometimes. You actually well, listened really to the lazy. show last week, JP? Uh, I listened to I, – I didn't get to the whole – I was listening to it while I was driving around today, but I didn't – it's like – three hours so i didn't have the full time but i listened to like up until the news part i just just think it shows human psyche is all that's all i wanted to say no i agree yeah yeah. but everybody is willing to pay more than you no it's just it's just the moment that you say out of business people like because it's gone forever jump on Mm -hmm. that shit so g or uh, so jeremy when are those things actually officially closing the end of october oh so you got a little bit then yeah yeah but i walked in today i was like oh because usually the stickers are like four ninety nine or two for eight, and what they're doing right now is like two for seven. It's like it's only a dollar cheaper. Fuck you, I ain't gonna pay that. I'm just gonna wait. Yeah. But they did had swallow, and I I was thinking about picking that up. On but Blu-ray? No. I'm watching DVD. <laughs> What's up with the hate for resummon the darkness moods? Why the hell do you give that shit a four? I like swallow because I, I didn't like it. Why? 
I loved. I'm not saying it was good, but it was like we summoned the darkness was good, dude. I review, a, I reviewed that on man. Fresh Cuts, man. Oh, dude, I had so many issues with it. Did oh, they like God. it? Um, I think Mike thought it was pretty average. I think Venom liked it a little bit more than we did. I don't know. It, it wasn't. It wasn't like you know. It wasn't being praised at all. So that blonde had the best ass, man. Yeah, I, I, I think know. that uh, I wasn't digging it, but yeah, this has been one of those years, man. Jeremy thinks I'm hating on every every movie that people like, it's but it's true. It's, like it's everything not. I see, it's like 2020. It's you like do seem like everything. you're extra harsh yeah, this year. You gave fucking nope. well, Uncle literally Pecker don't had like a, anything. A th- two and a half. I gave what? Uncle Pecker had a two and a half or something. No, I liked Uncle Peckerhead. That was one I I gave it like a six and a half. Oh. I thought it was pretty. It had its moments. It had a couple. It had a few moments in it that were kind of like sluggish a little bit, but it was okay. It was fun. I liked it a lot. I thought it was okay too. Yeah. It, 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 let me say this. It had a good vibe. Real quick. Uh, it, it's weird listening to the show when you're not on it mm-hmm. because it's actually funny, but it's not funny when I'm here sometimes. Like some <laughs> things are funny, but I was laughing at stuff that I probably wouldn't have laughed at if I was there, and I don't know why. Because yeah. you missed us. It, I guess it was funny though. I was I was like, man, this is why people like us. <laughs> or you just or you just suck the air out of the room when you're here. It could like, be. I was thinking of that too. I was like, do do people like us or do they like do they like it more when I'm not there? <laughs> Our reviews were like 15 minutes a piece too. Without you, I also noticed that moods talks most of the time when I'm not there. <laughs> Um, it was hard to talk about those animators, well, to be honest. We knew well, going into the show. Like they had a lot of like detail or anything. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. With, the animators are just hard to talk about. It really is just hard to talk about. So I think what we did with them is, was good enough. I mean, did we really mm-hmm. need to overstay our review welcome? I don't I don't think so. I think it oh, worked out pretty you, well. And I didn't miss the show because it was anime. You fuck. Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't to, say it. You had to work it, Fucking <laughs> asshole. Why are you pinning it on me? It was fucking moods. I, I said that as a joke because... I remember when we did the first one, he's like, I don't even want to fucking do this show, man. And it's I was like, oh, he's fucking... all of a sudden skipping this one. Now he doesn't you want to do it because it's anime. The, the gay episodes that you don't want to do. No, I just, I literally had, I requested off two days that I had plans for. And that means that I had to work on the day that we do the show because I had like the drive-in thing and stuff like that. So that means that since I had to work on that day that I couldn't do it because I like you're about the, the last AP, so it means I don't believe you. <laughs> no, no it but, sounds like you're gonna laugh when like somebody's telling you a story they can't like stop smiling you're like what's going on <laughs> i also want to comment on uh moods did a really good intro last week and this week and this week, week was the was one of the best it, hmm. they're all one of the best to me um but yeah it was it, that was really funny and uh i was really disappointed to hear that dave is weaseling his way out of the paranormal Dude, i told you that like I know, but I ignored time. you then. <laughs> <laughs> if you ignore something, it doesn't go away. <laughs> it should. It's, it's not, not like normally deal with my problems. That's what old guys do with cancer, but it doesn't work. They just die. <laughs> <laughs> they never go to the hospital. Like I ain't going to no doctor. I hate them. And then that's fine. Two weeks later, that well, that was my uncle. Like he didn't never wanted to go to the doctor. And then he got sick, and he finally went to the doctor, and then he wished he always went to the doctor. It's like, I, I don't yeah, understand. I that. Like Every that. old guy thinks he's John Wayne until he's dead. Right? Yeah. yeah. I ain't well, going to yeah, John damn, Wayne's dog. dead, so. Yeah, he died again. He's, he's still John Wayne. <laughs> he smoked like seven packs a day. It was ridiculous. It's crazy he lived as long as he did. It's crazy he lived as long as he did, and I always thought that, man. Like I've heard stories of him where he would literally just light the next one off the previous smoke all day. Oh, yeah. 
Like Jim Barney too. Fucking yeah, insane. that was uh, really. I mean, you think I knew like a lot of people who chain smoked when I was growing up. It, it, it seems like people finally are like. Like, this generation does not smoke like the previous generations. Well, I mean, it has a lot to do with the price, too. Smoking is expensive. It's not even about being unhealthy. People never cared about it or else people wouldn't smoke. It was cheaper. It's a lot cheaper, man. I mean, it's like 15, 16 bucks a pack here. Who the fuck is spending like a dollar a cigarette? Yeah, I remember when it was like a dollar a pack. It's nuts. Way too expensive. It's going to fuck some people up because they're just like making their own shit. They're going to like fuck up some rest you know what i mean like they don't know the they're just making these giant recipes and putting way too much shit in there they're gonna have long-term effects that they don't expect oh of course who knows i don't care Do what else did want. i want to forgot what else i wanted to bring up damn it i don't well, know why i just said that but i did well uh i i thought it was funny that moods dissed me on the 31 days of horror that was funny <laughs> It's true. That's why it's funny, right? Yeah, because dude, dude, every like, day I see you upload a video and it just it brings a smile to my face. I'm like, this guy's really doing it. You know, he's really doing it, man. And that's and it actually, I finished King Kong last night, and it must have been 12:30 at night. And I was like, okay, and I was kind of thinking of what I was going to write for the intro, and I I was clicking onto YouTube and I saw your video come up, and I I just instantly had to. It just made me laugh. I was like, he's fucking doing it, man. Uh, so and nobody great. even really watched them either like i got a couple people that watch them but i don't know it's just i did it for eight years i just feel like finishing it isn't it weird as hell like for some reason like half the videos like reviews you see don't get any views and it's not like they're any worse than anybody else's reviews it's just that they don't ever get attention for some reason mm-hmm. i think it's just people are sick of reviews you know what i mean like reviews aren't really what people look for anymore because even no. this show right a lot of people tell us that the this part is one of their favorites or like the news or just the banter back and forth and once the reviews come they kind of get a little bored which i'm the same way when i listen to podcasts i don't uh, mind listening to reviews like information though i don't mind listening to the reviews if like i have you know maybe a strong opinion about that movie i'm just really curious on you know to hear what other people have to say about that you know but then i just want to argue with them and i'm not on the show i know i do that do you ever find yourself screaming yeah, I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. I know, I'm just like, oh my god, seriously, come on. Yeah, well, I do that when I listen to the summer series. Later. <laughs> oh, the summer series kill. I went back and listened to the 80s one, and I was like, I'll just kill you all. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I can way. handle those, man. Just <laughs> But no, they're great. Fun. It's yeah. a great show, too. And there's a lot yeah. of cool people on there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. Uh, we, we recorded the roundtable for um, uh, hours. That, I think there's three roundtables this year. And uh, we had, we had a blast on that. There was some really funny stuff on there. Um, of course, Old Boy being a horror film became became one of the big topics of the thing because that was one of the big debates on my episode. Uh, because I adamantly said that it was not a horror film, and I was outvoted voted three to one. So I don't think it's a horror movie. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> I, I've just, I've never understood the argument for it. There was really no argument that like, I didn't really feel like there was an argument. Yeah. I um, wouldn't even put through other like non horror in my years. Like, um, Mulholland, like I said, Mulholland, uh, drive and fucking irreversible are fucking like masterpieces. But I was like, they're not horror enough I th- I to be the number one though. It's horror. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I feel weird about irreversible. I don't know. I don't see it as like a exploitation or horror film. I just, it's like an art film, but I don't know. I feel 
I don't know. I just feel weird about it. I would put it in my top ten of a year, but like to represent well, a horror movie. All his year, films are kind of like that, though. Yeah, they're, I, they I brought really that up. Category. Mm-hmm. I brought that I up agree. on the round table. I actually cited you, Dave, where I was like, me and Dave were having a conversation, and and what he verbalized that I didn't really say on the episode was that I'm cool with it being on the ten, but when we're talking about the two best horror films of the year, I would prefer if those two were non non debatable horror films they were just yeah. horror films so i wouldn't even I put Cape that fear through in the 90s i would argue that like, says no. says the same guy that has deliverance as his number one in 1972 you don't want yeah. debatable I, films i mean that I, one is a I big debate i still think that one is a horror film though like i don't i don't feel like like i can't really see an argument for it not being where the other films i can't and also keep in mind that's that, a personal that, list that this show has always branched out a little bit more we're not we're not saying we're straight horror all the time you know oh, no, what no. I mean? of course Where but I'm, I'm still saying like we do title those lists like top 10 horror of a specific year right right so right. then i mean if you're gonna have deliverance there i mean let's just face it if you think it's horror that's fine if you don't that's fine also the point is it's a very debatable film to which side it goes to right yeah. i mean you find it straight horror i don't I mean, I've, I've said my piece on it many, many times. I mean, people agree with me. People just dis- agree with you. So, I mean, it is what it is. But again, it's very debatable. But again, like mean we're going to have a 55 minute conversation about deliverance if it's horror. 43 not minutes, Jeremy. I'm timing it now. But like, right. but the difference is with these type of lists is that Dave was right. I mean, those are personal favorite lists. But if you're making a bonafide best of list like you are in the summer series, that's a totally right. different argument, right? So having and deliverance it's not your own list make either. Sense. It's a combination exactly. of opinions list. See, I I mean, I, I can respect it. If you want deliverance as number one for your personal list, that's totally fine. It is what it is. But for the summer series where this is a, you know, a, a collaboration list and it's, you know, the best of, no. I, I can't like, even see that being an argument. So... Like Duncan had me confused on that 2008 episode because he said that he didn't feel like Cloverfield was a horror film. Really? And I was like, "That's weird." Uh, and I was like, but old, <laughs> "I think it totally is." But I think he put Jurassic Park through in like '93 as well, so it, it really confused me on it, that. Is he confused what a horror movie is? Just because Jurassic Park know. has dinosaurs doesn't mean it's a horror movie. I think Cloverfield is is straight horror. Yeah, it's a giant yeah, fucking monster so destroying too. New York. How is the it one not thing horror? that confused me greatly was that they put Shaun of the Dead through, which I like. I know you guys hate, but Ghostbusters wasn't even a choice in the eighties. And I was like, Ghostbusters is just as much, if not more, than a, a horror movie than Shaun of the Dead, if it's, not the same. It's the same this. genre. It's it's comedy horror. Comedy first, then horror second. Yes, it's, Boy, it's exactly what mind, it is. Yeah. My mind was blown when they revealed the top twenty. Like. Wait, what do you got? Wait, do you hear that roundtable, Dave? Because like, I literally could like. It is so bizarre where things ended up. I, I was completely sh- in shock because there's some weak years. Like, what was 2009? What two went through for 2009 again? <laughs> Jennifer's body and moods bounced it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the other one? <laughs> it was Jennifer's body and uh, good script, bad movie. What was, the, hell was the other time? movie? I, I, I can't even remember. Rec- moods, Rec- what were the? No? Oh, for 2009? Yeah. Uh, what were the 2009 ones again? Oh, it was Thirst. Oh, well, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. I think it was Thirst and Jennifer's Body, and then Moods replaced it with House of the Devil. Yeah, 2000, that- 2009. House of the Devil was 2009? Yeah, 2009 was... Really? Yeah. Was that long ago? 
Yeah, that was 2009. Yep. God damn. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't realize it was 11 years old already. Yeah, I was a little bit... I was actually really shocked that Jennifer's body came back with House of the Dead. Because, so I had 2009 or 5 and 9, and then I was like, what? Like, really? How does fucking Jennifer's body do this shit? But, yeah, I bounced the fuck out of that. But I think Thirst oh. is just a way better... I, I was just shocked by the people that were on the show okay. that Jennifer's body would have made it through instead of Thirst. Well, just so you're aware, when it went to vote, it lost all to nothing <laughs> so literally not one of us chose jennifer's body yeah it was 100 percent vote for house of the devil <laughs> that's crazy hmm. i think yeah. we should uh appreciate bring something else up or is this topic yeah good i just want to say that i appreciate that even though all this shit is happening that haunted houses are still staying open in october at least we have some level of normalcy going on i mean see. whatever i've been seeing all these all these, all, so these, right all, these <laughs> all these fuckers trying to adapt to what's going on i've been seeing a lot of like drive cars where you like go on track that's similar to like a car wash and they're trying to adapt that way and stuff like that but i just feel like that's, that's cool no it's not and then they like fucking like throw shit at your car and stuff i saw it what motherfuckers do you guys see the tiktok video of there's like a truck going by like a oh, pickup truck and there's a 15 year old girl Jeremy, there's people like sitting it. in no it was on facebook somebody posted it but it said wow. tiktok on it so i assume it's a tiktok video so they posted it on facebook and uh there was a truck like a pickup truck going and it was like somebody's phone and like this guy just i think it was jason i think will cardell posted it or Cardinal, whatever the fuck his last name is. And this fucking drunk-ass Jason came... What? Nothing. Came running out, like, at him with a knife. And it was... I don't know if it was, like, a homemade haunt thing. Oh, and he yeah. Tripped. That video is fucking... old as hell. <laughs> that video is years old, dude. It was huh. great. I'm old. I just saw it. Uh, I'm just I'm just happy all those people are not going to, you know, lose all their money and all that kind of stuff. Because this season is the only thing that they have for the entire year or so. Yeah, they're trying to get rid of trick-or-treating, I've noticed. And I'm like, what the fuck is the difference between that and, like, going to a theater and, like, going anywhere? Like, it... Going into Walmart, I just—I don't know. It's trick or treating. You, hey, I mean, the benefit is on everybody. Usually, already has on a mask. Um, Right, right. I know that our um, haunted houses have opened up because Carly went tonight um, to Haunted Hills Estate, so. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're doing anything different. I assume they're more focusing on like spacing the line out, like spacing how many people will go in. Well, that's what they're doing at mine. They're like spacing out groups by two minutes, and you can't go in with anybody else that's not in your group. So if you only have right. like two people, you're going just your two people, which is pretty cool in my opinion. You know, it's like going to be a lot of killer game. doctors in there with fucking surgical mask and shit. <laughs> Everything's just a hospital set. I'm just happy people are not going to lose their life. People on ventilators and shit, that's the scares. <laughs> well, I mean, Jeremy, a lot of those places don't actually make There's much There's like election money. lines trying to scare people. I know, but <laughs> they do it for the they do it for the spirit of it. Like a lot of places break even or, or turn a little bit of a profit, except for like the really big ones, but a lot of the like you know, local 
people who like own a farm and do it they, they're not really doing it those for are the, the money best ones anyways the little cheap ones are the best the big ones like i've noticed the big ones get shittier every year because they buy out the competition all they do is put in big ass animatronics and it's just like right. okay i get it it's a flying fucking i wish rat. that get we had haunts here. here man I, that's something we just never i've never had in my areas haunts so i've never really been to any so but they always look so oh, damn cool i know i did they we always have, look so yeah, cool and i love any like i usually you know i always dig those type of movies and shit that are set in those settings but I've always wanted to do one. I've never done one. So it just it just brings out the season, you know. It just you got to go to one haunted house a year, right? Yeah, I try to, man. It's so hard because I work a lot of weekends. I hate that, man. I, yeah, that's the one thing I hate about my job is working the weekends. Get a new job. I know. I will eventually. It's kind of getting to that point, maybe. Or just take a week off in October. I can't right now because I don't have any damn vacation build up because i got a new job why because the you other one job. was bought by people and they were like horrible <laughs> <laughs> you could say it, it was bought out by indians there you go I yeah but it, you, it, it kind of went quiet there for a second jesus Jerry. <laughs> it was I, I, I mean I, i'm not saying that's why they were horrible <laughs> i'm just saying they were no horrible. <laughs> like dude <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled anyway with all the shit that I say. You're, gonna, bring, you're gonna take us down with you, though. That's you better, a, yeah. You better, never, yeah, dude. If yeah, you get canceled, you, we get canceled too. Aren't yeah. we a team? Yeah, just guilty by association. I'm like, remember when he called everybody gay? I'm like, not that I recall. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> I got a bad ear. I can't hear nothing on the left side. That's the side he comes through. I can't yeah, hear Jer- nothing he says. Jeremy sits to uh, my bad ear, you know, in, the, in these <laughs> sessions. You know, I got the keys to the bad ears. <laughs> Exploding heads joke. The bad legs. Uh, What's exploding heads? I'm just joking. The show I'm gonna try to get on when you get canceled. Oh man. Okay, so Dave, you are officially not on the paranormal show, and we do have a guest for that show already. Right. Okay. And we have guests. uh, We have three of four guests for Italian Horror Month. What? Well, what's going on here? I didn't. Who what, you got? Who do we well, have? One, one you knew about because we talked about it like months and months ago. I um, didn't know about that one. Actually, yeah. I, you know what's funny? Because I was actually just on the Google page today and I was looking and I noticed that there was no guest list on there. So I, I didn't think we had any guests officially on those There's shows. There's one for the second week, for your week. Is there? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I don't know. So who are the guests? Jerry uh, the fuck hard. We got Herring coming back, who was on last. Seriously, I did not approve this shit. Yeah, but he did so good. He did really good on that, remember? (laughs) Why is there silence? He didn't like Jerry. He gave that awesome review of that Diane Keaton movie that was, like, really good. Do you say Diane Keaton? Keaton? What's her name? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so so you're talking about Camille? Yeah. yeah, Camille Keaton. So, wh- which show is he coming on? Um, yours, yours. Oh, on mine. Okay. Yeah, right. And then I'm a tragic um, ceremony, Jeremy. We also are going to bring Venom back. Who was there last year? I'm just he so confused. I'm just so confused of when these were decided. I'm just like, this is all new to me. I, I had I, no idea. Well, we we mentioned it in the chat. Well, I mentioned. Okay, so the third person is Calvin. No one told me about Calvin. That's the one that me and you talked about like months and months. Oh, and months I forgot ago. about him. Yeah, because I always get, I always bug the shit out of him on the group page. He thinks I fucking hate him. <laughs> yeah, you just say some rude stuff. I thought you hated him. Yeah. Well, He's at a first, nice. I won't lie. At first, he I, I 
I found him to be very pompous and kind of a douche because he kept talking about like, I directed this and this is my movie and blah. And in some of his opinions, I thought he was fucking with people. Like I thought he was just being a troll for the sake of being a troll. But then I realized that's his actual opinions because I watched some of his videos <laughs> I and I was like, wait a minute. Too. I'm like, this guy I, is actually being his videos and he's like my top five favorite films of 85. I'm like, really? Only five of 85? Jeez. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that was the thing. So I watched some of his videos and I got to kind of know him a little bit. And I was like, oh, this is actually how he is. I'm like, okay. So he actually wasn't trolling. He was being honest. And I'm like, okay. So then I got some respect. But yeah, at first I was like, the fuck? Another indie director that thinks he's fucking Tarantino or Scorsese. Well, like, this is ridiculous. it has to go better than that one interview that we did for that one movie. So. Oh, yeah. Remember that? that? Well, I thought it would be interesting to get him on because he's you know, made a few things. I think Wild Eye released some of his stuff. So, well, well, well plus, plus he seems to be an Italian horror fan. Like, right. He, and he, that's what he's a huge Italian horror fan. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, that was actually, I went and checked out some of his videos and I realized that he actually is an Italian horror fan and stuff. He just, just has very opposite opinions and stuff, which is good. That's good for the well, show. Well, you guys so. seem to line up on like Falchi and stuff because he loves Falchi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's going to do the Diodato episode. Okay. Okay, so that's Dave's, and then so that's three or four shows. No hate for one of them. Let me guess. Nobody wants to do this new or this last Argento show, and I don't fucking blame them, really. Didn't Jerry pick Argento? No, no, Jerry's on mine. Which is Dave Z will do it. Yeah, probably Dave. Dave did. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Actually, I was actually talking to Dave. I'm curious to see how Dave Z thinks about his new movies because he never. I don't think he's seen uh, Argento's Dracula. Dave Z, no, he has because he's he's been on record saying that Argento is the best because he's never made a bad movie. You know what? Or he's, he's this, only is, this is good. <laughs> this is really this is really really good. We got to get Dave on the show. And oddly enough, I have been talking to Dave personally in the last couple of weeks. Um, I should just message him and be like, "Yo, man, you want to do this?" He even said he's like, he asked me, he's like, "Man, we should do something coming up." And I was like, "Well, I didn't really know how to respond because we got." various shows there's guests on stuff but this is right. this works out perfectly man because he is a big argento fan and this is the greatest show for him because i want to hear his opinions on the later ones because you're I right dave i've never heard him talk about the later ones at all because he right. usually talks about you know up into that point where nobody talks about argento anymore <laughs> <laughs> right which, which was them. last year like last year was the cutoff point where everybody stops talking about argento exactly because yeah. he still had sleepless that was there yeah sleepless is pretty good yeah sleepless is good so yeah that would be great you should reach out to him and see if he'll do that um i know derek wanted on one but um you know i'm maybe jeremy will fall off on a week or or me or something might need an extra person i mean that's always a possibility i mean jeremy's back working and stuff i think he's going to be missing a couple shows in october so who knows maybe he might have another job in november but you know, well, Jeremy's never done all of the Italian horror months since we've started. That's nope. right. Well, because that's his, that's his work season, right? So, yeah. not really. <laughs> not yeah, really. That was my no, work season. The, no, most of the time it was because of work, though. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, are you still working into October usually? Like, isn't that still yeah, kind of the yeah. end of the season? Yeah. So yeah. I meant I meant November, December. Yeah, that's kind of your yeah, off yeah. season. But October is still kind what, of working. Who knows with COVID, what's going to happen? Yeah, so. for sure. Right. I mean, that's did, did thing we announce the lineup? No. Oh, Jeremy. Oh, okay. So I guess we could probably do that since we just announced all week the guests. Week one, we're doing uh, Argento. Do you like Hitchcock, Giallo, and Dracula, Dracula 3D? Next week, we're doing Lu- Luigi Cozy with Jerry the Fucktard. And we have The Killer Must Kill Again, Contamination, and Pagnini Horror. 
Then my week, we're doing Alberto Del Alberto De Martino. We're doing the Killers on the Phone, Antichrist, and Holocaust 2000. And then the next week is our good friend Dave's pick, and we are doing the Adato House at the Edge of the Park, Jungle Holocaust, and Body Count. Yeah, buddy. Pretty good lineup. Pretty pretty excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the um, Alberto movies because I don't think I've seen any of those. I think I seen Antichrist real one a long time ago when the DVD came out, but that's it. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. Uh, actually, this is one of the years where I haven't seen most of the movies. Um, the last couple, I've seen a few, so pretty cool. I have not seen one of my picks. The Killer Must Kill Again, and that's why I picked it because I've never seen it. And I've I never seen, seen it either. The Killer is on the phone. I've never seen either. But I've seen everything else. I've actually reviewed all the Diodato films myself before. But that's a good show because, yeah, those are three well, great films. That's the a good the show. House on the Edge of the Park was literally one of the films that I wanted to do since we started this. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies, so I was like, I gotta get on. I wear that I've sh- only seen it one time, and I loved it. Yeah, it's great, so, and I rock that shirt all the time. Back. I actually picked up one of that, that shirt at Wasteland one time, and I get a lot of comments on that. Like, Where'd you one get of the that best shit? cover arts ever, in my opinion. It is, man. Oh, it's great. It. Yeah, and that's what I have. So, yeah, Italian month looking pretty cool. Finally done with the Argento. Looking forward to ending that. Well, not until I debut my new uh, concept, which is the Dario Argento writer's spotlight oh my god no (laughs) way but that but that goes against the rules that actually goes against the rules here because this is director this is actually director's spotlight says who it's always been director's spotlight i'm the one that created the spotlight but we've always stuck with the director spotlight so hence director so argento's done yeah i couldn't figure out how to name last week's episode i was like uh it's is it anime volume really. two or is it director spotlight i ended up going with anime volume two i even it, it told is technically you it was both. director's spotlight well i i did anime volume two parentheses the director's name i even messaged you jp i know sure. and i just disagreed with you all right because i like what mood said better <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome Good shit. Good let's see shit. you do the news because i crushed you last week bro what do you mean crushed me? Crushed did you- Mood, said, Mood said I did a good job, and he never says I do anything good. I was but surprised. He did a really good job. Mood Actually, says you did a good job, and that means you crushed JP. Yeah, well, crushed you about you're gonna have, Yeah, you're just going to have Scream 5 and Nightmare on Elm Street Dude, again. Dude, you so. do realize that I don't make the news, right? It's, it's just whatever is out there. It's like Fox or CNN. They focus on certain things, and that's what they, they that's what they do. I think I think <laughs> I uh, Jeremy doing, just man. found like he he talked about all that Snap stuff, and it just led to really good conversation and stuff. So, and then oddly enough, we got into a conversation about Mondo Macabro not yeah. having their out of print movies picked up by anybody else. And then you know, I guess we'll probably get into this in the news anyways. But Vinegar Syndrome, kind of just yeah. Anyways. You guys know what we were talking about last week, so that was just a fucked up announcement today. Because people even even mentioned that to me today. They're like, "Man, you guys were just talking about this last show, and then all of a sudden, some of those Sorry. titles got re-released or are getting re-released by Vinegar Syndrome." I'm like, "What the fuck are the chances?" No, Mondo, Mondo was your. Oh no, it is Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah, because some of those titles Mondo used to own. Remember, I was talking about how yeah. most of their titles that go out of print, no one seems to ever re-release them. Hence, Mondo either. And then, of course, this box set that gets announced has those titles, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's fucked." Did you happen to mention that Shutter has hit a million subscribers? All because of you. A million? 
Only yeah. a million? That's pretty good. Only a million? That's amazing. How many, how many does Hulu ever now? I don't. Yeah, you're talking trips. about. A I know horror. they're huge. I just need. A, I just need a gauge here. You're talking about a horror streaming. Shutter's actually impressed me lately, man. They've been. They put how, out a lot of good much, stuff this year. How much does one of those have? Let's yeah, stick. Because I. Because a million means nothing to me. I don't know what people pay for now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it's really impressive when you yeah. think about this. Like, how many, you know, pay per views did like the UFC sale on the last one? Like five hundred thousand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Put it in perspective. Yeah, but that like shit that. cost more than Shutter for a year. Yeah, for one Saturday night. Right. But I'm, I'm saying like only five hundred thousand people. You know, and and Shutter is five dollars a month. It- they had billboards around my house with Joe Bob on their advertising shutter. So when I really? see a million, that's crazy. yeah, they, they think, must have increased that's, a lot. That's not that. I bet yeah. you they increased their subscriber list by a ton because <laughs> of Joe say, Bob. They say Joe Bob Briggs, the last driving, and then dot dot dot. Thanks, Justin Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for example, Hulu has twenty eight million. Okay. Yeah. So, Why, but I mean, they also have a wider about range of films. Really niche, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. TV shows aren't really niche. No. Like horror is super niche. So yeah. I think that's pretty damn good. I think a million's a pretty good number. I mean, honestly, I think they've been, you know, the reason why they've increased it so much too, obviously because of the Joe Bob thing. I think a lot of people are digging that and subscribe because of that also. But, you know, they, they do a good job with bringing in a lot of um, foreign films. Like this year, a lot of their 2020 exclusive shutter titles are from films around the world. Like they've got one from Belgium, like Thailand, uh, Korea. It just goes, Japan, like it just goes, it seems like every movie that's exclusive to shutter right now is foreign. And they're the only ones uh, bringing those things in, which is yeah. cool. Yeah, that's and awesome. And they're putting them on Blu-ray now too. Yeah, and right, that's the other awesome. thing. Yeah, so I have yeah. like all these Shutter films lined up. I've watched a couple of them, and I'm like, this is really cool because it's, it's so many different countries. Countries are represented, and I'm loving that. That's great. So yeah, it's so when they first started snagging titles for their streaming service, like the new stuff, like from Festival Circuit and things, they were just getting, you know, streaming rights. But then they decided, well. What if, you know, because there were certain titles that went to Shutter that, like, someone else put out on DVD. But now I think what they're doing is they're making sure to get the disc rights as well whenever they good, sign That's good. these titles. Which oh. is, yeah, it is really good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they, they are doing a million subscribers now, which is really good. Uh, a million people watching Joe Bob, you know, that it can watch Joe Bob at least. That's pretty cool. I think Joe Bob is still super successful on there despite some of the detractors and things that happen where people try to get him canceled and things like that. So yeah, that's work for somebody like him. Good, and I'm glad. I'm glad too. I mean, because I don't think there's a hateful bone in that guy's body. No, he's super nice, and so is Darcy. Like so, Darcy yeah. is so inclusive. Nice it's too. just it's just the way the PC world is these days. I mean, look at fucking Ella DeGeneres. Her show's being attacked and shit, like from every single fucking angle. Because she sat with George W. Well, I heard she was really ruthlessly mean. Because that's but that's the thing though. Once somebody sees a crack in your armor, everybody who's ever hated you's got a story about how exactly. big of a piece of shit. Exactly. you Exactly. Right. And all yeah. the and most and of the shit's probably really blown incredible. out of proportion. Anyways, it's like I mean, Joe Bob. I mean, people coming at him from every angle with you know with all that bullshit. It's just. It's just what people do these days. Articles he wrote 30 fucking years ago. That's my point, right? I mean, that's exactly my point. It's shit that happened in the past that people have to bring up because that's what they do. They try to stir stir the pot with shit that happened back in the day. Oh, this guy's a bad person because he did this and this and this. It's like it happens with to uh, celebrities and shit like that had a tweet seven, eight years ago. And then all of a sudden someone finds it. They're like, oh, this person said this. They're like, oh, they must be fucking they're they're a neo-Nazi. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Fucking stop it. Like it's yeah, it's so annoying. You can't hate somebody for not like 
Joe Bob's not going out of his way to be hurtful or mean spirited. No. He's like seventy years old, man. Like it happens. Do that people they don't not get it. realize touch a little bit that Joe it's not Bob like fucking James Woods being online being a bigoted piece of shit just to be a piece of, just to be an asshole? You exactly. know what I mean? Joe Bob is you know he's he's a reviewer, but he's also kind of a comedian too, right? He says a lot of things that are funny. Dude, and his he, name's fucking Joe Bob. Exactly. And he brings up right. shit on purpose to kind of like get people just thinking in a kind of a goofy kind of way. Exactly. Right. Like he's, he's, he's a comedic kind of reviewer and stuff. And you know, I mean, it's not to be taken serious because first of all, that's not his real fucking name. That's not his real, that's, that's a character that he plays. Right. Yeah. Right? He created a character named Joe Bob. Are you Just getting like mad? Are you getting mad at, John you know, Blue. are you getting mad at, uh, you know, Robert De Niro's character in Cape Fear and, and because he's a rape? Like, no, because people that's know right. and recognize that that's a character that he's playing. That's not him in real life. That's not Joe. Well, like they're attacking him. Like it's a real fucking person. I'm like, he's playing this. a character, man. This is no different than, you know, a comedian standing up on a stage and telling a whole pile of racist jokes and doing whatever it is and shit. I hate when people attack comedians. And we've talked about this before oh, because dude, of the letters. shit they're making fun of. Like Chris Rock's last special, man, he got attacked like a motherfucker because he said something on the lines of, too. he got, remember his you know, last special. One of his first lines in it was, you know, he was talking about, you know, black people being shot and stuff. And he's like, I think we need to kill more white people. And he's obviously joking. He doesn't want people to be shot. <laughs> But he doesn't right. want white people to be shot by cops, but he's making a contrast. He's making light of it anyways. because could you imagine all of a sudden that the cops started shooting white people? It would just be fucking pandemonium. Like, it's a joke, guys. He's not being racist. It's just fucking what it is, man. There is this double standard, though, too. There's yeah. a lot of, like, wannabe comedians that, like, will do mm-hmm. anything to get attention. So they'll just say shit that's, like, horribly off-colored and not funny. And they'll be like, you guys are just attacking me because I, you guys PC, please. It's like, no, you're a shitty-ass comedian, dude. <laughs> right. And if you're going right. to say There's something like that, there it's is fucked that up. It better be clever. It better be fucking clever or it's goddamn embarrassing. And if it's embarrassing, I your agree. guys are going to get chewed out. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. There's, There's so many bad goes, comedians, too. That goes to the thing, like, you can say whatever the hell you want, but if it's not funny, then... You, you're in trouble. Can expect blowback, and you know well, as and, you should. And comedians are not for everybody. I mean, you look at somebody like um, uh, Jesse uh, Jesselnick or whatever his name is. Yeah, Jesselnick. Um, I can't remember his first name is whatever. But uh, you, have you guys? You guys know who he is? Yeah, I, I think he used to do the roast. Right, he was ruthless. Yeah, he does. Oh, but so this guy's basically what he stands for is most of his his standups are he tells really really dark jokes about death and stuff. And it's, it's fucking hilarious. Like, it's just every joke he tells, it kind of drops your draw, your, your jaw a little bit. And you're just like, oh, I can see that's not for everybody. But how do you take that shit serious? Right. How I mean, could you I, attack you his, the dark shit how could you cry. attack his act and be like, oh, you were talking about suffocating little babies and shit. But like, yeah, if you put it like that, it's not funny. But if you listen to the act, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, dude. You're like, man, the way he words everything, you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe this guy's talking like this. But at the end of the day, you should have the frame of mind to be like, he's a comedian he's telling jokes and man also the big takeaway is if you watch something listen to something see something and you don't like it don't turn watch it, off. it turn it off you don't have to watch it that's what's yeah. glorious about that's the joy of having a remote like for your tv don't you know like the price of something you ain't gotta fucking buy it you know that's right. the that's the joys of living in a democracy man you have those uh you have those options man you know, right. You got the, in you Russia, they just play Putin 24 seven, right? You know, it could be worse. Exactly. You could be in Russia. You have one channel and it screams at you all day. And actually yeah. they come and into you your house. Off, they shoot you in the head. When you you know what they do? Right? They actually, they, they bring you like a fucking, you know, an, an old school tube TV and they break the handle off and they, and they keep the TV on the one channel. <laughs> And you can't adjust the right. volume either. And it's just a loop of food watching you. Yeah. <laughs> it 
literally it's just a loop of this guy screaming at you all fucking day. Oh, boy. And then so, every once in a while, right. they'll, they'll have a bear come on this. But we have this crazy thing in, in North America and in, in democracies called options and remotes. <laughs> <laughs> right dude and it's so yeah. true and uh you know the the option that i like to choose is shutter a lot of times yeah. because shutter honestly like you were saying those exclusives and originals they get that's what i think that's what makes shutter right and the joe bob and the creep show and and they're doing like a animated creep show special for halloween there's a joe bob halloween special uh that'll be on too like that type of stuff well they released uh, that movie that's that Japanese movie that never came out right from 2005 that, uh, Nori the curse. Yeah. Yeah. Is, and yeah. And ghost watch and different things like that, that you couldn't yeah. find anywhere. So that's the, that's what shutter is all about. And you also have, um, with, uh, the, the Holliston season one and two just hit shutter. And Adam green, I guess was like talking about possibly doing a third season with shutter. So that's well, yeah, something that could be. Cool. I was actually going to ask you about that not too long ago, and I completely forgot. But whatever happened to the third season? Was it because of um, the death? Oh no! It, so of Fear Net shut down. Remember, Fear that's Net. where that's where uh, Holliston was broadcast. It was their first original show, and it, it shut down. And oh, so I they think, just they just never pitched it to another company or whatever. They just well, I they think they the did. Rights, though I think. Yeah, Adam Green actually owns the rights, which is super smart by him. Okay. Super smart to go into that deal owning the rights. Uh, I think they did pitch it to other places, but then Adam Green got like divorced and, and Odorous died and all these different bad things yeah, happened yeah. in his life. And uh, a lot of places were interested, but you know they didn't want to give a certain amount of money or it just didn't work out. But it, could you think of a better place than Shutter? Really? No, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Right. I mean, and they're already hosting the first two seasons, so why not just partner up with Shutter, work out something money wise, and just do a third season? I'm I'm sure that I'm sure that show doesn't cost a whole lot. It's it's yeah, it's a multi camera sitcom in like mostly one location. Sometimes you know they have different yeah. sets and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure Adam Green has like a ton of. I'm sure the third season's written already, right? You would think, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, I think that it would be great. I've, I mean, I feel like he's getting a little old, you know? He's almost 50, I think, and he's playing like a early 20s guy on that show uh, or mid-20s. So he, He's it, age well, though. He doesn't really look that old. I need to shoot it in standard death then. <laughs> shoot it in standard. <laughs> but no, I would love that because, uh, Dave, are you familiar with Hollison? I've seen an episode. I never watched the whole thing. That's I so have good. both seasons, though. I have I bought the Blu-rays. It is one of yeah, those shows. Todd where... in the Book of Evil. Did that have a show ever end? Like did it like have like a? I don't think so. No, it, or was it, it did like a two cliffhanger? No, yeah, it did two seasons and then it got canceled. And then I know there was petitions to bring it back and stuff because it was kind of bullshit. That show was amazing. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it just nothing ever happened with it. So that's why shame. I can't get into shows, man. Because I, I watched, I, I watched two seasons and I love it, and then it's canceled. I usually yeah. don't watch a show until it's completed its run. And then if it's exactly. ended properly, then I go to it. And a lot of times, you know, if, if I have heard for properly. a few shows or from some people, you know, some shows like it, it had three or four seasons and then it kind of ended, you know, not on a full cliffhanger. And I'm like, they're like, well, it's kind of worth watching. You know, it doesn't like really Hannibal. matter. I never watch Hannibal. But, Game um, of Thrones. Everyone said the last season sucked. <laughs> My friend Dustin was like, I'm so relieved because I avoided watching it all this time because I was like, ah, oh, man, now I'm so behind. And then when I heard the last season sucked, I was like, thank you. I don't have to watch this show. <laughs> right. And the same thing goes with like Dexter. Like that 
that was what really did it in for me where I was like, I'm never getting invested in a show until it, I know the final verdict of it. Cause like the break, like breaking bad, you know, you're going to get mm-hmm. I, breaking bad to me is the greatest TV show of all uh, time. Sopranos. I've never seen it, but I would, I would be impressed if it was better than breaking bad. I liked Oz and even the sixth oh, season of Oz great. was rushed. It was so rushed. Oz is great. Yeah, man. Yeah, the last season for like fucking five years. Honestly, in the shower and breaking their necks. Honestly, just, I, I, that's an exaggeration, but it's not far off. So many great HBO shows over the years, like The Sopranos and you know Oz and stuff like that. But the majority of those shows did have weak final seasons. I mean, you look at Entourage. Yeah, Entourage was a great show too until the final season was horrid. It was absolutely <laughs> so rushed and brutal. Um, and The Sopranos, not really the greatest. Um. You know, uh, Oz, I thought was yeah, kind of weak at the end and stuff. And then, but one show that I thought was really solid throughout it because they didn't really overstay their welcome was The Wire. The Wire was a great HBO show that I thought was really solid from top to bottom. Yeah, I hear good things about that show. I would highly recommend <laughs> checking out the walking War- around. Is that Jeremy? Fucking not me. Of course, it's mic. Jeremy. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend The Wire. That show is the fucking tits, man. It's great. Jeremy's got to go get his fucking Chuck E. Cheese pizza he ordered. <laughs> This Damn fucking great. Right this up, fucking right guy. Chicago, this fucking guy. Claims, no, I didn't order Chuck E. Cheese. I ordered this other place. Don't worry, Dave. Always talking about how. I'm not going to say what it is because then people are going to know where I live, and I don't need fucking Dusty Mark Collins showing up in my house. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to give you your that, address, like, six dude. Six mile radius and track every single house to find you. You don't I have to. Dusty Mark Collins is going to Jerry knock on everybody's door. Do you know somebody named Jeremy Freeman? I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> no, I love this guy, man. He always talks about how great Chicago food is, and they're known for their deep dish pizza and stuff. And before the show, he's like, yo, man, I'm going to order fucking Chuck E. Cheese. And I'm like, are you serious? You live in Chicago, <laughs> yeah. and you're going to order Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> what the fuck? But he is. He's always eating Domino's. He's always eating Domino's. Don't you have a Pizza Hut or something close that's better than Pizza Hut sucks, too. Yeah, fuck Pizza Hut. Yeah, Pizza Hut's not great. I like the stuff every time I eat it. I never eat Pizza Hut, actually. I've never eaten it again. I actually went back to it recently, and I didn't hate it like I I used to. I find that Pizza Hut changes over the years all the time. I agree. Well, hell yeah, when I was a kid, Pizza Hut was like... Oh, it was expensive, and it was delicious. And my parents were like, it's too expensive. When I was a kid, Pizza Pizza Hut was the shit, man. It was so good. So remember, good. remember getting like Pizza Hut and movies. Like you'd go rent movies and get oh, Pizza yeah. Hut. It was like an event. Yeah, that was on Friday, bro. Dude, Fridays, yeah. Pizza oh, Hut is crazy. No, my mom used to take me to KFC and I'd get like eight chicken legs and then just rent movies. I was gross. <laughs> nice. I just eat eight chicken legs. Oh, <laughs> a bucket of legs, nice. Like department, you'd you want you want chicken wings, there, little kitty? No, give me a fucking leg. I want a whole bucket yeah, of I want legs. Like eight legs. Fuck, that's a lot of meat, dude. Cheers. Sometimes I want to just uh, take a weekend and do something like that and just turn off all, like, internet and pretend I'm in the 90s. But you got to have self-friend with you the whole time so you can make, like, stupid side comments on I did that movies. all summer. Oh, yeah, it would be me and Carly most likely. <laughs> I did that all summer. It was great. <laughs> right. You're just, like, exactly. talking to yourself. You're like, this is stupid. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I just I read a lot of books, man. Honestly, I read, like, fuck, I must have read, like, eight or nine books this summer. That's pretty good considering, you know, I got to... You know, I got people. Stephen King. No, I was reading mostly music and and horror books and stuff. But yeah, no, I haven't read a Stephen King novel actually in a while. But Uh, The Outsider is really good. I would check out The Outsider. It's like one of the newer ones. I heard that. uh, Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, is there news? Are we doing? I news? think this intro is longer than the entire last show. No, it hasn't been that. Actually, this is a pretty normal intro for us. It seems like it's, it's been like, like 40 minutes. It's yeah, it's about 40. It's pretty fucking normal for. It. But do we have anything else? Anyone who wants to say any house cleaning things, just go. No, okay. If you support the Patreon this month at Patreon.com/slash22shotspodcast, I will send you the original OG Jeremy microphone from the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror, and I'll sign it and I'll send it to you. So if you want to win oh, okay. the original microphone from 2013 to 2020 you can win it and i'll send it and i'll sign it and i'll send it to you i, I so love we'll how he's that away. i love how you Could failed you to mention it's broken it? <laughs> well yeah i'm not gonna send him a fucking good one why the hell would <laughs> of i do course. that <laughs> why would you give somebody something right i guess that would make sense because yeah um i also have uh one person won the guest the next year thing um if you want to i can you message me and I'll send you out? How do you something? win a guest on a show? No, guess the year mm. for the next top ten. Oh, he someone someone actually got right? got the gods. Hey, someone got the are year. Are we right? going to do that too? Like, because we've been oh, guessing yeah, everybody's top idea. one. Yeah, so we've been like, guessing everybody's top one, like on the the list, like eighty five and and ninety one. I suggested that the winner who gets the most right on the list gets to eliminate a year from the drawing. So if Moods won or JP won, they're like, "Fuck, I do not want to do nineteen ninety seven. Take it out of the drawing." Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, so I like this is a prize because there's like Carly will probably pick like nineteen seventy five or something. Like yeah, that. she'll pick the seventies that will be like, "Oh, yeah. okay." Man, I'll, I'll I could see Carly 70. doing something stupid like pick, taking out 1974, and I'd be like, no. I don't think she'd pick that. She'd pick no. one of the shitty like 70 years. 73 yeah, and like 74 are good years. 71, and that's what I'm picking. Yeah, I'll pick 97 or something more like 2002. <laughs> 97 would be the ultimate year to take out. It's it's a really poor year. I feel like it would be easy, though. But I don't want easy. I, I like I like to watch a bunch of movies and have fun with it and find shit. I don't think you're going to well, find a whole lot of gems in 2005. Because I, I don't know, man. I mean, I did the. Li- I, I own like for some odd fucking reason, I own like over a hundred movies from that year, and I'm like looking at all this shit. I'm like, why do I own half this stuff? I'm the same way. I'm like, I didn't know I own this. Like you guys were talking about that uh, Sino movie, the Sono. Yeah. And I was like, I think I have that. And I went and I had it, and it's like an out of print DVD. It's still sealed. I'm like, I didn't even open this. Oh, Strange Circus from. Oh, I have that too. But yeah. the other one, the uh, Nora's Dinner Table or something. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Strange Circus that's is a good movie. Just- there's actually everything. some good stuff. There, there is. There's a lot of good Asian movies that I'm excited to watch. A lot and I of want good to Asian. Wolf Creek and Descent. I'm excited to rewatch. And I haven't seen Hostel in a long time. Yeah, I, I just, I don't. I'm debating whether I should just put those on my uh, 2005 watch list on or on um, Letterbox right now, considering I just watched them all. Oh yeah, I would count. I would count. I would. Like, literally, like a month ago. Yeah, you should count them. Yeah. yeah. So I okay. count anything that I watch in the calendar year of when we start. So I only had two titles or one title that I'd watched this year from 2005. I watched it in July or August. Sorry. So I only counted King Kong. I'm I'm like four into it already, though. Well, technically, I'm about 11 because I King Kong was the only one in my list, but I did watch 10 others recently. So and you watched all like the heavy hitters, too. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, a lot no, of they're, what they're, I would see on people's top tens. They miss a lot of heavy hitters on the summer series. Yeah, for sure. Like, they really do. Because sometimes people just try to get stuff that they like that might not be the best just I, so they can talk about it. I actually I think a couple of the movies that were on that final 10 list aren't even qualifying for our 05 list. So right. I'd have exactly. to go back through and actually, you know, check the dates. So, yeah. 
but still there is a few yeah like hostel wasn't on there yeah that's right that was 2006 then yeah yeah they counted it for 2006 okay eh. Okay. But yeah, you guys want to hear some news? Yeah, let's um, let's uh, ditch this intro and um, get into some news. JP, bring us some scream news and Freddy news. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Listen. To be fair, I never report that like so and so wants to be Freddy. Like that is such an exaggeration. I mean, Kevin Bacon. I see it everywhere. Don't even bring it up. No, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, fucking. The, it is funny though because those are the two things you see all the time like scream and and uh kevin kevin bacon wants to play freddy every couple years it'll be like as news like kevin bacon says he would want to play freddy Krueger. i know I, I talk i made fun of this on that fresh cuts podcast and i said i never want to talk about it again <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though it's it's annoying it's, and it's the worst but, but at least right now the scream news is actually like news like they're casting people and i think the shooting date got announced and stuff like that so that's at least something if we wouldn't have joked about the scream stuff would you even remember to bring it up nope fuck (laughs) that's fucking (laughs) not gonna talk about it all right all right so um yeah this week uh you know mentioned the shutter thing but we're pretty much just gonna talk about some new titles that were announced um so jeremy the pre-order came up for Akira 4K, which I know you just saw in the theater. Jeremy. 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 He's fucking throat deep in his Chuck E. Cheese right now. <laughs> the mouse came over with it to deliver it. He's in his... <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> you got a okay, never mind. Pizza. Um, but yeah, Akira, that's a pretty cool movie. I know me and Moods have both reviewed it on this podcast. Have you ever seen that, Dave? Yeah, it's one of the first animes I saw. It was I saw it on the Sci Fi Channel as a kid. I saw this guy like getting caught in between like a giant fat blob muscle. <laughs> it's a crazy ass movie. Yeah. Um, the Unearthed Films announced uh, the Untold Story. Love it. I wish they would release all the Cat 3 movies. I already have it pre-ordered because I love that movie. I love that movie. But that one has ever gotten released, right? It's had a DVD release here. I have the DVD of it, actually. And I mentioned a VHS. Anthony Wong's top-notch in that movie. Yeah. If you like Ebola Syndrome, you gotta gotta check out The Untold Story. Was was Ebola Syndrome a Category 3? Yeah. Yeah. Same director, same lead actor. Yeah. I would say that The Untold Story is a little bit classier in some... Not really, but I don't know... until you get to the third act ridiculous (laughs) the thing is i saw somebody say that it's a comedy and it's like yeah it is a comedy but it's only a comedy there's scenes of comedic shit and then like it's not funny in the other scenes like it's just like random you know what i mean like yeah it'll be like a funny moment and then like the next scene is horrific i mean i've heard people say the same thing about ebola syndrome before they're like it's just a comedy and I'm like, no. I guess I guess you could take it. I mean, if you take it as a comedy, it's actually kind of ridiculous and, and stupid and funny. But it's I don't think it's supposed to be a comedy. And it's just it's just really kind of in bad taste because of what he's doing. But I, mean, I love Anthony it. Wong. So over the top in those yeah. movies that it's just like 
they're fucking nuts. Those glasses in an untold story. Yeah. I think that made like all of our top tens in ninety six, except <clears throat> for maybe like Dave Z. It would have made mine, I'm sure of it. It's actually one of my more favorite movies of the nineties, to be honest. It's just it's a standout for me big time. And it's got a lot of replay value too, because that shit like every time you watch it you just you just shake your head and you scratch your head and you're just like, fuck, this is amazing. But then you almost feel bad for saying this is amazing because of what he's doing. <laughs> it's just crazy. I have it on uh, DVD. I know I'm pretty sure it's out of print now. It hasn't got a re-release anytime soon. Has it? The, no, uh, there is a Blu-ray, Central. but the Blu-ray is cut and it's overseas release. It's yeah. A yeah. Like a European I have a release dis- this discotheque. I didn't know that was cut, Dave. I didn't know the Blu-ray was cut. I have that too. Hmm. The same people that put out Mika Droid. And a bunch of other shit. Yeah, Mika Droid. That was fun. That was All right. Uh, a company called Turbine, not sure where they're out of, uh, Germany maybe, yeah. announced a huge American and Werewolf, American Werewolf in London 4K. Do you, tr- do you trust all those German releases? Like, I hear sometimes they're not even actually 4K. Some of those German releases aren't even official. Like the fucking like I bet the Hitcher. I'm not sure if that's official. Fucking Death Weekend. That MN and NMSW. These movies never came out on four. Death Weekends never came out on. No, but I'm talking about Blu-rays. I'm not sure. I'm not really 100 percent sure how those European countries get away with putting out those gray market releases so often. You know, because you can't do anything to them too. Because it's hard to sue German companies. Stephen Bureau had a huge fucking podcast on uh, Sadistic Cinema. Great podcast. Check it out. And he had a two episode thing where he talked about it's really hard to sue Germany companies, German companies. See, that would make sense because I know uh, Spain does a lot of like gray market releases. They they just, there's one very, well, I wouldn't say controversial, but a title that just came out, you know, True Lies, a Schwarzenegger True Lies Blu-ray that just came out. And it's, it's a gray market release. It's not like a full bootleg or whatever, but again, you know, it's, it's Europe just getting away with it and stuff. But uh, I've heard really good things about the release in itself. So if you're looking at a Blu-ray release of it, but this looks like a pretty legit release though it's like it looks like an arrow yeah i imagine there's some real companies like that company that released that um resurrected in germany that was legit yeah yeah that was yeah yeah like my my midsummer 4k is pretty legit and that's from germany and i think i only have one other uh my darling steelbook that is from germany too and that looks pretty legit it has the dark sky logo on it which is cool I've just heard people say that like they've gotten releases that are like just upscaled bullshit. Like no doubt. Like I remember getting those hard boxes, and everybody's like, "These hard boxes are amazing!" And you get them, and it's just like the hard box looks great, and you pop it in, and it's a fucking VHS upscale. You know? <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. I have a few of the like That's Halloween hard boxes and stuff, and you basically, I mean, if you're buying those hard boxes and collecting those, it's more yeah, for great. like you know vi- yeah for the box it's about the artwork and putting them on the shelf they look really good like you know who has a fucking ton of those is tom the horrors ball yeah he's i remember shit tons of hard boxes it's videos crazy. on his channel was like he like picked up like a new one like almost every yeah up, man. Like, video like if you ever I watch his video like stuff like that I- i'm not into like the collectible aspect thing Anything. so i i never really was interested in them but i could see why people you know get their favorite films and cool well, i don't know i think that john is that's that looks pretty pretty dope i like collectible things i don't like all the like hard boxes never really <laughs> fully interest me either because i was just like eh. 
whatever. It's if just, I can't it's just get a big it box. any other way, I'll get the hard box. Yeah. But Ms. Pole had every hard box. Remember Ms. Pole? Oh, the British yeah. Guy? Yep. He had every. He was a nice guy, too. He, he basically got sick of everybody being a piece of shit, probably, and just left. I think. Yeah, my, you guys I, were talking about that last week. I where think so. Yeah. was saying that nasty comments drive people away. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it's, also, it's also fellow collectors. Like, he'd be yeah. nice and send somebody a Blu ray or something. They'd be like, well, this is a dent in it. It's like, it's free, motherfucker. Shut your goddamn mouth. Right. Yeah, Remember Alcaro I mean, Moods from Canada? Wh- who was that? Alcaro. Who? El Caro. <laughs> he was a big collector. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know there was a few guys from Canada that were. I yeah. I, I remember one dude that we used to talk to. I can't totally forget his name right now, but he was really really into steel books and he, all those collectible things and stuff. And then he just dropped off too. He just dropped off. He's like, I was wondering what happened to these people, dude. There's only like 10 percent of people that were around when I'm around that when I first got into it that are still around. Like I know, it, like Danny talks insane. to Scotty, but like I think about Scotty every once in a while. Like, what's what's he doing? I think about like the tattooed doorman and stuff because he was actually a friend of ours. Like we yeah. talked to him all the time. Yeah, we used it's to like, Skype with him. He just dropped off the face of the earth, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I remember did all of his videos. It was the same shit, just, man. He just got sick of the bullshit on there. He just got sick well, of I just people think, and like yeah. all those hardcore guys who are into the hardcore stuffs like gone. Like Danny's gone and Scotty's gone and Lori's gone and you know uh, the good, these... the bad, and the unusual. Those yeah. two people, those I like those guys a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave's the only one that's still. Oh, you coming. know who? You know who? I just saw upload videos recently. I don't know if you guys know him, but I he was like one of the first people that I subscribed to. Uh, he's like this that southern dude. His name's like uh, his YouTube's name is Endurance Productions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. I saw him. He uploaded a video Pete after Junior? like two years. Yeah. Yeah, that dude. I used to love that. Dude. I was still I'm subscribed not sure to him. Who he is? I was still subscribed to him, person... and I was like, "Holy shit!" He just made another fucking video. That's Explosive crazy. Explosive action still around. Yeah, makes sense. Simon. I watch seen... Simon every month. I love Simon, and I'm glad that he's on screen now. It took him years and years to actually show his face on screen, and now his last couple updates, you, you, you get to put a face to his voice, and I was like, that's fucking sweet, man. I like him, man. Of course, Earth Horror Man made a triumphant Oh, the Horror Man's been... Yeah, ever since he returned, around. dude, that guy fucking... He's every day with a Cranking video. Cranking him out. Yeah, I watch his videos all the time. What'd you the say, only, Jeremy? The only collection that I feel like is on par with Moods and Dave's collection... I mean, Terror for Tom's collection is fucking insane his updates are crazy terrific tom is watched? an interesting collector because he yeah he goes out of his way to collect the most insane posters and figures and he gets yeah. into like vinyl soundtracks but he has in movies and like he collects everything at such <laughs> a high level but he that guy has some fucking serious money though because the collectibles that he's buying are not cheap dude like well, i think right. about it like he buys like everything on blu-ray and shit like that and mm-hmm. You know, he's the one that's he's the one who did my my Chucky and my Hellraiser painting. So, oh, that's you who know, did that? I've talked to him a little bit, but he's a super talented guy. But I always wonder what he does because he has so much awesome shit. He mm-hmm. says and his updates are like three parts and they're like 40 minutes each. And he's just a crazy collector. Yeah, he, he buys a lot of modern stuff. The, the only thing with with uh, Tom that kind of <laughs> I wouldn't say irritates me, but when I watch people's updates, I, I I like to see when you know people collect stuff from like around the world and things like that. He buys mostly region one. I don't honestly don't even think he even is region f- free. So you're seeing just a lot of like you know local kind of North yeah. American releases and stuff. And he buys a lot of modern stuff. And I'm just like, man, eh. 
whatever. But I barely buy modern shit anymore. I try to go only for the older shit. I was actually just having this conversation yesterday, and um, I was like, "Man, I have bought one 2020 movie all year. I th- that's all I have." Is I have VFW. VFW have is the VFW only 2020 release Colorado I have. You didn't buy Color of Space? I got Color no. of Space. No. You should get that one. It's cheap, but it's just, I, I know, and when I get older too, I don't want to spend the money on an independent movie unless I know the director or something like uh, some directors I see movies like Tennessee Gothic. I was like, I'll buy his shit. That dude's oh, shit I get, or like Scott I guess, Sherm, you know, people I know. I guess I, like. I, I have the new Dustin Mills film too, so yeah. 2020. So, I mean, yeah, too. But yeah, again, you know, just with like all the modern IFC releases and just all these kind of movies that are coming out and stuff, like it, it just, it's cool that people are buying them stuff, but I'm just, no, not for me. I don't do that anymore. I, yeah, I don't, I don't really buy that either, stuff so. that much either. No, not unless I absolutely love it. Like VFW was a must for me. Like I'm a big Beagles fan. Like this guy's just kind of not missing for me at all. So I had to support that, um, which mm. I didn't even support it myself because Dylan actually bought me that 4K. <laughs> so. Wait, you have nice. a 4K? Uh, yeah, I got. A f- I actually have a few of them, but just it's bad. almost time. It's almost time. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, you know, it's it's nice that the 4K releases come with the Blu-rays, and so I'm content with the Blu-rays until I upgrade. Well, what are you gonna do with Dawn of the Dead? I don't did know. Did you get the 4K set or did you get the Blu-ray set? I got the 4K set. Good. Yeah. Good. So you're man. not even gonna be able to watch your favorite movie. Okay. No there, there should be shipping soon, huh? No, they no, both they got, until they got November. Pushed. Yeah, no, they're... My birthday, November 16th. So when? My birthday, November 16th. Oh, but, but the Friday set should be shipping soon, right? Yep. Should be any yeah. day. Should Looking be any day. For, they oh. pushed that Dawn of the Dead in the 2025. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> and by then, I'll probably have my 4K TV. <laughs> I know they pushed Martin back. Actually, by 2025, so. it should be fucking 8K or something by then. Jeez. See, the thing I like about whenever you see, like, even if it's in a different country, whenever you see, like, a master, a 4K master come come out, you usually know that that means that somebody can use that master in the U.S. Yeah. Even though they're region-free, yeah. it's still about, like, the importing fees that, why I don't really venture out too much. Sometimes, like, importing fees and like, Amazon UK, they're cheaper to import, like, an arrow than get it from some places, though. Yeah, sometimes. Like- but yeah. you just that, there's it still is for some me. stuff that's it is like me. never there's still some stuff that's never released over here. Like <clears throat> Easy Rider never came out over here and that's been out in the UK for Well in four K it's yeah. In, oh. Yep. Hmm. That but, came out but, from Sony released that and uh Darling, like I just said, never came out. Yeah, but that, nobody's going to want that here. <laughs> I mean, in 4K is crazy. I mean, I like the movie, but in 4K, I'm like, what? It was seven pound, or seven euros. Like, come on. Speaking I, money. I'd be leery mm-hmm. about German releases, though. Germany is weird about uncut and cut shit. They cut so much stuff. Yeah, they've Why always they cut a brand new <clears throat> fucking movie. Dude, they cut, dude, that's how they are. They that's have they really, are. they still struggle with censorship there. You know, it's crazy. But. Because they're fucking dumb. I don't yeah. fucking know. <laughs> Right, well, so don't look um, now. that's never came out in the U.S. What? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's some, but Elephant Man. I'm sure we'll see those events. Well, maybe not Elephant Man, but I I thought it was a huge misstep for Criterion to not do too. Crash on 4K. Like what the hell? That was so dumb. I, I wonder and why. I wonder why, because Criterion's so successful. You think they would be all over that game? I think Criterion's falling off, man. I don't think they're as important or like as high quality as they were. Like I think, whenever I think they, they still were, sell well, though. I, I think, think they, they are. I just well. think that they have people that are on their level now. 
That's what I meant. That I didn't mean that their quality has dipped. I meant like everybody else has caught up to them, that's, and and that's they're the still, thing. yeah, they're still selling at you know forty dollars a piece or whatever, except for on the sale. And like companies like Arrow and and Scream Factory to a lesser extent have put as much effort into like the special features and and putting the definitive editions out that Criterion once was the only person doing that. So I think that now they're like less important to me. Like right. and Kino I, is I barely stepping up their game too. And they're they have sales. Like Kino puts a bunch of features on their shit. And then when they have a sale, it's like, oh brand new Clint Eastwood movie with like oh not new, but new release with like all these features for twelve ninety nine on a sale. Yeah, Kino's like, quality is just crazy. Went way up. Yeah. 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 And Kino does actual sales. Like, yeah, it's like 10 like Screen Factory has bucks. sales and they're just the regular price that you they're have. They're like 8% MSRP. <laughs> yeah. And free shipping when you spend $50. Like, that's like a big deal now. 100 for international. $50, that's why I like about that's one Blu ray. <laughs> Vinegar Syndrome, man, shipping for free now. Yeah. Vinegar Syndrome is. Like I've never paid for the one that I like to champion the most because the vinegar syndrome seems like they really have their finger on the pulse of the consumer. And they're also the nicest guys too. Yeah. That too. And they're small. You want to for the small guy. Not, not the time that I walked in and I was wearing my 22 shot shirt and the guy who owns vinegar syndrome goes, Hey, I've I've heard of that podcast. I have somebody hit me up to get free movies. I was like, Oh, he's still, he's if I could hit him up right now, he'd send me some free shit. I just don't (laughs) like to be that guy. Which, like he every once you, in a while I'll hit him up. You are that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Because I actually love Finger Syndrome. I buy a lot of their releases like with cold hard cash. You buy beef friends. I'm friends with uh, I'm Joe from Vinegar Syndrome, and That's I always the buy the, the the yearly or whatever. I'm gonna buy the yearly thing every time now. Just because I think I I'm gonna start saving up for it honestly because it's worth it. It's well worth it. Yeah, it is. You can it sell really the ones is. you don't want. You can sell the fucking slip covers later down the line. The ones you don't want, and make your. Yeah, money. I don't want any of the slip covers, pretty much, because sit on them and sell them a year later. Moods, <laughs> moods. Mm. You see how much rad is going for? I can't even imagine. Like 150 bucks. Man, so crazy. That's insane. I, I, I somebody somebody sent me a, a screenshot of the slip cover on eBay, and it was selling for like 75 dollars. I was like, what the fuck. For the slipcover, I don't know if it's sold or not, but whatever. Someone was asking that, and I'm like, I wouldn't put it past anybody to, you know, pay that for those. So, if you were if you were a millionaire, you'd buy it. You'd be like, why not? I'd buy everything if I was a millionaire. I think about that sometimes. How awesome it would be if you had a lot of money and you could just buy whatever you want. <sighs> I feel like I would it. get massively depressed. Yeah, yeah, well, because you get bored you of it eventually. Stuff, yeah. You, you, like nothing's exciting anymore. Yeah, there's, there's no whatever. thrill to it. You I, know, it's like I think I would be like that I, i'm sure yeah well i'd like to try it out for a couple days <laughs> hey, i wouldn't mind doing that either you're fun. talking about being depressed like, that you had a million dollars don't be trying to talk yourself out of it i'd be like give me the money we'll find out <laughs> no I, I just understand why all these like like musicians and and people who get like ultra famous no like, they're yeah drums. because they get famous when they're fucking 20 years old and they're fucking dumb as shit that's why like john jones is always causing problems because dude got fucking world famous athlete at 23 if I if I was world rich famous when I was twenty three, I'd be a fucking. Oh, I would have been dead. Up. I'd be dead. Yeah, I'd be dead as fuck. <laughs> yeah, think about Patrick Mahomes. He has like a billion dollars now. Like, yeah, you never. Yeah, be, yeah. that's. You never had to work at big lots or in a factory or fucking retail, dude. That shit fucking sucks your soul out, <laughs> dude. Makes you a, makes dude, you a human. LeBron James had a hundred million dollars in his bank account before he even played one game in the NBA. <sighs> 
That's <laughs> he was fucking 18 years old. Hundred million dollars in his bank. Isn't that fucking crazy? Had not as much as had people on this planet would do unspeakable things for an eighth right? of that. He's kind of an Dude, exceptional because he's had a pretty controversy free life. So Pat, Pat, yeah. Patrick Mahomes' deal is crazy because like it's such a huge investment on something you don't know if it's gonna <clears throat> like you know what he looks like now, but I mean Well, football is always a big gamble because one hit and you're over. I mean, look at Bo Jackson. The guy was the best in the game, and then all of a sudden, one little fucking weird tackle, and his whole career was done. Yeah, and then he yeah. went to base. Was that before baseball or after baseball? That was not? during baseball. He played. And both. that guy had the greatest outfielder I've ever seen. He played, oh, one of the greatest. Outfielders. Yeah, he played for the Royals, and he played for um, the, White Sox. Uh, the, or yeah, well, he played for the Royals at the time he was playing for the Raiders when he got hurt, but he still played baseball because he could play baseball still. Hey, all three of our teams are undefeated. Right now, yeah, what do you do? Right, <laughs> Not for much longer. When was right? the last time? Man, holy shit! Both teams two and zero. Man, I looked at the Bills' schedule the rest of this year. It's a tough schedule, man. We're playing all top tier teams. It's Ours gonna be rough. Ours honestly. is rough. This is one of the roughest I think, schedules we've had. I think we might years. play you. I'm not sure. I think we do. I'm just waiting for Maybe. my ten dollars for JP. I think they play the Raiders. Uh, this okay, weekend. me and Jeremy have a bet. I said that the Chicago Bears will win at least seven games, and it's possible. he said they wouldn't. But think about it. They're already 2-0. and So I only need to win five more games yeah, out of the... Yeah, this is like the easy games. They're not going to beat the Falcons. If you think the Falcons are going to beat 0-3, you're crazy. You know the Falcons are going to bring their A mm-hmm. game. And they're going to fucking beat the Bears this week. And then they maybe could beat Carolina the next week. And then after that, it's all fucking like hard teams. Yeah, but even some of those games that like they might beat the Lions again, they could split even though they could split Minnesota or even win both Minnesota games. And I'm, that's already four yeah. right there. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, we we like the bet. Um yeah. so anyway, moving on here, uh Severn Films announced a couple titles. <laughs> this one I thought was hilarious. Um Patrick still lives. Yep. Yep. The uncut version. Which I don't know if any of you've seen that, but the Italian it's, film. It's uh, I I guess it's a sequel to Patrick or, or more of a ripoff, but it's it an unofficial lives. sequel. It's very it's an unofficial. It, sequel, a very yeah. Italian thing to do. <laughs> Dude, it's. I mean, we watched it. It was Carly's pick for one of our Halloween parties, and it killed because it was just so absurd. She picked Patrick still lives. Yeah. Yeah. That is super random. Yeah. She likes the first one. Okay. I've only seen the first one. I like the first one. Yeah. I've never seen that one either. Never seen the sequel. The first one? No. No, I've seen the first one. I love the first movie. Patrick still lives is ridiculous. It's so, it's like filled with nudity and like sleaze. Sounds like Severin would put that out. Right. (laughs) It's, it's, it's really funny though. Uh, Last, yeah. She picked that, and then what did she pick? She picked Son of Sleepaway Camp one year, which is also a uh, title that was announced recently by Vinegar Syndrome or Severin, which is um, it's ma- cent- mask- Massacre in Central Valley or something. Memorial Valley Massacre. Yeah, yeah, that one. Which, yeah, what do you? She picks a lot of weird stuff. No, fuck. <laughs> How sensitive is this fucking my guy? Barely moves. Dude, you would almost ruin Moods' intro by moving around. I barely <laughs> it comes, it comes I through loud. I can hear your heartbeat, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm fucking anxiety and I can't sit still. I gotta move. I'm sorry. It's getting okay. mad. Uh, so they also <clears throat> uh, are announced the Black Cat, which 
was originally released in Italy as Demon Six. Probably <laughs> one of a couple. Why can't we do that with Luigi Kazi? Let's do that one for That's Italian a Kazi movie. Yeah, that that is a Kazi. I think when I picked Kazi, I didn't realize that he was actually <clears throat> that that was actually being released because I've never seen it before. These these are coming out in October. You could make a swap. You could, could. make a swap. Yeah. You don't like me movie movies. <laughs> Hopefully they're actually coming out. I mean, they're slated. Six. We already done seven of those. Yeah, I've always wanted to check the, out uh, that. The third film they announced, which I got excited for a second, and then I got disappointed. Shock Treatment, which at first I thought it was Combat Shock, because remember they released that like limited yeah. version, and yeah. I thought they would do a standard. Yeah, I bought it. But I didn't. I wish I did. You're, you're dumb. Too. They said it was limited, JP. Yeah, I know, but yeah. normally they say that, and then they release like a standard version later. Yep. And they did tell me they were going to. They lied to me. They even said that in one of their videos, too, actually. So they were yeah. lying twice. Yeah, Fuckers. liars. Bastards. Uh, so, yeah, that's... um. This isn't the shock treatment sequel to um, Rocky Horror. This is a weird French movie. I'm not, I don't think I'm too familiar There's with. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, it's not a sequel. It's not a prequel. It's an equal JP. You would have known that if you were on the musical episode with Gary. I don't like those movies. That's why well, I didn't never do the show. Movies. I'd... It's a Hall of Famer, bro. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, really? You guys put Rocky Horror in the yeah, Hall and you complained about it the first time. You forgot. <laughs> it's a good movie. Shock treatment's great too. Um, okay, so after that, we got Full Moon announced. Uh, <laughs> a fucking Char- Charlie this is, Band. This isn't even the thing. So Why are you talking off. about your dad, bro? Uh, House <laughs> of Cruel Dolls. Okay, let's. I thought you were going to say the Taurus Trap. House of Cruel time. Dolls sounds like full- it sounds like a clip show. It definitely yeah. does. It definitely <laughs> blood dolls will be in there and fucking demonic toys too. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if this is like horror or not, but Warner Archive announced. The Bermuda Depths. Probably sci-fi, if I'm not Oh, it's, thre- it's a giant turtle movie. I love it. <laughs> wow. I see that. Fucking giant. You don't see giant turtles. Dude, that, I gotta era. pick that one up. Uh, I, I gotta have that. it. Giant that's turtle. Hmm. Like it's, well, it's a giant turtle. Well, like, that's the and the Bermuda purpose. Triangle. So. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> that's what's in there. Yeah. Uh, what else here? Let's see. A um, bunch of shit I don't care about, like Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, Orgy of the Dead coming from Full Moon Features on Blu-ray. And there's another one they got, too. The Hand That Feeds Death or something with um, Klaus Kinski. The Klaus Kinski. Oh, Second Sight has the... They they got their masters in for... Dawn. Dawn. Yep. Are you going to talk about the Vinegar Syndrome news? I'm trying, man. I'm, I'm looking at the damn... What? Uh, apparently, there's... <laughs> apparently, this is news. Uh... Dominion prequel to The Exorcist is available for pre-order. We talked about that. Um, Chernobyl uh, getting a 4K release from Warner really? Brothers. The TV show? The HBO the yep. HBO uh, miniseries, I think. Yep. Oh, okay. It's fucking awesome. <clears throat> I thought you were talking about the movie. Like, you the guys watch Cherno- have you guys watched Chernobyl? I don't no. watch TV. It's great. It's, only, it's not long. It's only four I, hours. I watch miniseries. You check I'll fuck with a miniseries. It's only like four hours. It's worth watch. Um, Kino Lober. <laughs> this I don't know what this is, but it looks awesome. It's called DC Cab, and it, it features Mr. T on the cover holding it. That's a Joel Schumacher movie. <laughs> holding a cab door. It just looks like it would be fun. So That's not That's, a horror movie. No. I know. no. Uh, the Massacre video announced The Underground, the true story of Phil Schneider. 
not sure what that is. Really? Hmm. Crickets. I didn't hear, I didn't hear about that one. Scream Factory announced how to make a monster. Literally, we thought you were going to talk about the good news. You're like going down to the Wait, bottom. Wait, breaking there. news, guys. This is breaking news. Three crew members test positive for COVID-19 on Scream set, but filming will resume on Monday. That what? is... If they're resuming on Monday, why are they even telling us? Right? What's the fucking news <laughs> then? Pretty soon the news is going to be like, Nev Campbell brushed her teeth, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, Ronin Flicks announced the I Spit on Your Grave box set, which features I, I Spit on Your Grave the last one. and a film we do not speak of. But and it has a Joe Bob commentary track on it. I would rewatch it for that. It's the it only way they're going to get people to actually pay money for that piece of shit, is you throw it into a fucking it? box set with the first one on 4K. defends it. JP would be so conflicted. It's not on 4K. Would you be conflicted if Joe Bob liked the sequel? What's I that? bet you he does like the sequel. Would you be conflicted if Joe Bob liked the sequel? No, because he loves. He thinks Chainsaw Four is the best one besides the first one. That's just funny <laughs> and weird. It's probably because Kim Hinkle was involved or something. Yeah, I don't know, but he has some weird opinions sometimes. So I, I, I could rock with it. I gotta say, man, the artwork on that uh, I spit in your gray box set is atrocious. Yeah, it's not good. It looks yeah, really not- bad. But one thing I didn't know is it's a box set where like eat, there's three cases inside and that has the original artwork on it. The Blu-ray case does. There's so documentary of course, it's just like any commission bo- hard box set or whatever. Arrow does the same thing, right? What is what is Ronin Flick's price range usually? Is, is Am I going to be able to afford this box set? 660. I'll pay 60 for it. it. It's probably normal, yeah. That's for, not, if that's it didn't have the dock, I, it would be a hard sell for me. I yeah, wish I knew... Because the old Blu-ray sold about that, and I would have sold mine, but of course, I didn't know it was going to get re-released. Son of a bitch! That, that's I was a little bit shocked that it was uh, Scorpion picking that up. That's crazy. It's not. It's just a company. Scorp- Ronin sometimes sells stuff that's not Scorpion. Oh, it actually isn't a Scorpion side. release. Oh, shit. No, I, I think it's independent. Yeah, I know I know that they sell stuff. I'm on the site all the time. I just oh, assumed you know it was what? Scorpion. That's crazy. It's hmm. probably the people. It's. I think the... The family owns that. Mirz Archie owns it. Yeah, he's yeah, not dead like, yet, is he? <clears throat> well, wow. he's not alive. <laughs> Mirz Archie's still alive. right, <laughs> dude. There's no way he. He's. I think his family directed that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, he didn't direct it. He just put. His he was there. But he, he was. If you want to call that there, fine. Just because you're physically there, though. Well, if he had anything to do with the directing, man, he's completely lost his mind. So right. he might have been there physically, but definitely not mentally. There's no way. Oh, that was an Anchor Bay release, right? So yeah, the yeah. old one. Yeah, the old. But I, I, I think the rights reverted back to him. He has the rights. He was selling a shitty DVD on his website. Remember, Derek was talking about oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That. That's right. Yeah, and the part two is or Deja Vu is the is like JP. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't say the full title. It's their uh, like it's their company on the like. I don't know the Blu-ray disc, if you want to call it that. Did you buy it? Did you buy the old disc? Yes. <laughs> Wait, I got I got a family video for a buck fifty. How much did you pay for it, JP? Enlighten us all again on that. Uh, like what was the price? Three dollars. You fucking liar. 
No, he paid like twenty. He paid like twenty bucks for it or some shit. I did too. Jesus, yeah, it was twenty three. Twenty three, which is which is actually crazy because you're the one that usually doesn't like to pay more than like twelve bucks for a Blu-ray, and you went and spent more than you ever have on a Blu-ray on the worst one ever. It's It's just it's so funny. It's just so funny to me. On demand too. Yeah, it's bullshit. That's right. Oh, that makes it even more funny. That one's gonna be burned on demand. No, (laughs) I doubt it. No, they they won't. No. I'm sure they have like a ton of those discs left over that didn't sell though. But they were burned on demand, so how could they be left over? Sometimes burn on demand just means that it it was burned on the demand of them thinking that they were gonna sell it. They probably do. We'll sell at least three hundred copies, right? Yeah. Uh, so after that, Scream Factory announced their next 4K. So I think that's two so far yeah. with the, in the horror world. Um, the first one was They Live and now Army of Darkness. So pretty much I imagine any of the ones that came out on a steelbook are probably... So you're probably, if you're that no, guy, you're probably this will be the third time you're buying these titles from Scream Factory. Yeah, because I a lot of those steelbooks... I think or that was the Army selling point for the steelbooks besides the packaging was the fact that a lot of those films were remastered in 4K. So yeah, expect all those titles to be reissued in 4k discs yeah uh so i'm cool with it i'll pick it up honestly because uh i do have the first two evil deads on 4k so oh shit evil dead 2s on 4k do you have how do those look on 4k no what the hell you're the 4k guy how do i get that how do they even look on 4k like how does the original film look in 4k good yeah. yeah, I that's thought crazy. it looked really good. That's crazy. I, of course, I only remember me saying that Cloverfield looks actually like really, really good. Surprisingly. That, that's something that would just blow my mind. Yeah. Because like Cloverfield, I don't know. It's not really supposed to look great, is it? Like, I, I don't know. I think that's yeah. kind of part of the appeal with it. But interesting. Yeah. So Scream Factory, uh, I will pick up They Love, Love for sure. I, I, I'm cursing at the price that it is right now because I can't keep dropped like if daughters of darkness does not drop in price like i it's gonna be so hard for me to buy that what's it at 50 it's at 38 i think 39.97 that's the 4k price for blue underground just no, for that not one usually because it, it comes with a soundtrack so he's what did what did we get the first one for 20 the first two for like 25 no they were like 28 no I, a, I paid like 25 for the first two the second five is a good price 20. the second two i paid 28 well, <clears throat> Peacemaster was thirty-seven. It's a pretty Peace deluxe Ma- edition, though. It's kind of yeah, loaded. Yeah, Peacemaster was thirty-seven. Not, not for me because I did the six-month thing. Yeah, yeah, I got to do that, man. I just so, bought the whole package uh, today, so I was like, whatever. Then Blue Underground announced another four K, Fire and Ice, which I've never even seen or really and, heard of. It's a fun movie. movie. It's a fun animated movie, man. Really Basky. good. I have the Blu-ray of it. Actually, Derek bought so, me that. King Necron, villain's awesome in it. The yeah, villain's it's great. great. It's a great one. Yeah, and great, then great animation. Huge, a huge announcement title for me: uh, Tremors on 4K. Gotta yeah. have it because that Blu-ray Netflix. is awful. So it'd be nice to get a new transfer. Might and be Tremors the best is horror movie in 1990. Yeah, damn it, close. It actually. What I said I might not we, even do that. Have I might actually on. pick it up. I might actually pick it up. What did we have? Tre- oh, when we reviewed it, <laughs> we all gave it like tens, dude. Yeah, Tremors it's, it's is the perfect amazing. monster movie. It's and absolutely, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's a buddy film. Yeah. Well, it beats rock. Well, what we learned from reviewing that whole franchise is that it's one of the more, f- it's one of the more solid franchises in horror. Right. History, and really. Also, every film is pretty good. The new also, one comes out. 
the new one comes out in this next month. In a month. Tremors, Shrieker Island. On top of Tales of the Hood 3. Right. I didn't even know that that was coming out. I mean, I saw that in Tales of the Hood 3. I was like, what the fuck? Really? Man. Yeah, because you were gone when they got announced. Yeah, I, think. I totally <laughs> missed Because they're that. making that shit a franchise. I, I was shocked after the... Uh, I didn't hate Part 2 as much as everyone else did. I didn't think it was that I bad. I didn't hate it either. I didn't it wasn't it. great, though. But it was just, right in the middle. Just because of the reception on the second one, I was very shocked to see Part 3. But I'm curious. I'm definitely curious. Keith David was funny in Part 2. Keith David is probably the best part. It must have done well. That that Tremors well. that Tremors one is is that is that uh, U.S. as well? Yep. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. it's, it's, it's all three. So I'm hoping they're coming out with like a standard edition of it. I they, they, grab the box set. They always come out with the standards, but yeah, it's available in the U.K., U.S., and Canada for both those titles. Well, I guess the next one you're gonna say. Sweet. Uh, so wait, wait. There was another title. Verse. They. Versus. Announced versus. Oh, I I see that. I don't it's, even know it's what that is. It's just Blu-ray though. It's not 4K. No, it's just an awesome release. So it definitely needs an upgrade. From... Is it like a Japan, uh, like a martial arts movie? No, There's zombies and shit. In it. Oh it's, shit! It's, okay, cool. it's it's a horror <laughs> film. No, versus is <laughs> fucking there, amazing. It, it, I see. There's there's like monsters on the cover. At first, I just thought it was like a samurai film. Yeah, it was released by. Um, Tokyo Shock back in the day, and the, the DVD is pretty muddy looking. So I was very excited when I heard that they were putting that out on Blu-ray. I'm like, that's a great movie to put in high def. So excited! Wild Zero is going to get a Blu-ray. I know, right? <laughs> We've been we talked about this a few times because it reviewed it on uh, No More Room in Hell. And, yeah, uh, it's and it's Bob Zero fuck. is uh, it's a great movie. It's so much fun. That movie's crazy. So much. I want Bio Zombie. Bio Zombie's underrated. That's a fun movie. Bio Zombie is a blast. So good. Yeah. All right. Uh, then Vinegar Syndrome announced a 4K of Beastmaster. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. I'm excited. I ordered that shit this morning. That's a uh, Coscarelli, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, he hated he hated that movie. Man, I got up <laughs> nah, in the morning. I time on it. I was up at like 7:30 this morning. I'm like, oh, going to Vinegar Syndrome, and the first thing I saw was the Beastmaster, and I thought it was a whole box set of the whole tr- uh, of all the movies, and I was like, oh fuck, that's crazy. Is so, there more than two? There's three. I, there's just three. Really? Yeah. And I didn't know there was a third one. So I like, of course, I clicked on the package, got the package deal, and I was looking. I was like, oh, it's just Beastmaster. I'm like, shit. <laughs> but it's a crazy addition. It comes with like a slipcase, and then like inside the slipcase is like an outer case that like opens up like a flap, and it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a nice addition. Oh, for when sure. When you order sure. from Vinegar Syndrome, do they do they, do you pay up front or do they? Yeah, you pay, pay up, up front. front. Okay. Um, and then the, I like that they, better now. They. What is it? I'd rather uh, get it fade, out of the way. Fade to Black is the other title. Fuck, so excited. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw people selling a bootleg of Fade to Black, and then when they announced that, I was like... <laughs> right? Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't and, even HD. They just fucking like, upscaled it to a, like, a Blu-ray or whatever and made it the best quality they could. And, like Whatever. It wasn't even in HD. Not real HD. Mm-hmm. So do you have to buy all of those to get Beastmaster, or can you just nope. buy Beastmaster? It's 37 bucks. I already said that. Okay. Um, okay, and then they announced the Giallo box set. They might have already announced that. I can't keep up. Yeah. Uh, no, French Sex good. Murder, The Girl in Room 2A, and My Dear Killer. From my nice. French Sex Murders was the one with the Humphrey Bogart impersonator that Mondo Macabro put out. I've seen that one. Yeah, so going back to what we talked about last week with the Mondo titles and earlier in the show, yeah, so two of these titles, The Girl in Room 2A was a former Mondo Macabro release and French so Sex Murders. And, of course, we talked about this last week, and no one ever re-releases their movies, and here we go. So this is, like, a big fucking deal to me. So I'm hoping that maybe Vinegar Syndrome's 
you know, snagged up a bunch of their back catalog and they're going to slowly release some of the stuff because let's hope that we get those Bollywood movies and all that other shit that nobody can fucking afford because the DVDs McCall. go for like kidneys. I want McCall. The Freddy Krueger one, right? That's yeah. Planet Drive-In. Right? I know. That's I told you. Go see it. So I when will I, go see that one. When I saw these two titles today, I was like, I was just ecstatic. I was like, this is fucking amazing news. Like, this is so crazy. This is happening. So yeah, like I said, hopefully we get uh, some more of those. And my dear killer is a great fucking movie from 72. I think it might've been Brandon's number one from 72 actually that year. Um, yep. I have the it shameless, was. I have the shameless DVD. I think it was also released by, um, uh, shriek Media, show. Yeah, shriek show. Yeah. Shriek, shriek show yeah. released it. And I, I have the shameless. DVD. Great, great giallo, but this is an awesome box set. Very, very excited for this. Yeah, uh, what didn't they announce Cemetery of Terror and a couple other titles too? I don't see it last. on down of the discs. That's that a different last. one. That's October That's for last month. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. Okay. Um, that's it. That's it for the releases. Cool. Unless you guys know something, some other ones. Uh. It's breaking my bank. I'll tell you that. Blade yeah. is coming out on 4K. I know that. And they should just release sure. that in a box set. Yeah, yeah. Blade's coming out. Uh, like you said, Bruce Lee's coming out. There's a Bruce Lee 4K set that's brand new that's coming out that has this is from Japan and it has the Big Boss, Fist of Fury, The Way of the Dragon, and Game of Death. So that's coming out 4K. I wish they would do the Tarantino films, man. The Lady Killers, which is pretty cool, and uh, the Woman Trilogy German release came out this week. I What's think the those Woman movies. Trilogy? Yeah, what is that? Oh, the you're talking about Cherry. The Woman the Trilogy. Offspring Darling. and Darling. Get the fuck out of here. That's what it says on the cover. The Woman Trilogy. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the news done. Yes, news is done. That's it for the news. All right, so that is the news. Fucking thing sucks. All right, moving along here into a knowledge segment. The word I bring to you today is knowledge reigns supreme. You got no time to joke and play because knowledge reigns supreme. And for this week's top 10 list, we are going to cover top 10 gorilla horror flicks. <laughs> I can't believe it. There's like a list. Was it, was that the only list? Please tell me that was the only list. You know what? It was the very first th- I just googled it and it was the very first thing that popped up and it actually is somebody made this list on IMDb and I was like why not just do it? Okay. Right? Watch them have the fucking ape in well, there. Gonna I wasn't going to go searching for a top 10 gorilla <laughs> horror film list, you know, too hard on the internet and Have of course, you seen any? Like, I don't think so. Like I've like seen the ape with Bella Lugosi. Congo yeah. better be on this list. Off the top of your head like I only can think of King Kong movies. King Kong, Congo. No, oh, you'd be su- you'd be surprised actually. Just kind of scrolling through, you'd be surprised. You you've probably heard of most of these movies, and in a few, you've probably seen a couple of them too. So, um, okay. okay. So coming in number ten is of course the Gorilla from nineteen thirty nine. Is that a killer? Is that a killer gorilla film? It's. Uh, I think it's more of a comedy horror film. To be honest, because, it's, it's a lighthearted one for sure. Um, Brian and Jamie from ABC's The Hidden Horror, they do the this series called The Colossal Collection where they literally started from you know the beginning of their alphabetized collection and watched and is attempting to watch their entire collection yeah. in order. And it's been about two years and they're still in the A's. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. And, and uh 
the and like the because the first like handful of episodes was all box sets yeah and it was like the stupid public domain movies and like brian started tripping out like i cannot stand these uh monkey suit movies anymore these, these they're not even horror films i don't know why they're in a there's so in, many of them in a, uh horror collection because they're like they're not horror at all, but they're like all in the, these ape suit movies. Like it was like there was a trend in like the nineteen like forties or something to just start making after King Kong and stuff to just start making all these like monkey suit mystery I've movies. Never seen Sherlock by John Landis, where it's basically just like yeah. making fun of that of a guy. I've, <laughs> suit I've got the yeah. arrow. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's funny. Uh, how dude? How long would it take you to do that, man? Oh, dude, it's I would never life. get through it. If I started to rewatch, oh my god, I'd never get through it. Um, okay, so coming in number nine is, of course, the Ape Man from 1943. The Ape Man <laughs> or the Ape? It says the Ape Man on here. I'm assuming it's the the Ape because it is the one with Bela Gosi in it. So. Yeah, that's the Ape. Yeah. yeah. So I think most people have seen that one. It's like on every one of those multi-set boxes. Yeah. You know, it's Kino like put it out on Blu-ray. Public domain. Oh. Did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they actually did. Yeah, that's right. It's, yeah, very public domain, I think. Uh, number eight is Gorilla at Large from 1954. It's got Cameron Mitchell in it. That's pretty. And Raymond Burr. Cameron is Mitchell, Raymond, Raymond Burr. Is Raymond Burr the gorilla? I'm not sure. I've never you seen this one. The gorilla. No, that's actually one on those lists I haven't seen, but I the, haven't seen the eight. I, I assume Bigfoot films do not count, right? No, just straight gorilla films. Okay, coming at number seven makes a lot of sense. Uh, King Kong from 1976. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number six is King Kong 2005, which again would make sense to be on this list. Um, really? So they think 76 Kong versus is better is worse than 05 Kong. I guess oh. so. According to this, whoever wrote, whoever the author of this list is, that's what they decided. Put much thought into this. Uh, number five <laughs> is Ape from 1976. I've heard of that one. Who's yeah. the actress in that? Is it like Joan Crawford or somebody big like that? Joan Wait, seventy six? You said you know who's actually in this movie? Uh, Ape from nineteen seventy six is Joanna Kearns. She was the mom on Growing Pains. I'm thinking of somebody else. I'm yeah. in Conga. It must be Conga. Somebody's in Conga. Did you watch that for seventy six? I can't remember if I did. No, I didn't. I actually skipped it. I, don't I feel know like I might have watched it. I think he did. I, I know somebody did because we definitely brought it up at one point. Can't remember it at yeah. all though. Um, I, you know, Keenum actually put this out on 3D. <laughs> There's like it's a better 3D than for... 05 Kong apparently, and 76 Kong apparently. Oh, I I think it's Letterboxd birthday today. Hmm. Okay. Great. Happy birthday, Letterbox. Number four is Congo. Makes sense. Never I, seen it. I haven't seen. Congo. You never saw Congo. I never. I haven't seen it for years, man. I never I really considered that either. to be a horror film, but. It's better than you guys remember. It's fun, dude. It's not. I'm not going to stand up here and be like, it's a great movie. What about I mean, Planet of the Apes? Oh, my God. I've never seen this. This is hilarious, man. Okay. So number three is The Murders in the Rue Morgue, 1986 TV movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's in that? So I didn't watch this when we did the 86. I actually remember seeing this, but I just passed on it. I was like, I'm not watching an, an, a TV movie remake of R- Murders in the Rue Morgue. Okay. This is starring George C. Scott, Rebecca dude. DeMornay, Ian McShane, and Neil Rebecca Dickinson. Rebecca in it? Yeah, dude, dude. You fucked up. George C. Scott against a giant gorilla in a zoo? I uh, think we did drop the ball on the 86 show, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. that's I didn't realize yeah, the cast in that movie because I, yeah. But, wow, that's quite the cast. Ian McShane? Are you kidding me? That's fucking amazing. Um, coming in number two, of course, is from 1932, the original Murders in the Rue Morgue, uh, which is a great film with Bela Gosi. Yep. 
Sydney Fox, awesome film. Absolutely love that. Screen Factory just dropped the Blu-ray, that one. Check it out if you haven't. It's awesome. And, of course, number one is, any guesses? Fuck. King 33 Kong. is King Kong. Konga. What about King Kong Lives? <laughs> I used to love where, King Kong. Where's son, where, where son, son of Kong? Oh, my God. Oh, God. King Fuck Kong Son of Kong. Son of Kong I gave is, Son of Kong a 3 out of 10, dude. I thought you were being generous. I saw it. I was like, what? <laughs> 3 out of 10, dude? That's like a 1 point. That movie sucks, man. It's really bad. Dude, it does suck. Isn't it's it horrible. one of... Okay, so we've done this before. I, I, I know we talked about this on the show once before, but like, what do you... <laughs> what do you think the worst sequel of all time is to like a classic movie? Like a, you know, a possible 10 out of 10 classic material movie. What do you think? Christmas Story. Well, that's a good one too. Wait, no, the sequel's actually not bad. The the Summer Story? No, A Christmas Story 2. No, you can't count that cuz Summer Story yeah, came out. Yeah, I was like, what? No. Um Yeah, like a direct follow-up. It, yeah. It's Son of Kong has got to be up there, man. It's got to be up there for one of the worst sequels to a classic movie. American Psycho 2 as That's well. me and you Ooh. talked about that, right? That's when we brought it up on the show. We're like this has to be one of the biggest spreads and one of the worst sequels ever to like a classic movie. Yeah. Right? It's so there, man. Oh, man. American I can't Psycho think 2 of is any horrible. that dropped off that as bad. Like, we're talking tens to, like, ones and twos. Like, that's just, <laughs> it's like a whole world of difference in, in quality. And we're talking, like, oh, official direct I, I got it. I got the, the number one. Day of the Dead 2 Contagium. I oh. actually oh, was thinking the same no, thing, Dave. Day of the Dead 2. I was literally thinking the same thing, Dave. That's funny. It's 2005. We got to watch it. Oh, it's I've so I've never bad. seen it. I've never seen it. I don't remember a thing about it. It's so bad. Son of Kong is really bad too, though, man. I might like Day of the Dead 2 better. That would be a fun <laughs> top 10 list to make. Worst yeah. sequels to classic film, direct sequels to classic movies. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, to my amazement, there there's the top 10 guerrilla horror films according to, I'm not going to say this name on IMDb, but that was the list I came across. So. Well, Planet, I of, the, Planet of the Apes is like one of the best monkey movies that's not horror yeah yeah playing I, yeah. I agree man those are fun oh i love the first one so much i love Trump. i almost put it on my 76 list yeah that's not a horror movie though i know but it was scary at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> definitely not a horror movie okay so that is going to conclude knowledge <laughs> Moving along into some dead mail. Kick the shit about the mail, man. You've got mail. Trust the mail, man. Now his ass is trash like a garbage can. Caught up in some shit with the mail, man. Jeremy, all are right, you ready for mail. some dead mail? Reading all issues from 2005 for the first uh, couple more editions of dead mail. So this one... Is issue 251. This one comes from March. Oh, well, this one comes from March 2006, but it has a lot of stuff from 2005 because, you know, there's a backup. But uh, we have Can You Survive? The Hills Have Eyes, the scariest remake yet. Um, we have Slither, 2001 Maniacs, Ultraviolet, House of the Dead 2, and Masters of Horror. All right. Next time, pull out an issue from around 2005. No problem. All right. Well, <laughs> we will get into it. This has a lot of stuff in 2005. That's why I fucking picked it. Oh, it is? I yep. thought you were talking about 2006 shit. Fuck you. Pete from No Address, <laughs> it says. 
he says, first, let me say that probably like most readers of Fangoria, I do consider myself a gore buff, and I've seen dozens of slasher films. Every Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Child's Play, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw, Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, an urban legend film. Plus, too many single-shot, no-sequels ever made slashers to list here. So yeah, I'm a big fan of Hack'em and Slack'em shows. What's the point of this letter? When it comes to horror movies about psychopaths, there are two types, the slasher film and the torture film. To specify, the slasher film will have a large group of people, almost always high school or college age, no shit, who are targeted by a killer and picked off one by one. The thing is, in this sort of film, the bad guy wastes no time in killing his victims. He bumps one off and moves on to the next. The torture film, on the other hand, will be about a small group of people Generally between two and four who get kidnapped by a maniac or family of maniacs. And the bulk of the film is about the victims being abused in all kind of ghastly ways until the end when they are finally killed. This for me is too much. Though I get a thrill from slasher movies, somehow I don't see the appeal of watching some poor girl locked up in a basement crying and begging to be let out. While some sadistic freak giggles madly as he makes small cuts on with her with a knife. Now, when I hear people complaining about horror movies and violence in films, my response is generally, if you don't like something, don't watch it. However, I got suckered into watching House of a Thousand Corpses and now just recently Wolf Creek, and both times I felt like I was being punished when seeing them and had paid six twenty-five for it. What I really hate most is when one of these flicks ends with the killer doing his thing and then walking away, still alive and free to keep on killing. I'm supposed to be happy that this asshole gets away in the end? Anyway, here's... Anyway, here's what I'm asking. Please, Hollywood, let's make an official label for these films. They shall be referred to from this point on as torture movies. And thus, the only people who will watch them in the future will be those who actually want to. And guys like me will know to stay far away. I hate that he fucking listed every goddamn movie he watched. He could have just said, I watched all the big franchises. He, right? He wrote fucking 500 fucking words. Was he trying to pad his fucking essay for school or something? I don't know why people... What movie was he talking about? Uh, Wolf Creek. Why oh, is what it, a little bitch. And House of a Thousand Corpses. And House of a Thousand Corpses. Why does everybody that watches all the major franchises consider themselves to be like a bonafide expert on the whole slasher genre? Right? He didn't mention anything that was obscure. Have you seen any of those movies and stuff? You know, there is knowledge yeah. in those things also, right? I mean, who hasn't seen all those? If you watch any type of horror movies, those are everyone's seen all those things. Except for Why Jeremy, would- apparently, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want to be be like live in a world where like it was in the 30s where the monster always had to die at the end? Like that's a boring well, ass world to live fucked in. Up is dude talks about all the franchises and he complains that the monsters walk away at the end. They walk away at the end because your fucking ass is going to see all the sequels. Fucking bed, man. You watch fucking 37 Texas Chainsaw Massacres and you wonder why the villain walks away at the goddamn end. Now at least they're not killing him at the end so they can make a sequel. Who doesn't want to see right. the bad guy win anyways? It's amazing. I, I like seeing the bad guy win a lot of times. I don't I mean, care. It pertains too, to the movie. You know, it depends on the movie. Sometimes you want to see him die. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes Dude, you, baby. No. One thing I, I noticed, these fuckers from the early, like from honestly most of the eras of Fangoria, the people that read Fangoria are soft, like, or at least the people that wrote in, because yeah. this has come up like multiple times where I'm like, dude, you guys are bitches. <laughs> like, we don't want Jason to look like that. It hurts my feelings. It's like I never seen anyone look like Jason. All right, <laughs> nobody looks like Jason Voorhees. No, no. All right, this one comes from Kyle Willis from North Las Vegas, Nevada. I guess there's a North Las Vegas. He writes. 
Lionsgate marketing campaign made a sinister promise to those of us who anxiously, anxiously awaited the release of Saw 2. Oh yes, there will be blood. And after seeing the film, I'm ecstatic that it was indeed a promise kept. Saw 2 taking itself seriously as a sequel in a way that most follow-ups do not and seems geared more toward an audience unfamiliar with its predecessor. The better mastermind tagged as Jigsaw is reintroduced, and the sick game he plays in this one overall stands apart from his previous efforts. Yet fans of the original Saw are rewarded for their devotion with little tidbits they can link to the first entry, particularly a moment in the last few minutes that had nearly everyone in my theater taking a deep breath and saying, oh my god. That, that said, Saw 2 does suffer in some places as in any horror sequel. <laughs> the supporting cast is increased, but characters have nothing more to add to the story than falling victim to grisly demises. And also, like in other horror follow-ups, these new people don't fight nearly hard enough to overcome the horrific situation they find themselves in. But even more disappointing and more specific to this franchise, the clues Jigsaw leaves his guinea pigs in Saw 2 are nearly as clever as are nearly as clever and don't serve up as much suspense as those given to Carrie Els and Leigh Whannell in Saw. Those flaws, however, can almost be forgotten as the latter half of Saw 2 plays out. In a clever, in a clever move, the dual plot lines are practically turned on their heads and the film begins to mean something different than you initially thought. The story is brought full circle and again ends in a way that invites another sequel, but could very well be left alone. If only he knew. <laughs> the Saw franchise has proven to be similar to Final Destination series. Both stem from a very general idea and each entry works as a great standalone film. What the fuck is this guy talking about with that? That doesn't uh, even make any sense. That's irrelevant. It, it doesn't make sense either. What an idiot. Yeah, you can't watch Final Destination or without watching whatever one's Tony Todd's in. You can't well, watch... Which ones came out at this time? Only part one and two, probably, right? Maybe three? Three. Uh, three would have been out. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, probably, yeah. They made them pretty uh, close together, yeah. There's no limit to the number of games which could be played, just as there's no limit to the number of accidents that could happen. Thank you, Lionsgate, for pulling a one-two punch with Saw. Oh God! Oh fuck Honestly, off! Saw two is 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 not a great sequel. It's not a good. Se- I know me and Jeremy were pretty much on the same. After part two, I know Jeremy you gave it a, like a five out of ten. The, I gave it a six. I, I know. J- I know. I missed all the good ones. JP so was the highest. I think seven and a half out of ten for Saw two. But I saw. I thought exactly. Saw three was you know way what? better. I came down because you guys were douchebags. That movie sucks. I, I, I know it's like not a good sequel. I wouldn't say it's as bad as Son of Kong, but. <laughs> not that as bad. No. I, I don't know Sonic what Kong. I don't know what's so different about it from like Saw Four. Like what what is so bad about it? I remember that Frankie G dude was an yeah, awful but dude, but actor. Saw Four is not very good either. It's not like great. Right? I like all the Saws. Fuck you. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fuck you. This guy comes from this one comes from Patrick Richard from Louisville, Kentucky. I just got back from seeing the remake of John Carpenter's classic The Fog. Oh, and God, all I can God. say is. <laughs> And all I can say is disappointment's a bummer. I had high hopes for this film going in, but almost every promise of thrills offered in the trailer proved to be uniformly empty. Now I'm not one of those fans who cried blasphemy every time one of the greats get remade. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Amity Horror are actually improvements. But if you're going to redo, remake... Improvements? What the fuck? This guy's dumb. We don't even have to listen to him anymore. The new Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Amityville Horror were actually improvements. But if you're going to redo, remake, or reinvent one, do it right. My biggest complaint aside from the fog's dull, confusing ending is the replacement of the original zombie ghost with CGI apparitions. 
Instead of the much scarier, more hands-on approach at Carpenter's villains, we get objects flying through the air and people busting into flames. A few scenes from the 19... 19- I assume it's bursting. <laughs> I Oh my god, it's so bad. <sighs> if, fuck you, Moots! A few scenes from the 1980 version are mirrored in this film, but the payoff never seems to be as big, and the whole concept of the lighthouse is pretty much wasted. The cast is competent and doesn't does what it can. Where's the cast? The cast is competent okay, and does what it can, although Selma Blair seems a little bored at times. Maybe it's more a case of trying to imitate Adrian Barbu's see a fucking much, much sexier radio How are you a horror fan? Barbo. And enough of the PG-13 rating. It's supposed to be horror. I pray that the other remakes brewing out there in Hollywood will actually take note and learn from the Fogs' mistake. Some of them won't. <laughs> I'll just tell you right now. Improvements on TCM and the Amityville horror. Wow. I don't think neither improved, to be honest. No, but... 100%. And, and I'm a stan of uh, fucking T- TCM remake. Like, I, I love it. It's I give you it like can't a nine improve the original ten. Texas Chainsaw Massacre ever. No, it's it's one of a kind for sure. It's untouchable, man. It's, it's one of the best. It's one of the goats, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that they actually prefer the Amityville remake to the original, but... That's personal. I I mean, I don't 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 mind the remake. I don't, but I don't think it's better. The the only thing that's improved in the Amityville franchise is Amityville Two. It was better than the first. Debatable. Yes. No. He just loves that incest angle. I'm telling you, it's good. No, actually, Amityville Two is good. It it wasn't making my top tens or nothing, but. All right. This one comes from Corey from Sunrise, Florida, and he writes. Everyone who reads this magazine knows the definition of horror immediately, I'm sure. However, it has become painfully obvious that Hollywood no longer knows it. <laughs> I have Dude, tried. everybody was so bitter in 2005. This was the bitter area, era, man. I'm telling you. I know, the, the year you I graduated from high school. You should seriously pull one from this era up until we do the uh, the 05 show or until, yeah. like, you know. Well, I already like read uh, the issues I had, and there's some good stuff in future issues from this period so yeah it's fun i like hearing what the people's mindsets were uh, during this time especially since we're going to be watching most of these films yeah all right i'm gonna start over everyone who reads this magazine knows the definition of horror immediately i'm sure however it has become painfully obvious that hollywood no longer knows it i have tried god knows i have tried to be optimistic but the remake of the fog was definitely the straw that broke the prove the prover bow <laughs> proverbial dude thanks <laughs> jesus man you got jp correcting you on fucking gra- or english man Pervert, pal. <laughs> holy shit this is amazing dude that was like the worst attempt you've ever done at anything <laughs> you sounded like the kid in billy madison today junior can't even read say the word now no I'm so sick of these homo genocides, watered-down, crappy PG-13 horror movies. While the original Fog had its flaws, it was still a dread-inducing, frightening film, due in no small part to its score by John Carpenter. The ghosts were actually scary for a movie of its era. In addition, the acting was convincing. The new version seemed more like a sequel to Pirates of the Caribbean, though that may be giving it too much credit. It was more like a WB Hollywood special with a fairy lame ending to match. Not to give it away for those who still want to throw away their money and see this, but the movie's ending was was 
the, the actual reason. Oh, was the actual reason the ghost showed up in the first place. After returning home from the theater, I stood in my living room and looked at the spines of the horror movies on my shelves. The Last House on the left, The Exorcist, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, etc. I could go on, but you see this my is point. Nice collection. I thought about the direct directors of my of the horror movies from the 70s and early 80s and finally figured it out. The children of the 50s and 60s grew up in the shadow of the fear of nuclear annihilation and real-life violence. Vietnam assassinations, the murder, Manson murders, etc. Even as a child of the 70s, I'm old enough to remember the after effects of Vietnam and the remnants of the Cold War. However, the young directors and writers who have emerged recently have nothing significant to reference. They're too young to remember the Cold War and are protected from the horrors of actual war by the now squeamish press. This thought made me seriously <laughs> wonder about the future of horror movies in general. While it's true that a gem comes out once in a blue moon such as The Devil's Rejects, though Rob Zombie is not part of the new generation of which I speak, most are shadows of what they could be. Let's hope that films of the fogs ilk are only a blimp on the radar and that filmmakers get back to the business of actually scaring people. I mean, it, it, that is such a poor example of horror from 2005. <clears throat> like, even though there are some, some weak stuff, like, The Fog is bottom tier shit. And it's a remake. <clears throat> right. I like how he, he has this huge spiel and then manages to throw a little jab at Rob Zombie in there too while he's at it, right? It's like, but I mean, I, dis- Rob, he, I disagree, he was, man, he because he, he wasn't saying he's not part of this generation that's making he likes bad Rob movies. Zombie. He's, oh, okay. he's part of the generation before that's making a good movie. Oh, I see. Okay, I just read that wrong. Okay, I took it. Yeah. I, I, I thought he was kind of jabbing at him. Okay, I thought he was like, well, he's just not part no, of this. No, he actually liked Devil's Rejects. But he the point Rob is, you Zombie. can't use the fog as a as a response yeah, because see, it's a Hollywood remake. It, it's it, not some deep fucking Artur filmmaker making the fog remake. I mean, it's fucking it's, a bad example. It's bad. Yeah, like use the example of like Twenty Eight Days Later, right? Yeah. Which came out. That, that, as... that comes up next. That's the next. See, okay. you know, again, you know, he references, you know, how the the people that grew up in the that were born in the fifties and stuff, and they grew up in that, you know, that real life horror, that real life, you know, uh, violent world and stuff with the Manson murders and you know the Cold War, Vietnam, and things like that. I get it, and you know, the, he's saying that these directors are referencing those real life crises and shit, and he's saying like, you know, the directors of that this time period, two thousand five, what we're talking about, does, don't have anything to reference. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of bullshit because, you know, when, you know, when Desert Storm was going on, I was, you know, my 10, 11, 12, whatever I, old, how old I was at the time. Dude, we could watch that shit live on TV, man. Yeah. And we also had the internet, man. We saw guys shove their fucking heads up vaginas. We saw reporters get their heads chopped off. Right. It's just fucking, dude, he's this old dude. Though. He's yeah. just old. He's just, right? that's what old people do. That's what we're doing now. We're like, these kids nowadays don't have a work ethic. Yada, yada, yada. You're old telling people me complain. That but Dave, we're not wrong, a traumatic though. traumatic event. Everyone agrees with that. It's it's not even like it's one or two people. It's it's kind of a universal thing, man. This the the you know the world right now is just everything is about convenience and just technology and stuff. Nobody has any ethics yeah. anymore. So it's it's a totally different world. But I mean, yeah, I mean we can sit here and Honestly, complain about it all day. But at the same time, you go and talk to hundred people, ninety nine percent of them are going to be like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. Most I just don't agree with this fuck. guy. I mean, I think Honestly, every generation has the stuff to reference, but I think, you know, this generation, this millennial generation is is kind of doomed a little bit for sure. But also you got to think of at the same time movie. It, it's not they don't make movies the same way they used to. No, definitely not. No, no. They make them on iPhones now instead of film. No, but I'm just saying back then when he's talking about the early 2000s, they didn't make movies like they did in the 70s and 80s. For sure. Yeah, They're shooting on fucking digital. 
doesn't look well and that was that period too because you know you know they talk about you know how the ghosts were all cg and stuff like that like you know we look back on it now it's it's kind of laughable and stuff but in 2005 that was the techno that's where the technology was going obviously it was cheaper to do and stuff but that's what they were trying to they were trying to forward with the movies and stuff they're trying to push this and stuff and it kind of makes sense but now looking back on it it is pure hilarity but right. that's but, right. But that's the way they were making movies. Yeah. The guys in the eighties wouldn't have used that shit too. If it was around. Or we can't pretend that every movie from the eighties was a classic either, but <laughs> no, no, right. it's just because sure. where I was, I was raised watching older movies. I have much easier time watching a bad old movie than a newer old movie. So it's probably the same with him too. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you like what you like, man. I mean, he just sounds like an old guy complaining. It's not like it used to I told be. You, not dude, like, what is, what like is with everybody referencing? To like, 2010 was so bitter. Like, what is it is, man? You know why, man? Because we've talked about this many times too. It's that era where all of our favorite horror movies that we grew up in stuff started being remade, and it, it made people bitter. And then it just kind of escalated. And, and all of a sudden, Rob Zombie they got into the game, and then people were like, "Fuck Rob Zombie, man! You should just continue to make music." And it just there was these little elements in the in the horror genre that were really making people pissed off, and it just escalated for years and years, and until. <laughs> You know, until hey. that craze was kind of done, and people, st- the Rob Zombie thing is never going to go away. I swear. You know, can you imagine it, this? Like, let's say that guy who made that. Com- well, people are always like, Rob Zombie stuck to music. The guy who said that, like, let's say he like working in a factory job and he gets uh, offered a job in the office, and you walk up to him like, "Hey, motherfucker, stick to the factory work." Right. Like, dude. I think a lot of people on, tend to forget. Their job too. You know, Rob Zombie isn't just this guy that, you know, had this band and made it huge and stuff and decided to become a director. His life goal was to get into movies before his, you know, he was all about the movies before the music and stuff. His goal was if he ever made money from music and stuff, he would start to do movies and shit. It was just the way it could go. It worked out for him. So he's a fan. He, he didn't just become this. I think that's what people kind of forget and don't understand. It's not like the guy who directed the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I mean, didn't like the fucking movie. if you put two and two together with Rob Zombie, everything kind of makes sense. He named his band White Zombie after the, the movie. The movie. Right? So that says a lot about him right there. You know, it's not just, oh, it's, it sounds like a cool thing. He was legitimately a classic horror film fan. You know? Well, Ozzy Osbourne, named, they named their band after Black Sabbath, the movie, right? Exactly. Exactly. But I don't know if he even knew what the fucking movie. He probably just saw. Was like, I mean, it's such an, an amazing. It's amazing naming for a ty- or for a movie and a band. It just sounds yeah. awesome. So right, can't and him. you know, Rob Zombie. Look at his music videos, man. Clearly, horror uh, references and and um, influence all throughout his whole career. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. This one comes from Lee from England. All right. Oh, the arguments I have, I had over this one. I read in issue two forty nine that Joe Tan, Joe Dante was aggravated because twenty eight days later ruined the staggering zombie image in favor of the more swift footed approach. There have been many forums and discussions of whether twenty eight days later is a zombie film or not. I would like to put this issue to bed once and for all. Ready? Here we go. The infected are not dead. They do not rot. They have a heartbeat. Shoot them and they Thank will die. You. Cut them and they will bleed to death. They also starve to death. They do not eat. They do not crave human flesh for consumption. They do not stagger around. However, their condition is communicable. They do not attack each other. They do not register pain due to what could be described as adrenaline overload. Therefore, it is clear that they are not zombies. I have gotten bogged down on this before, so I had better set the references. Whatever people mention zombies in films, it's almost without fail that we think of George A. Romero's work. 
They're the benchmark by which zombies are gauged. Sure, they have been standalone examples, such as The Return of the Living Dead, in which, while the ghouls are able to run around and speak, they are, in fact, corpses to start with. The infected and 20 Days Later are just that, infected. They are not undead ghouls seeking to devour us. Feel that? That's the weight off my chest. I hope this clears things up once and for all. Keep up the fantastic work. You know what? For once, I actually agree with someone. We've had this argument on the podcast many, many times, and I always say that's the that's what defines a zombie is the dead rising. You know, but that's and not one hundred percent true either. No, but because the, voodoo zombies. Yeah, but that's a totally different type. Zombies. I'm talking. I'm but, talking but, about but the we modern. Call them voodoo zombies now, but they were just zombies. I know, but this point. has nothing to do with voodoo. I'm talking. That's mm-hmm. a totally different era and a totally different scientific thing with the zombies and stuff. I mean, using the word zombie with the voodoo thing is kind of is kind of bullshit. I mean, I guess if you're because they're just being mind control kind of thing. I'm talking about the modern zombie, starting with Romero. These are the dead rising. That's just the definition that that we're using as you know what defines an actual zombie. And 28 days later. They are strictly living people that are infected with a rage virus that makes them do this crazy shit. They're There's not dead. They were never zombies, dead. Though. I know, but I'm just... Well, plot structure. Technically, they're not zombies, but it's the same plot. It's the same everything, except they're not zombies. Yeah. It's, it's so, like when you call... Um, what, it's, like Devil's Rejects has Western tones, but it's not... It, it's a horror movie, kind of, but it has Western feel. It, mm-hmm. it, honestly, it's not technically a zombie movie because they're not dead. But at the same yeah. time... Martin's not technically a vampire movie. Yeah. But you would put it in the vampire section. Yeah. Right. It's a vampire and, and movie. That's I mean, kind of my whole argument with it, infected it, films is is it's to me it's just a version of a zombie I film. I don't know. I think with the if you just take Romero's as you know, as the bottom line, you know, this is what a zombie is, and then you look at, you know, a storyline like Twenty Eight Days Later where they're clearly living people just being infected with a virus and stuff. To me it's completely <laughs> different. And I just kinda I just kinda use that as a focus point, you know, the dead rise. That's what a zombie yeah, is. This is a virus. Frankenstein's film. Yeah. Jason's right. dead. Vampires yeah. are dead. But you wouldn't say Friday the 13th is a zombie film. You see what I mean? It it it's all depends. It, it's well, some are you saying do, that just uh, because it's dead and rise makes it a zombie, or is it the actual plot structure and how it unfolds in the movie that makes it a zombie movie? Well, I think what it depends what kind of uh, it depends what the dead are doing when they're rising. I mean, look at if you use Frankenstein as an example, which is kind of an interesting example because technically it is, you know, pieces of people that have been yeah, modified, put reanimated. together, and they're reanimated. I mean, technically. You know, by definition, that's kind of a zombie thing. But what separates itself and why it's not a zombie film is because of what's you know what he's not doing is eating people. Well, I think that's part of the zombie makeup. I think I think too. rising from he the dead as a corpse. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So rising from the dead and then having that hunger for flesh and attacking people and stuff. I think that actually adds to what a real zombie actually. Reanimator is not a zombie movie. No. See, I I don't consider it either a zombie movie. You know, it's Pet Cemetery. It's a mad scientist film. No. I just I no. lump it in with a mad scientist. You know, that's what they're kind of doing. Well, these, these are zombie movies, but there's different types of zombie movies. Exactly. I'm talking about like you know the traditional type zombie film. Of course, there's mm-hmm. always going to be exceptions to every single rule, and those are the exceptions to the rule and stuff. But I mean, if you're if you're if you're doing a, a bona fide definition and you look at Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, these are you know great examples of what zombie movies are. These are the dead rising that are eating flesh and they're attacking people and stuff. They're, they're well, corpses. Of, and you what know, about verse, the guy? Oh, sorry. Verse 28 days later, which is, you know, essentially what you're seeing on screen is these people that they're doing crazy shit and stuff. But, you know, by the definition, they didn't rise. They were never dead. They were just infected. It, to me, it's just a straight infection film, which is a totally different thing than a zombie film. Right. I just, I just like, I see that. I see the, like I see the separate. It, everything is exactly the same in those movies. Of minus course. The fact that they're not 
dead. Exactly. So to and me, to that me- makes them more of a zombie film than Friday the 13th, even though it, it follows, you know, Jason lives follows the role. Yeah. So like, that's what I, I, I mean, yes, if you're had one choice, is this a zombie or is it a not, not a zombie? Yeah, that's the separation. No, the hunger. Not, the hunger. I mean, you take Friday six when Jason gets resurrected, and you know he's basically zombie Jason. But the difference is, is that he is a, kind of a zombie character, but he's not going around fucking you know chewing up people's necks and shit. He's still acting like that slasher villain, you know. So right, and again, that's it, where it comes down to zombie uh, a zombie film versus you know zombie esque. And there's like there's exceptions to the rule. Like I mean, it's kind not of a zombie. all zombies act the same. Not all zombies have the same rules. And, and some sure. people would have said, well, now Day of the Dead's no longer a zombie movie because they don't use guns because in Dawn of the Dead, they didn't shoot guns. But they picked up guns, but they didn't shoot guns. And that's a natural progression. And in, in zombie, you look at it, no one knows where they came from. Some people would say voodoo. The rules of zombies, it, it's this is the problem with everybody having to put every little thing in a fucking genre. Like, this is a proto-slash. This isn't a proto-slash. This is a proto-giallo. This isn't a proto-giallo. Horror movies yeah. all mix yeah. every little trope in. There's not a dead category. There's not any category category that is dead set into anything they all merge and blend into it when the giallo was introduced every horror movie afterward took giallo elements Mm -hmm. when the fucking point of view happened every movie took point of view elements when the zombie was a voodoo they still even take that voodoo element in george romero's work and then it carries on and 20 days later took a lot of george romero's work and put it in its movie it's not necessarily a typical zombie movie and by definition they are not zombies but um but the plot plays out like a zombie if mm-hmm. it walks like a zombie yeah. which they don't walk because they run but return of me dead's the same deal so just arguing this point is almost pointless to me and i just think it's a waste of time it's fun I, I don't think but it's a waste of time at all. It, it, I think it's it's no fun way. just to note because I mean, again, you're right though, man. People do need to put things like, things into categories, and I don't really think there's a problem with that. I think it's just a fun conversation because I mean, it, it just it creates conversation and, and debate and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, I mean, it, technically they're not zombies. That's just end of that's just a fact. Of course, like if I, if I'm going, yeah, and I agree with that. But yeah. if I'm going to categorize my movies by I'm putting sub-genre, it in the zombie category, I'm putting, I'm the putting category. voodoo zombies first then traditional Romero zombies, and then infected films. Mm-hmm. They, they'll all go in the same category. Infection's going with the zombies, right? right. I'm just gonna gonna going to stick to doing mine by, uh, by releasing companies a lot easier. <laughs> That's what I do, too, because I'm not doing that. Because <laughs> right. it gets too confusing, because then you get an anthology, and you're like, half of these are zombies, and half of these are little creatures, but oh, this is oh, a dead dude. little creature. I would the go worst for me, I tried crazy. to do it once, and I wanted a Stephen King category, and then I realized, like, well, Silver Bullet would be in the werewolf category. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's yeah. Just put them in company or alphabetical order and call it The again. easiest way to do shit, man, if you have favorite directors, put all your, like, because a lot of your favorite directors have done so many different types of movies, right? So that kind of overpowers everything. Like, you put all this shit in the alphabetical order, whatever. Do the rest of these movies in your, um, in, you know, the releasing companies and directors, right? I mean, if I have, I used to have a Fulci sl- section and. It used it actually used to bug me. My OCD used to kill me because I'm like, man, that movie should be in the Blue Underground section. That should be in Shriek Show. This should be over there and stuff. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, so, I don't like the covers looking weird next to each other. Yeah, that's why I put them in the companies. It that's looks like why shit I do. That's why I do it too. Yeah, exactly. I used I, to keep I, my zombie and infection together though. My collection right now is in no order. It's oh, pretty that, bad. That must just be chaos. I actually couldn't find anything if I did that. I, I, I can't. I can't. Do it. <laughs> I can't. And uh, except for my Blu-rays, all my Blu-rays are either 
it by company or like the like i don't put like sony and stuff like i just do those alphabetical but like all my vinegar syndromes together all my synapse yeah all the major niche stuff. companies and stuff yeah. yeah 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 don't put like you don't worry about breaking up mgm no right. i have i have like a standard blu-ray part where i just have like it's a whole shitload of companies together but all my yeah. niche stuff like synapse yeah that's like where i put alien and fucking yeah. all that shit yeah all right these are some of the films that are coming out on DVD on March in March 2006. We have Let Me Die a Woman from Synapse, um, Parents Slash Fear from Lionsgate, Sharp Teeth from CJ Productions, Canadian filmmaker Christine Willock, whoever the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking Sub- idiot. Subspecies, the also epic pass. collection. Uh, twelve or thirteen curses from Lionsgate, Death Tunnel from Sony, Discovery from Tokyo Blast, Tokyo Shock, um, Tokyo Evils of Blast. What fuck you! Like it's it's Media Blasters, Tokyo, whatever. Uh, Evils of the Night from Shriek Show, Fear of Clowns from Lionsgate, The Gardener from Subversives, Lion Hollywood Vampire and Holly and Night Chills. God, I'm tired. Uh, you want? I don't even know what those movies are, those last two you named. Night Chills? I think he's just making up titles right now. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Dumpster Baby from Troma. Oh, my God. That movie is so ridiculous. Fuck. The Visitation from Fox. When a Killer Calls from Asylum. Ugh. Uh, we have an ad here from uh, Shaggy 2 Dope for his first solo album. Is fuck, it, yeah. fuck off. Is it fuck off? Yeah. yeah he can fuck off. It is fuck off. <laughs> I think it was just—it was like an EP. It was just like it's an not EP. that bad. The first full-length solo album from Shaggy Two Dope or the Same Clown. It's pop. not full length. <laughs> no, it's an EP, and that's hilarious. It's in Fangoria. Too funny. Yeah, in stores, like five songs. Twenty-first. Yeah, it's an EP. Had a cool cover though. He's grabbing his nuts and flipping on the bird. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> You know the government has them. Is that true that they have them listed as an actual terrorist organization? Uh, yeah, they were labeled as a gang. Yep, that's because, stupid. That's yeah. fucked up because of the, so like, the whole juggalos thing. Trips. Yeah, yeah. They they're so out of touch. They have no clue what's going on. Oh, it was so bad. It's because it they have a they have a really stupid. famous festival called the Gathering of the Juggalos. I know. And, yeah, and, and then they just house. yeah. There was a couple bad apples that started some shit. Actually, those guys are quite fucking intelligent man like really really intelligent they but. are misaligned a lot juggle they are like, it's no, fun they, to joke around but they don't really do anything and like uh, they're just like us they're talking. weird yeah they were shooting down like the kkk and all that shit and stuff and yeah. oh, oh they're, they're very anti you oh know, big time bigot. big time man i've yeah. always respected them tremendously even though i'm not like a massive fan i've always thought that they were like did something amazing dude well they, they created nothing. an entire empire and sold millions of records independently you know how hard that yeah. is to do like no radio play no nothing but like they just created this whole image and shit and everyone you know it's it's just crazy violent jay is a really really smart guy really smart business i never person. listen to the music but i don't hate him Sometimes no they're fun. super it's, intelligent it's you should see interviews silly you yeah listen see, to them on stern they're, they're like violent jay very very well spoken and shit it's kind of funny they they always do their interviews in their clown makeup and shit it's just fucking hilarious <laughs> to me man they're always yeah. in, like that character but they're very well spoken very smart and shit it's crazy they, they, they've been around since like the early 90s and they're still putting out music and, yeah. and selling out shows and 
They they have an empire, man. Yeah, they have their they, own pop. They, they, they were in wrestling. They were in. Uh, they used to do I wrestling. wrestling. Thing. Yeah, they've they, done they everything, were in the man. WWF. They were in the oddities, bro. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Fago on the map. Fago. Yeah, I actually tried it once when I was down in the states. Pretty funny. I used to. That, that, that's what I like. It's actually, so there's cool a place in town I that used imports to drink it. The hell out of Fago when I was yeah. a kid. You know, it's a cheap pop that that's what my family bought. So mm-hmm. it was in my area too. Yeah, we used to love Fago when you were a kid because they have the off weird ass flavors like blueberry and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah like uh, peach. Peach was good. Yeah, they uh, red pop. <laughs> love red pop. Red pop. Yeah, well, I just red pop. Looking for Blu-ray, take us to the fucking bar, the Outings Club, which was a private bar that they were members of. Me and my cousin would just guzzle red pop all day. Yeah, <laughs> I went in to buy Blu-rays today, a Dollar Tree, and I walked down the aisle and it's just like all Fago, like huge ass, like fucking four liters for a dollar. It's like it's <laughs> <laughs> nice. if I chug the Fago, I probably just puke. There's a lot of uh, you know rappers who shouted out Fago. Yeah, but nobody like even, did it more than no, no, nobody did more than them. But well, yeah. ICP was notorious for shaking up bottles and spraying the yeah. fans and shit. They got really into that Vago stuff. It was fun. Better than shit, like Gigi Allen. So oh, for sure. Yeah, I'd rather be <laughs> right. at an ICP show getting sprayed with root beer than fucking I've spraying with diarrhea. I've I'd seen rather cut off my finger. I think I went to see Tech Nine and they were there. You can see Glar and they fucking spray you with blood. Yep, yeah. I was actually at a Guar show years ago and they, they brought out a fucking thing of Bush and cut his head <laughs> off and it was just spraying. It was awesome. It was so fucking good, man. Yeah. yeah. I saw him do a live commentary to Nightmare. Uh, what's Rock and Roll Nightmare. Yeah, Odorous was quite the um, quite the entertainer, man. Yeah, he's Sorely missed, sorely missed. Guar was another really political, great band. Yep. But, um, but yeah, so that, that, is that it for Dead Mail? That's it. All right. So that is dead mail. Hey, yo, it's about that time for the 22 shots crew to get buck wild and do what we do. You got that fatty in hand, so throw us a few. And we gon' hit your ass up with a bonus review. All righty. So moving along here into one of the two bonus reviews. I believe this one is coming from Ratchet Command. I hope I got that correct because I usually get it wrong almost every show. Can you guys confirm? I'm pretty sure it's Ratchet Command that did this. Stand by. Um, and uh, yeah, for this film that he picked for us yeah. from 1991. And I'm pretty sure I know why he picked this movie from 1991 because... Of the top People 10 show. deleted the fucking spreadsheet. Obviously. Um, and it is called Poison. Yep. I know, I noticed that. What the hell happened? Where was everything? I don't know. But anyways, this movie, 1991, called Poison. Uh, let's do a quick little synopsis on it. A boy shoots his father and flies out the window. A man falls in love with a fellow inmate in prison. A doctor accidentally ingests his experimental sex serum wreaking havoc on the community. So if you're a little bit confused by the synopsis, this is kind of like an intertwined anthology. anthology. It's three stories that are kind of told, um, not in linear. Um, they kind of go back and forth and stuff. So that's, and they're also kind of shot and told differently. Um, the first story, a boy shoots his father and flies up the window, whatever it's called. It's kind of shot documentary style. Yep. It starts out with uh, this little boy who actually kills his father and, ultimately just flies out the window and disappears and 
the short is basically just a series of interviews with people like his parents and teachers and friends and things like that and talking about this child and stuff um second story is pretty self-explanatory it is about an inmate who falls in love with another inmate they have kind of a history together and they're obviously having gay relations and uh, the third star style one is um it's kind of like a throwback to like a 50s mad scientist type story where this doctor who's you know he's doing these investigations and these um these experiments on finding or capturing the human sex drive and by chance in this weird odd scene he just ends up drinking his serum and then he turns into like this leopard killer who goes around like killing people and shit it's kind of strange but so those are short and longs of the uh of the anthology shorts your guys's thoughts on Could, uh, poison anybody explain the third the second story about the guys in prison i think oh. that was like the hardest one to follow for i me. honestly like, i had no idea what the fuck was happening that one's in honest. the 40s right and 50s I basically think. It's, this whole movie is a big gay allegory. Like the end, the last one is obviously an AIDS one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the one with the kids, like an outcast too. At the same time, he was obviously abused. And the the one, yeah. they're definitely making a statement about being a homosexual and being a homosexual in prison. The difference, you know, yeah. because the one character is clearly homosexual all the time. Yeah. And even yeah. when he's admitted, he's like, they says here that you're uh, a the homo- main character. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah whatever. He yeah, the, the guy say that it. they Nobody show at the beginning. Yeah. And, and there's like a difference, like the sexuality, the you know what I mean, between being gay and being a prison gay. I know that sounds weird, but there's definitely something going no, on. No, I mean, an obsession. That one's about obsession too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you know anything about prison life and stuff, that's just what they yeah. do. It, it is kind of a weird thing, right? Like, I mean, if you're willing to hold guys in jail, like, why aren't you doing it on the outside? But it's just like a different type of gay sex. It's very you strange. See how they treat him? Like they yeah. want. They're like they don't. Do you think like he was known gay? They would like beat him and molest him but they don't it's so weird like they do yeah. it to the other guy it, it's strange like he's almost like he's off too like he's he's obviously like a lifelong criminal in and out of all of them like like this whole point you know when they have like the point where they're like go back and show like them young it reminds me of the places that they used to say people like albert fish and carl panzram were in with the boys mm-hmm. schools where everybody was abused and it just made monsters of everybody from that time yeah it definitely feels like that but I don't know. This because one they got I feel caught, is, right? Well, it's look. It seemed like they got caught. I, I feel like that's like that boys. It's like a something you send young people to before prison. Yeah. Okay. And the <laughs> conditions back then were probably pretty fucking awful. For sure. Yeah. yeah that that they said, a, like they made monsters in those places yeah. out of those kids. It's like a terrible How much scene you where that JP didn't watch this one. I already told you I didn't watch it. It's a terrible. It, there, there's a terrible scene in this kind of like this flashback wait, wait, thing wait, where hold up. you didn't watch it. I already told you I wasn't watching it. But you've seen this before, though, right? No. <laughs> you actually didn't watch this. No. What the? I fuck? said I wasn't watching that one. I it's tried watching a pretty it. Interesting movie. I tried watching it when we did the '91 show. I couldn't get into it. I watched like the first segment, and I was like, I'm not watching this. Well, I mean, it's then, intertwined. I mean, you didn't get through the whole first segment. What yeah, a bitch. exactly. I wasn't paying attention. You need to watch the whole movie to to, to, yeah. to conclude all. I could not get into it. I'm telling you, I could not get into it. And I was just like, you I know what? I get never into do- fucking filing shit five, but I listen, watched it anyway. Listen, buddy. But the difference is, is that that you and those are those are 
solo picks for you. I don't skip the ones that are for me. This is a group pick. Three of you guys watched it. I figured that was good enough. You guys already watched it. You didn't he watch it for the show. Third time. Well, he bailed on, you on the are, anime and now he bailed on, on this. Dave watched it three times and you well, didn't I, watch I it at all. Years ago when I was a kid. Yeah. Not right. a kid, but like ten years ago. Then I rewatched it for ninety one. And then today it's been a little bit, not too long ago, so I put it on in the background and half watched it because this would be like the third time watch. So because mm-hmm. I was busy and I had to get some stuff done. Yeah, I'd never seen this one before. Um, in fact, I'd never even actually heard of it until you know I watched it for the '91 show and then rewatched it a few nights ago again. You rewatched it? I thought everybody said they weren't watching it again. I didn't, well, I, I wanted the refresh. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's I got a refresher. Movie. It's got a lot of shit if, going if, on. If you, if you guys really want me to, I'll watch it and report back. But I just I said in the chat that I wasn't watching it. And nobody, I didn't. No, I didn't. I, I didn't were going to watch it again. I didn't mean. I thought you were. Yeah. JP, watch it for JP, this is the point of the show. We take no, requests no, and we I, review, I, review the movies. Listen, I've never. I've never not watched the movie before. Unlike somebody. He's given me shit. Who's mm-hmm. literally not watched stuff and fake watching. That was back it. in 2014. When and I then you want to say, like, did I skip the anime show? Like, dude, I've been on way more shows than you. So relax. The the director of this movie actually went on to do yeah. a bunch of other movies. Like Tom, uh, what is it, Hayes or yeah, Haynes? Yeah, Tom Haynes. Tom yeah. Haynes. Yeah. yeah, he's actually a famous director, and his other stuff I'd never seen. So, I mean, this is the one I'm most familiar with because it's the most cult item, I guess, you know? Yeah, I've, I've, he I've like heard of some of his movies. movies. Yeah, I've just never seen them. Yeah, I've just never I, I seen I personally like the documentary story the best. Uh, me too, actually. I, I like that too. I, you know, honestly, I was a little bit, you know, by the end of it, you know, it was interesting. I, I think one of the most disturbing things in the, in that uh, documentary story about the little boy who killed his father was the, the part where they're, they're interviewing the kid who's sitting on his bed and he's telling, the kid is telling yeah. the, the, the interviewer that he's explaining how the kid would like make him spank or he would make, um, him spank the kid. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Right. But then it's kind of going back to the whole thing of, you know, this kid was obviously abused and things like that. And the kid's like yeah. very uncomfortable telling the story, how he would like, he would manipulate me into doing that. And he would just like kind of push it on me and they, I, I would spank him and shit. And I was like, oh my God, this is so awkward. But, um, I, I just think the end of that one was kind of a, it was kind of a, I don't know, man. It just wasn't that fulfilling. I, I like it. It does ending. honestly sound interesting. It does sound, it, it sounds like something that would like, Carly told me that it was horrible, so I was like... Yeah, but Carly likes Christopher Walken bad movies. That movie's fun. That Walken movie's fun, let's be honest. It's an easy watch. watch That Walken movie's an easy watch. This one is... If you're not into it, it's not an easy watch. It's I had a lot of stuff that I needed to do this week. I don't know. I just was like... I think that... I think that, like, if you... I mean the way that these three stories are told there's they're told in like kind of five six minute intervals right it kind of switches back yeah. and forth so i mean if you can't get it i mean if you're not liking the first story it switches up right away i mean honestly but i you, i just feel I like barely, you have to dude, watch I, the whole I 90 minutes and i was busy i didn't even barely get that's like the christmas horror story like i like like two or three of the stories in that movie but i hated one so like instead of getting it out of the way in one bulk lump sum it kept mm. coming back so it's like good good bad Good, bad, which is good, which bad, is the story bad. that you so don't like in that, that whole movie up. i absolutely hate the one where they go to the school and it's like the, that one's a garbage story oh yeah it's yeah, yeah. That, that's my that's least favorite horrible, one too that's my least favorite one too story yeah that's my and least right, favorite too and this one i liked all three of the stories just on varying degrees i um i wasn't a fan of the prison one but i, I liked actually the other and it's nothing to do with the gay stuff i just didn't really care for this the story yeah. I, I mean i get the message and stuff but i mean there was this i don't know man i, I just couldn't get into it it's so also the least horror the prison one there's horror being in a prison but a horror obsession but it just doesn't really fit the other ones like the yeah, yeah. the other ones have supernatural tinges to them yeah for, for sure. sure 
Yeah. But I noticed that all three of the um, basically the main characters in this aren't great people. Like the one who gets sick with the medicine, he I know he's like an outcast and maybe he's like the plague and everyone looks at him like, you know, someone with AIDS and he's spreading the plague and he should be put down. But he actually is spreading the plague. I'm yeah. like, you know what I mean? He's And he just refused to just you know in that case like the movie the carrier that dude should have just blown his brains out and been done with it and stopped sure. killing a bunch of people and, and this guy should have just done it i know he was in love and felt like he had something to prove and had an ego but it was just like what the fuck ever dude and i i was also confused in the story with the kid the 16 millimeter one and maybe it's all shot on a 16 millimeter but it's a documentary style one where they're telling stories about him now is everybody saying they did, really didn't like the kid except the mother right yeah pretty or, much is yeah. every there are some people that said they liked the kid, or no? Was it everybody? Well, his hated schoolmates, him? his schoolmates hated him. Yeah, but it, it is weird. They said like sometimes you felt bad for him, and sometimes you wanted to hit him. Like some <laughs> something with him brought on like that people couldn't. Like there's some supernatural tinge with the kid. Like he's like a Jesus character or some shit. It's weird. Yeah, you just get this impression that. You know, he was that kid, man, because there's a there's an interview in there where I think they're interviewing the uh, the school nurse and stuff. And she's like, she's like, you know, I was just giving him a shot or something. And yeah. then he just piped up and told me I was fat. And I was <laughs> like, so you could tell this kid was just like he had problems. He had problems. Yeah. And like it's it's coming from the vantage point of everyone that gets to see him a lot. And like, you know, the mother's the only one that says good things about him because she's his mother. And he also saved her. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I like the end shot though. The end shot just kind of like how the moms with their narration over it. It's like, and he flew away, my little boy. I don't know. It just makes me really kind of. It ends on a really good note for me. Just the lines. It was kind of thrown for me for a loop a little bit because he like literally flew away and I flew was away. Like, <clears throat> and it, it was nice camera work. Maybe yeah, I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. So it, I mean, it, this was fine. I think I think you liked this one way more than me and Mood stayed. That's my prediction. I, I mean, I, this is also the like I said, I liked it the second time the best. The third time, like I said, I was only half paying attention because I had just watched the movie. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But no, uh, the second time it just resonated a little bit better with me. I think the first time I, I was a little confused. Um, honestly, my least favorite now is I don't know. The, I think the prison one has some of the more solid acting because I think some of the acting in this movie is shaky. Yeah, for sure. I do. I think that is. But I think the guy in that prison, he he's just he's unsettling. He's obviously not right because he's not the gay thing, of course, but the obsession. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you guys notice John Leguizamo in the prison one? Yep. yep I, I sure did. did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say the second the prison story has probably the most unsettling moment that the flashback scene where they're spitting in the fucking guy's mouth and stuff like yeah. that scene. It just, Oh my God, it's so disgusting. Cause it just keeps going on and on and on. And I'm like, and you oh probably tell it was real. <laughs> oh no, but the weird idea that he's like getting off on him, like he he's interested in him because he always saw him degraded. And like, he was never part of that group of in group to degrade him. Yeah. So when he like was obsessed with like he said in love, but I don't know if it's love. I think it's obsession and lust. And it is. It's ownership. totally obsession. I, and I lust. don't think it's love. I think he's a bad person. Yeah. It's you that know? situational it's lust and, and obsession too, though, man. It's because I yeah. mean you're in lockdown, right? I think it changes yeah. your mentality too. But they said he was always gay. I do like that scene in the beginning though, when the guy's trying to talk to him and he's uncomfortable and he doesn't want to say homosexual. And the guy's just like, yeah, whatever. And he's wearing that really stupid beret or hat or whatever the fuck he's wearing a hat because of the time. Yeah, does, doesn't the doesn't the one guy doesn't the dude call him a faggot too? I don't think point? they call him that, but they call the other dude one. Yeah, how other. dare you? But it's just like so not you would never hear that nowadays and stuff, and it's just so fucking blatant in it too. 
Oh, that's the 40s, though, isn't it? Like, I'm surprised that. Yeah, I think it, it was. In, it was I think it was supposed to be taking place in the 50s. I'm just saying, even when this movie you heard was made, it in the 80s and the 90s. But even yeah, if yeah. even if you made this movie today, set in the you 50s, would. you probably still wouldn't even do that. That yeah, kind of that kind of annoys me, though. That's that's what I don't like. Like, it's not a word that is like appropriate. I don't say it, but I, you know, if you're making a movie where you have ruthless pieces of shit. They should say it. That's why I know it's a stupid complaint, but that's why I was a little iffy on Becky. I was like, these are neo-Nazis, and you're you're painting them in a better light than you should. You have them kill kids, but they won't be racist. This is stupid. Yeah, And I know it's not a serious movie, but I just couldn't take it. I was like, people – and this one is not like explicit in its language, but they do use the term because, you know, people talk like that. They say rude shit like that. And and, and in Becky, you expect it too because it's it's got that setup right with the with the black mom yeah. and the in the in the daughter. And I the, just the wonder kid. if Kevin yeah. James didn't want to do it. Possibly, Probably. I mean, they should. Then they got the wrong he's, actor. He's he would have got canceled. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, I wish they would have let Kevin James <laughs> go for it. They held him back. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it is a, it is a character he's playing, right? So, yeah, sure, I, I agree he's, that there's a lot away. of missed opportunity there. If it, it felt it felt so Soft. tame for what it should have been. Absolutely, and, I'm used uh, to movies like Fight for Your Life. So when I saw that, I was like, <laughs> well, you see, you see, when I saw yeah. Be- when I was watching Becky, the first thing I was thinking of was Fight for Your Life. And yeah, me too. Like, me too. And I was like, I was thinking um, to myself, I'm like, is this kind of like a, like a loose like kind Death of remake of, something, you know what I mean? right? Yeah. It, it kind of feels like that. But then a movie's so damn tame. I mean, this guy is literally tatted up. He has all the elements to it and then just comes off as being super like PC about his uh, yeah. Nazism. It's really fucking strange, man. The it dude is. that would get a swastika on the back of his head is not worried about what he says. Right. 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 So, um, really quickly because you were saying about the you know the the f word and stuff um carly uh i recently gave her reservoir dogs to watch and she was like wow they say that they say the n-word like pretty openly in this movie and and i was was like yeah well it's tarantino and i'm like i'm like honestly that one's kind of (laughs) tame and like you know how everybody like super analyzes tarantino movies like there's a website that has like uh, a counter for all the bad words he says in all, all throughout his whole filmography and i was like yeah this one has five n words uh django has 130 django's <laughs> different though it's a, you know. right yeah but but the, the like so, like jackie brown had like 34 or something and uh i even hatefully had like 40 or something but um yeah it was just funny because she's like this is you know she put it was like that one had like some of the least <laughs> mm-hmm. i know chris pence says it a couple times too and uh well tarantino Steven himself Shepard drops it pretty blatantly in um pulp fiction in pulp fiction in the scene that where they go stinks, to clean though yeah because he's talking directly to samuel jackson yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. man dude and it's like but I get it though. It's it's film, you know. It's uh, it's characters and stuff. I mean, I know Spike Lee was very very outspoken about Tarantino's use of the N word and stuff and, right. and shit. And, but I'm just like, dude, you know, these, Again, these characters though, that he it's, writes, it's he writes characters. these pieces of shit characters, right? Like, mm-hmm. and they feel like that. Those people would say stuff like that. Exactly. Right. I mean, um, I know I know Samuel L. Jackson has defended Tarantino's use of the N word in films. Well, of course, he continues to do every movie with him. So, Sam <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, man. But what about you, a work with Tarantino? What'd you think of the uh, the leper story? I like the leper story. I thought it, it was, was pretty like a... good. <laughs> Shut, Shut up, JP. JP. What? Fuck. You're trying to take a joke. From I like the fact that you know it's door. it's the black and white story. It's that mad scientist type thing, and it yeah. has that commentary, obviously, about him spreading you know AIDS and, yeah. and you know that. I mean, it has all that going for it. 
honestly, the acting in it is pretty bad at times and shit. I, He's a little shaky. But isn't that supposed to be the point? Like, it's a bad It probably is. I think movie. you're probably right. Maybe it is. I don't know. It... it it is trying to come off a little bit serious, but not serious at the same time. It's weird. It has this really the strange tone to it. Style footage is very natural. That's pretty natural. Of course. Yeah. The, the other one's kind of dramatic, but it's, it's appropriate. And then this one it is a little over the top. It's got to be on purpose. But when he takes it, it's like a sex drug, right? It makes him yeah. like his sexual, but he never actually has sex with anyone. He just like strangles them because it makes him kind of crazy. Like he just goes yeah, kind of straight for the crazy, but. I like how it, it affected so it's the like whole a population Hyde thing. No, he never changes. He's I mean, he does. He's changing over time. It's making it worse and worse. Dude, but no, he I drinks. Mean, like, he's he's, like he's developing Jack, this. No, like I mean, Hyde no, he doesn't change. Like, he doesn't like change overnight if he drinks a potion. He accidentally drinks the potion and it immediately affects him where he starts to get lesions and shit. And he starts to have a weird start to go crazy and shit. Yeah, he kind of looks like a leper. There's this really gross scene where he's out to lunch with this girl and uh, he's eating his hot dog and his face is like falling into his hot dog and shit. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) And everybody's staring at him. Everyone's like, what the fuck, man? What's wrong with that guy? And then there's this hilarious scene. Actually, I forgot. I just remembered right now. (laughs) This little girl fucking spits in his face. And I'm just like, holy fuck, man. That's crazy. Because she's like grossed out. Like He's a freak to her. Right. And she just like openly fucking spits right in his face and runs away. It's ridiculous. So it's also okay. weird that basically this virus opened up and it spread everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like just that it got the air like that incubated and it got everywhere because everybody, a bunch of people have the lesions and shit. If you see at the end, it just instantly, I was like, man, this story is kind of relevant to like the whole COVID thing too. Right. I'm like, yeah, right. you know, yeah. it's just so weird how we're watching this and I'm like, it's totally different style, but at the core of it, it's kind of the same, right? Plagueness and could be a pandemic kind of thing but I, I actually didn't really mind the story like i said i'm a big fan of like black and white atomic age you know mad scientist kind of weird shit from the 50s i like all those type of movies you know and that this one kind of fits that realm uh I, the most intriguing story for me is the first one with the little boy killing his father i think the ending just kind of it just it kind of fell flat for me though i was like i was expecting something a little bit more from the ending because like you know it starts out with and he flew out the window and i was like what the fuck I can't wait to see where I this goes. I thought he was going to fly out of the window because the way it was so straight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, honestly, I didn't care for the second story whatsoever. It just... Me neither. I, you know, it has... That was like, my I, least favorite, too. I just... Again, not because of the gay stuff. Oh, no, I could care less. I mean, I mean, if you like Oz, you watch... Generous, I just didn't, didn't like it. Yeah, if you're a fan of the TV series series Oz that we mentioned earlier, there's a lot of gay sex in that. And it I, I gave her straight in that. If it would have been anybody, it would have been uncomfortable because the it's like obsession stuff. Yeah, you know? I, I'm just not into that type of thing. And uh, I don't know. It just really did nothing for me. And it actually really kind of got on underneath my skin a little bit. The the flashback scene with the, the spitting in the, the mouth. And very gross. I'm just like, oh, my God, dude. It's so ugh. it just was sanitary. It was making me <laughs> kind of itch my skin, too. I was like, oh, my God. Um. But yeah, you know, I mean, I do like the overall product, the way the stories were told, you know, like the intertwining and stuff. I like that kind of artsy thing. And I do like the fact that these stories were all kind of shot differently and, you know, black and white and documentary style. And they were all kind of done differently. There's there's a lot of really good elements to this. But as a whole product, I mean, it's kind of underwhelming for myself a little bit. But yeah, I like it. I think it's different and unique. And uh, this time, like I said, it. I always kind of enjoyed it, and I like how the stories kind of are separate, but they are one at the same time. I think there's definitely this director's putting a lot of himself in here to kind of say kind of an experience of alienation for sure. session, and it just kind of comes together as one. But also, they're so different yet the same. Maybe the same maybe the first stuff. story is a product of his real life too. 
Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you feel like some of this is definitely, like, confessions. You know, he was an outcast kind of created by, you know, his home yeah. life and his upbringing. The, you know, yeah, for sure. Um, Anything else? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, ratings. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. JP, just shut the just, fuck up. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't fucking watch this. I thought you were fucking with I'm me, man. Sorry, this I'm is, sorry. This is like I, that time where Dave was like, I didn't watch it. I'm like, bullshit. No, he didn't. told me. He actually didn't you guys watch it. I was joking. joking because I always try to deadpan everything. But nobody, nobody told me either. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Listen, I said I'm not it's watching on the spreadsheet it. And nobody for said you yeah, have to watch it. Yeah, because we thought you already watched it. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm cool on this one. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right, Dave, why don't you just go first? Uh, I would have given it an eight the second time, but I'm going to go seven and a half. Wow. Crazy. Well, I'm a big fan. Like I said, I've seen this one before and I think it's interesting. I don't know if I'll revisit it again anytime soon. Fuck. I wouldn't after watching it three times in one year. <laughs> uh, no, no. I saw the first one time years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, I mean like 10, no, probably like 10 to 15 years ago is the first time I saw this movie. This is when asking yeah. for a 1991 movie backfired because, like, like once we finished that year, I want nothing to do with 91. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody was like, review Molly and the Ghost. Sean Donahue said that underneath. I was like, I am done with 91. Yeah, like, somebody recommended Haunted Ween for the, the Halloween poll, and I'm like, no. I heard Haunted. Oh, Molly and the Ghost. I forgot that was from 91. I actually own that movie. I own the DVD. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I didn't rewatch it either. I remember watching it. It's in one of those fucking box sets. Carly said it was awful. It's not good. It's not good. So, uh, Jeremy. Uh, five and a half. I am at a five out of ten. Um, like I said, the the first story, the ending just was kind of a letdown. I didn't really care for the second story whatsoever. Uh, the story is, is decent, you know. But, you know, as a product, I think it's pretty average. But, you know, it's okay. JP watched the next one. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> we actually had to wait for an hour today for him to finish this next Dude, one. Dude, you were two or three hours late. I don't even want to hear it. Dude, oh, I told you yesterday that I was, and it's not my fault. The wife had to work late, and I told you last night. <laughs> Dude, so what the fuck? It has nothing to do with me. Well, Dave threw me off by switching the time zones. Dave, look at that. This, guy, this guy's the king of excuses in the right same now. same time zone every time. Fucking excuse king over here. Like and dude, bullshit, older, dude, when you play basketball with a guy who's 10 years older than you, he's like a friend of yours. He's like, oh, man, if my knees weren't fucked up, you know, I'd be winning. You You're make like, it sound okay, like I was super can't. late. We usually start at 3 o'clock my time. I'm like 5 o'clock. Two fucking hours. And you even know, responded with. we use Eastern Standard Time? You even responded. Oh, that actually works pretty good for me. I got some shit to do tomorrow. I didn't yeah, I realize. It was watch movies watch. to watch the fucking movies <laughs> I didn't watch all week. Jesus. I started watching it last night. Hey, I did extra prep. I watched three extra King Kong movies this week. How many? Guess what? No! You watch one no, 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 no. He does no, no, extra no, no, prep, no, no. but Hold doesn't prep the, for you the actual movies. You watched one extra King Kong movie. You watched two because you just got lucky and you went to the drive-in. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. You make it seem yeah. like you watched so watch He's like, I did extra, but you didn't do your assignment. <laughs> like, do I get right? extra credit? 
if you did your assignment, you didn't do 25% of your assignment. <laughs> Going back to the intro, double fail J right there. Dude, whatever. Okay. I three Why don't you watch Poison and put as one of your 31 days of horror? <laughs> because Next I only year. do stuff I own. Okay, moving along into the second bonus review here. I'm not actually sure who picked this one. I'm, I think it's Ratchet Probably Command again. the same again. guy. I, I, I honestly think it is. I might be wrong about that. It's His name is not on the spreadsheet again, but this is a film from 1964 called Anababa. Anababa. Uh, it's actually, well, I mean, a lot of people consider this movie to be very classic and stuff. It's actually a film I'd never seen before, believe it or not. Feels oh. like it should be a Criterion it, it is, is a great Oh, yeah. there we go. I always knew about this movie, just never seen this one. So I was very excited when it came up. I was like, I finally get to watch this one. In the same boat, same boat. So, you 1964, uh, yeah, black and white film. Not me. Synopsis. I'm never excited for these picks. Well, I wasn't excited because I had a bunch of other movies I had to watch, and everything was like two to three hours long. And I was like, <laughs> I was, "That's I, what I, that's what I mean by these picks." But I'm, I'm glad I'm glad I watched them. this. Like I'm glad I watched it. Like I was like, so yes, I. I just wish so it wasn't much. the same week as I had to watch Hard to Be a God, the three-hour Russian movie, and three-hour and twenty-minute King Kong, and another hour and forty-four-minute King Kong. Yeah, that's pretty horrible. Yeah, that's a lot of long movies. Yeah, not I, any of them were none of them were bad. So it's just like, but still, that's a lot. I was actually shocked that this one wasn't longer. It just, yeah, me you too. know, a lot of these, yeah, me too. A lot of these, it seconds. actually went by fast. I'm not gonna lie. Oh man, this movie rips by. It did. Crazy. It didn't drag for me, yeah. which is surprising because normally, normally when I get picks from Ratchet Command or any of those guys who give us Chino Cyber fo- fo- foreign two hour forty, you know, whatever, trying to make you Japanese a better person, movies. JP. <laughs> I don't want to be a better person. Well, at least you watch this one. Okay, quick little synopsis. <laughs> two, women, two women kill samurais and sell their belongings for a living. While one of them is having an affair with their neighbor, the other woman meets a mysterious samurai wearing a bizarre mask. All right. Now, do you guys consider this horror besides the last 15 yes. Yes. Dude, the whole, mask. Dude, the whole movie has this ominous fucking kind of dreadful feel it to it no 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 i'm just explaining yes, it's did. literally a haunted earlier mask. in the chat yeah it's a, it's about it's a haunted not really mask. A horror movie. <clears throat> i just think the whole setup. i mean if you're watching this movie thinking where's the horror but visually it is and the aesthetic of the film is very horror like man it has that fucking you know that really kind of haunting score to it it's got that horror atmosphere Whisper in it, the it's, wind. it's got that whole kind of dread like there's dread ahead kind of thing mm-hmm. you know going on the whole yeah, film and stuff the whole and, the hole is pointed out in the very beginning and they come back to it and it plays into the end and all that shit. I, I love the hole, man. The first thing I thought of when I saw the hole was literally the movie, the pit. I'm like, did they get the <laughs> I idea thought of from all it? those movies? I also thought of the one jug jar, uh, jug face. Yeah. yeah jug face, which is a fantastic face. movie. I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, she's throwing down all these dead samurais into this hole and stuff. I'm like, I wonder if the troglodytes awesome are eating them. <laughs> I was thinking of the troglodytes too. Right. <laughs> I love the, the point when the two samurais are fighting and they like start to wash over two them and like they're like help me help me and she just stabs dude that yeah, must be that like a floating little, away that that's gotta be the, sh- the shallowest lake like it seemed like they were so far away it must just be the way it was shot but it seemed like Those they got over to them really fast to die. yeah they're just so stupid just, everybody in this movie deserves to die they're all fucking douchebags i mean okay so well, it, it, we, we should set it up they're in a desperate like situation the though 
right? They're in a yeah, desperate situation. Well, of course. Okay, so here's a little bit of, you know, the movie's set in the 1300s, the 14th century and stuff, and there's obviously a war going on in Japan and stuff, and these two women, um, one is actually the mother of a soldier who's gone to war, and she's living in this hut with uh, with his, with her daughter, her yeah. son's wife. Right. So that's the relationship between these two women. Anyways, um, the son obviously goes to war and the guy he went to war with comes back and he's by himself. And then he tells, you know, the mother that, you know, he he defected after, you know, he got away from the war and stuff. But his son actually got killed there and stuff. So not very trustworthy, though. He's no, no, thief. no. no. The, I mean, the, oh, he's a dickhead. Everyone. Oh, this guy. I mean, obviously he can't be trusted. I mean, he defected from the war when he shouldn't have been. He was basically in hiding. You know, because yeah, he wasn't he was, supposed to be was, there. Uh, so it's kind of funny, man. The setup to the movie is interesting because all three of our characters are like, I mean, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say the 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 daughter in law is overly that horrible, with the exception of that she goes along and has to kill these samurais. But it's kind of like, well, she kind of forgot about her her husband like right death. away. Yeah, though he's yeah. supposedly dead. He's been gone. Supposedly a long time. dead. I wanted the husband to like show up at the end and be like, oh shit. Mm. But I mean, they're they're living this life. They literally live in this like wheat field or this kind of farmers type field. Actually, the setting is really cool. It's very eerie. Could you imagine living in a hut like that where you have this grass that's extends, you know, as high as the roof and shit? You're like enclosed in this little area and shit. It's I kept thinking up. snakes the whole time. I was like, this is how you get snakes in your house. You can't see yeah. shit, man. It's such a weird way of living. But of course, the way they have to survive because, you know, the sun is gone and shit, the war, they don't have any means of making money and stuff. So what they do is they kill samurais that are kind of roaming through the land and stuff and they take their their armor and their swords and they go and sell it off to this dude that that's how he makes his business you know he he buys all this shit and he gives them food they Rice. basically they basically just sell it for or they trade it for food and stuff yeah, that's how they live so <clears throat> so that's kind of our and you can tell they're hungry as hell by the way the younger woman devours those birds yeah, <laughs> yeah. and when the and, and when oh. the soldier comes he's like he ate like fucking like three plates and like two minutes he's like give me some more woman well he defected from the war and i think he'd been on you know he'd know. been days without eating kind of thing and stuff but yeah i mean there's some pretty brutal scenes there's a scene where they actually fucking they ravage a dog they beat it up with a rock and fucking kill <laughs> eat that they eat the no dog way they and, like, do it too it's just brutal man she hits it and then the lady comes running up with the fucking like brick right away the cinder block yeah i like surprised that there was nudity this much nudity in this early I said of a movie that. And Did Jeremy you? gave me shit for it. I was a little bit shocked that it was, oh, was it was coming from too. it was coming yeah. from the mother at first. Who wasn't that old? They just put a fucking yeah, uh, they put straight, straight on her. And I was like, that her. woman is not that old. Yeah, her tits are too nice. Yeah, I was like, she looks great, no <laughs> but still, as a character, you know, you're expecting this, you know, this woman to be old, and you know, she appears that she's older, but the first tits you see her on this lady, but you know, I mean, but even before you yeah. see her tits, like. Their shirt, like you could tell, it's like filmed like provocatively because the the way that their shirts are like dangling down, you can almost see their boobs like earlier before there's any nudity. Like it, I, I found that pretty interesting. I mean, I think that's yeah, also it, it, the attire of the time too. Like, I mean, they're very poor, and that's what they could basically afford was rags. You know, they didn't really and have they much. They probably to. lost some weight. <laughs> any sixties yeah. Japanese movie bef- before this that shows nudity. I know, I like some that. of the joys of the joys of torture movies, they have, of course, but those are late '60s. This mm-hmm. is what '65, '64, '64, '64. Yeah, I would, it's, I would, it's, it's at least a few years before. I think that definitely pushed the boundaries. So right. this has got to be one of the very first films, maybe 
you know, maybe we, I, I'm not that versed in early Japanese more cinema, international but, yeah. type films, oh, but early sixties does Japanese seem gone. Yeah. No, I saw nudities yeah. in 20 movies before. So in Japanese, in Japanese movies. Oh, we touched talking about the strict. Yeah. Yeah. Japanese. Just Japanese. Yeah. Cause you know, they well, that's this, gotta be pre code right in the twenties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so because yeah, they've got a really interesting mindset when it comes to nudity and things like you know what their pubic hair and things. No, and it's yeah, just, but it's very yeah, odd. but not their titties. Only their fucking fat. Nineteen sixty four. I'm sure they did. But yeah, I'm still. But I'm that's just. The thing we're that talking I was about the time. About in the chat, Jeremy is like, <clears throat> you say no, that it, it but... surprised me. Like, it, it, think about the other ones, like Quidon, or like I said, mm-hmm. and, and then like after it hit a certain point, this is also like a well made horror film, like or even art film. Now, the stuff like Joys of Torture and stuff, and that's more of an exploitation movie and shit. So you expect it. It's bright and colored, this black. And so yeah. the movie was like nonchalant, too. Like, it was just like she just came out with like, you know, it didn't like cut real close to her tits or something like that. It wasn't mm-hmm. exploitative how it was filmed exactly. Although maybe right. some of the sex scenes are. I'm not 100 percent. I can't remember every detailed sex scene. Yeah, I felt like this one didn't feel held back by its age, which is pretty cool. I don't I agree, too. Maybe some of the filming techniques, like when she's wearing the mask and running and stuff. <laughs> that feels cool. What about? Cool. Well, that's very like, Japanese, though, that they like to yeah. use. They don't like to use pans and tilts and shit like that. They like to use, you know, well, static. They like to use back then stacky static. camera. Yeah, yeah the Japanese right about especially, that. though. There's a lot of static shots, like wide shots, where they like show them walk out of the uh, house and the hut and stuff like that and walk around instead of cutting. Did, did you see the scene yeah. where the dude starts like having a, a damn conniption fit on the ground? Yeah, when he's whining because he didn't get sex. Yeah. <laughs> I no, like, I actually didn't. You asked me if I seen that scene. Like, we asked if we seen this. No, we skipped that scene, JP. We were <laughs> watching. <you> remember it. <laughs> <laughs> we skipped that scene. Like you skip poison. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, no, but overall, I thought this was super interesting. I, I honestly was like rolling my eyes when i was like fuck another quid on or something you know <laughs> like i'm just like these movies that these people give us are like something i never feel like watching but much like quid in or whatever the hell it's Why called not? i got into it pretty quickly um and uh yeah i thought i thought it was a pretty damn good movie especially 60s you know there's not a ton of great horror films uh from japan that i've seen from the 60s but I've seen a few, and this is probably one of the best. Yeah, yeah this is a good I, I one. Mean, I can't yeah. think of that many. It is right, though. I'm having a hard time with it all. <laughs> but like horror films? Yeah, I know. Yeah. The mask is pretty cool, too. And I, I like how you. she gets the mask. That's pretty yeah. The mask awesome. is crazy like memorable. Yeah, it reminded like me of the haunted him. mask from Goosebumps. Yeah, 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 yeah. I bet they stole it from this, because how I, many I, haunted I, mask I, movies I, are I, there? Well, Arnold right. Stein three stole it. Yeah, I imagine Arl Stein probably stole a lot, and we just didn't give a shit. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, Night of the Living Dead. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Stephen King steals a lot. We just don't give a shit. Right. So everybody steals. No, I like the way she leads him out there and stuff, but that part's great. She rips the mask off. Mm -hmm. It's a glue. Well, if it's a curse, why does it end up coming off? Because it ripped her fucking face off. Well, that's just the whole thing. Now her face is disfigured. Yeah, she's had a demon face. She's turned into like a demon after that. Oh, that's interesting. Are you trying to question fucking supernatural abilities? This is a logical film. This happens every day. The only thing I was the thing I was curious about was the you know the actual curse where from where it came from like you know the samurai that was wearing the mask and stuff because he talks about how you know he has this beautiful, beautiful. face but he's obviously being sarcastic you know. Mm-hmm. 
right? Because he, he knows that this. Yeah, but like, how does he know that his face is all fucked up? He probably tried to take that mask from off the person he off. took it off of. <laughs> yeah. Maybe or something like that because I mean obviously uh, maybe, obviously yeah. if you I mean, took the mask off yourself and you realize your face is all fucked up you're not putting that fucking thing back on unless there's that supernatural ability where it actually reattaches right. yourself to it but you know he's being sarcastic about saying hey I got this beautiful face and shit like that and it it, it was almost like a do you ploy. think he meant that he used to have a beautiful face maybe but he doesn't Either say that he says he has one he says he has one he doesn't talk in the past tense right he talks in the mm. present tense which is interesting that's why I, I kind of questioned it, could it. Be a translation. It, it, very, it very well could be, but I, I kept thinking to myself by the end of the movie, I'm like, how did he know that his face was all fucked up? Because he was obviously being a little bit facetious there when he was talking, but I was like, okay, well, interesting. But it's still a joke you'd make. I have a beautiful face because you ain't got to fucking see it. It doesn't matter. It's a mask now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, how do you could... fucking eat with that mask? Mm-hmm. Are they actually demons? Maybe they don't they, have they to don't eat. They don't have to eat. I don't yeah, know. They don't tell you everything. Well, they but, don't uh, tell you really anything about the curse. It just, it just kind of comes to her. I mean... Maybe that's what her destiny was, really, because of how she was living and what she was doing with her life and stuff, too, right? I don't know. Do you yeah. notice that one part, when they run back to the um, hut, there's somebody in that place? Like, is Now, was that the guy they threw down the hole, or was that supposed to be the husband who came back? For a split second, I didn't register who it was. Towards the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that, too. Do you guys um, notice that? They never cut back. They never come back to him. He's oh, like crying, oh, the, right? oh, the um, the yeah. daughter-in-law's. Oh, yeah. the the son. Was He's that crying? But yeah, I'm not sure. No, no, no. It was um, it was just a, it was like another per- deserter guy. Are you sure? Because I was actually kind of unsure about that too. Because it was a new yeah. face to us, and I, the only person yeah. that we've been introduced in dialogue would be the the, the son. general guy, or the son, or the general who lost half his face because his face looked all fucked up, didn't it? It could have just been the lighting. Too. I can't remember. Yeah, it just kind of threw me off for a split second. It happened right at the end. I was like, did I yeah, miss something? And they never came back to it. I know what you're and talking about. I just, you know. The guy what... that kills Hachachi. Yeah, because the dude who, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it I thought he husband, was right? like another like scavenger type guy because oh. he was eating his shit. Oh, was he eating his shit? Mm-hmm. Probably. Probably could have been. See, that, that left me off and that makes us sound like fucking idiots. I almost didn't bring it up. No, but... that's just the type of, that's like. That's common in Japanese cinema. Okay. It's not. Yeah, you're right. It, it is. It's there. totally like another. It's just, it's the whole drifter thing, man. It's everyone. You, it's, was it's, it another drifter? You look drifter it up? I think it is, man. I think it is because, yeah, it's that. I, it, it is an odd scene, though, because just to throw that in there does throw you kind of for a loop and stuff. But I think it's that whole area. Everyone is just doing the same shit, right? That's all they have. Right, yeah, they're all scavengers. And, yeah. you know, it, they're all talking about the war ending soon. Mm-hmm. And, like they're like some people are like the war's not ending soon because i mean and the you only just characters get, you get that a we... sense that the whole country is kind of uh Lost you know, in like a great depression type thing yeah, yeah it's it every, is a, it's it basically is everybody deserter, for themselves the it's everybody for themselves and stuff and i think that's just what happens to him right there he it gets, is which, a deserter he it gets done he, he gets done it up is? by a deserter for sure yeah. yep okay it makes sense yeah i just was like what they it took me like, a minute to remember what you were talking about i thought you were talking about at the uh at the woman's hut i was like what the fuck I'm like, I don't remember a face. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was eating his shit. Yeah, that was a fucking, that's definitely, yeah, he, it's that's definitely deserted he when he got too. him. Yeah. It's it's that whole what goes around comes around thing. Are you going to do this shit? It's going to happen to you kind of thing, right? So. Right. Yeah. Pretty cool move, man. Yeah. Ratings? I went first last time. Jeremy. Uh, I went first last time. 
Shut the fuck up. Uh, I give this one seven and a half. Um, I'm in at an eight and a half out of ten. I think it was very engaging right from the beginning. Um, I loved where it went. I loved the whole. I thought it was very daring of the mum to after you know she gets that kind of demon samurai in the in the hole there to go and retrieve his shit. Mm-hmm. When she's pounding in that spike, I'm like, man, she fucking she knows what she's kind of doing. But to go in that hole all by yourself, like if if that rope or that thing came out, man, you'd be fucked. That's scary as shit, man. You're never getting out of that. Pounding that mochi, so you know. Yeah. True that, true that. But I just that 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 part was like kind of haunting to me. I was like, man, if you fell in there, like fuck, you're done, kind of thing. But I I love the atmosphere. I love the way this movie shot. The music is fantastic in this movie. It's very very like that ominous kind of scary feeling to it. I, I, it's great, great movie. Great location too. Yeah, I love the, the setting. I lo- the love yeah. the yeah, setting. Even with the little the little uh, dock. I just yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember watching another movie where the setting was, you know, mostly in a hut in like a field where in you, high grass, in yeah. high grass, like cool. you can't see where reflecting skin. Last week, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> well, not that high. I mean, that grass, I guess, was high, but I mean, you, this is like enclosed, right? It's very. You're isolated. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere. There, Children of the Corn, big time. Four, man. like that shit is freaky. <laughs> freaky. To Four, but. five. Isaac's Revenge. That's six. Six, Sorry. Six. Oh, part six. Sorry. I only watched part four. Oh, it's four. Don't never watch Isaac's six, six, six. Oh Skip God, five and six. Well, five is like silly. It's I'm a, only watching the first four ever again. It's just I might a, not even watch four. Part five again. is no, literally just skipping. You're skipping some of the good ones later. No, part four is, is decent. Part five is just a straight up bad slasher movie. It loses everything that Children of the Corn had going for. But right. But it's kind of funny. There's a it, new one coming out. There is a new one coming out. Oh, another round another, uh, another roundup. <laughs> wow. We still we need to catch plan up. a roundup in 2021. Yeah, we, we have some catching up to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see. Me, I'm going to go with the exact same rating as Moods. I really liked it. it. It surprised me. Thought it was super atmospheric. Loved the setting as well. And the story was honestly... It reminded you of like something that would be in like a anthology show, like I mentioned the Goosebumps episode and stuff. But it, I felt like there was enough there to tell a full length movie as well. I didn't feel like it was stretched out too long, so I gave it an eight point five out of ten. Coming in an eight, I enjoyed it. I would probably like to watch it again. It would probably go up. Yeah, I would grab this on Criterion. Is it a blue or just a DVD? Then I won't grab it. If I it's think eight. it's a blue. Let me let me check. I think I have a DVD. I'm not 100 percent sure. I, like I said, I know Eureka's releases, and I heard the the release is amazing. So it's just and a it's, DVD, and it's cheap. Yeah, yeah so I don't no. fuck with just DVDs. No, me either. Eureka, not, especially Criterion. Eureka is an import. It's on their masters line too, so you know that shit's gonna look great. They release a lot of good. It's it's kind of yeah. like the it's kind of like the or the American. It's kind of like the the UK version of um, Criterion in a sense. Okay, so that is uh, Anababa from 1964. And now, our feature presentation. Yo, who this? Yo, Moods, it's your boy, the ill-mented funky child, calling you to remind you that the featured reviews on this episode contain spoilers. 
Oh yeah, man, that's right, brother. Thanks for the heads up, player. Now go back to being an unproductive asshole. Fuck you. I tell your listeners to stop being so dumb, silly, sensitive. Yeah. Okay, moving into the featured reviews here on episode 191. And this is a Patreon show brought to you by... Uh, Stand by. Jesus. You know what, JP? Fuck you. (laughs) I, I had it written down, but I can't remember. Uh, Dragon King. Dragon King, that's he, right. Is he new? For not at least one show. I'm not Has sure. he given us anything else before? Uh, he gave us this one in the Wizard of Gore next week. Okay. Cool. Somebody cool. asked us about doing a Evil Dead show. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked us about doing a Stuart Gordon show today. Both cool. I'm down with both. Yep. I love me some Stuart Gordon, man. Just recently yeah. watched a lot of his movies when he passed away. Popped in a Same. bunch, but but I've always been a big Stuart Gordon fan. I got to meet him in real life, and he Castle was fantastic. Awesome. He was fantastic. Yeah. He seemed like a cool dude. Really into theater and stuff. Chicagoan. He was Chicago fucking... In. He was loving the fact I was wearing a doll shirt at a reanimator convention. <laughs> yeah. It's good shit. All right, so... First movie, King Kong. from 1933, King Kong. King Kong. King Kong, starring Fay Ray, Robert Armstrong, Bruce Cabot. Lots of lots of names from the time. Um, let's do a quick little synopsis. A film crew goes to a tropical island for an exotic location shoot and discovers a colossal ape who takes a shine to their female blonde star. He is then captured and brought back to New York City for public exhibition. That's pretty accurate. See, that's what I like when I think about King Kong. I think about when he gets back, brought back to New York. And that section of the movie is only like 15 minutes. And I feel like that's like... It's exactly Not even that long. It's like that's the one part everybody thinks about with this movie is Kong on top of the Empire State Building. But that... It's just an iconic, iconic scene. It's just an iconic scene, right? Yeah, yeah, but but that whole even the whole you know third act isn't even that long. I mean, you know everything pretty much. Let me, well, when they get back to New York in the original off. film, it's literally twenty minutes. I have it all mapped out. Yeah, I have it this just in contrast. This at a breakneck speed, man. I just let me ask you guys this: what, speaking of the time, so yeah. on IMDb it says two hours and five minutes, but I, mine was only an hour and forty-five. Mine too. It, that's the right. Mine that's the correct. That's the correct yeah. hour and forty. And then if you have depending Four on what interlude. Yeah, if you have the yeah, five yeah, minutes. Stupid interlude at the beginning. That's I was kind sad. of annoyed by the interlude. I didn't remember that at all. Yeah, I remember I watched this Blu-ray a few years back, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I popped it in again. I'd forgotten about it. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh yeah, it's like five minutes of the shit. It's like that whole theater thing that they used to do back in the thirties. Yeah. They play this music and stuff, but then they just kind of put it into the the release. It, yeah, it's annoying. And so it's I like five minutes. Space Odyssey go to the lobby. Yeah, that's exactly. It just goes on way too long, man. Kind of. I think through. it's like I think it's like twelve minutes in two thousand one Space Odyssey. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. It's so long. It's so long. But yeah. you got to wait for the acid to kick in. <laughs> well, that, that that's before fucking acid. All right, what? so 68? I mean, this movie's fantastic, right? I mean, nobody here is like, no, oh, that's a motion, that's a motion fucking picture. No, no, no. I absolutely, I mean, there's a lot of movies from classic. this era, you know, in the early 30s, you know, throughout the 30s and stuff that are just so basic, you know, they just, I, I always used to say, man, there's so many movies from this era that kind of start, they feel like they start in the middle of the film, you know, 
and they run very, very short and they just kind of start in the middle. But this one actually does have three acts and it has a story and shit. And I really like it. But the thing that really surprises me about this, and I think JP's mentioned this before too, with a lot of these really old kind of golden age films and stuff is the pacing is always shitty in these movies. You know, there's a lot of pacing issues and shit, mm-hmm. but this movie has fucking great pacing, man. You know, it, it gives you this first act where, you know, we got this producer that's, you know, needs to find a face to go shoot at this location. They go in, out in the streets, they find somebody and then they're on the boat and they're there within, you know, half an hour and stuff. It's great. And then you got this whole Island scene, which is fantastic. Well, it runs once about they 50 hit the minutes. Island. It never stops. It, it doesn't. Stops. It doesn't. Right. It's, a, it's about a 50 minute scene. They get there. They meet the, the natives and shit like that. They have this interaction with them. She gets taken and uh, then, you know, once they the get her back and stuff, the walls. yeah, once they get her back and stuff, they, you know, they capture Kong and then, you know, the 20 minute end to the movie, which is just like nonstop. This movie has great pacing. Like I, I always forget how beautifully done this movie is, you know, put together and stuff. And again, you know, it's it really definitely is a masterpiece. It's one of the best like, of its kind for uh, that era. Cause like I said, these movies can really bog down, you know, even in short yeah. films in this time period. And this one I just does everything mummy. right. The mummy and Dracula. <laughs> the it's, mummy. Well, that's my point. You know, there's a lot of classic films out there, but if you actually look at it, you know, objectively, you know, those movies are classic, you know, quote unquote. But I mean, if you're comparing them to something like King Kong, this is a true masterpiece of filmmaking, you know, in all aspects. I mean, oh. pacing to the, to the, you know, the characters and the acting, in this movie is really brilliant, but the oh, way they design sex, man, the, the, yeah. the I, that's what I'm getting at. So the, the design yeah. in this movie is brilliant. Like from the painted backdrops to like, you know, you know, doing, um, uh, you know, some of the stop uh, motion, the stop motion animation and shit, like just the way they did all the effects in this and Kong looks fantastic. Like, Oh my God, this is a masterpiece. This is a clinic on film. It was such a important film too, yeah. because a lot of those techniques were being invented or perfected on the fly right there. You yep. know, with this yep. being the first time we've seen some of this stuff, and, you know, other people saw this film and, and were, like, in pure amazement. Imagine being in 19, you know, because I think it still looks good. I told, I it actually does. watched this in the theater last yeah. year. It does. And it was so fortunate to be able to see this on the big screen. It, I, it was such an amazing experience. One of yeah. my favorite experiences. I don't roll my eyes during any of the effects in here. I'm not like, right. that looks stupid. Like, yeah, it's not like it, the it looks great. <laughs> and, and it actually, there's some brutal moments in here when he kills the T-Rex and he also his, one of my favorite scenes. Jaw open. When he shakes the fucking log and they show the bodies hit the ground. For some yeah. reason, you know they're dummies, but they look more effective than the 70s Giallo movies. I love those movies, but those are dummies, <laughs> obviously. These are like, they have some movement to them because it was like stop motion, like small yeah. figure. It just looks yeah. good. I mean, then when they hit, you're like, ugh. And then they well, go back and show it again. You're like, huh. well, even one one of my looks pretty, it looks pretty ridiculous when Kong picks up the girl, though. Yeah, some of it. But I mean, so it looks not, better than some fine. of the 60s dinosaur movies that came out afterwards. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the black and white or maybe it's just yeah. that these this was like a state of the art expensive movie for the time. I don't know the budget, but I mean, it definitely had professionals doing it. And this well, movie inspired everybody to... from Peter Jackson <laughs> to Harry. You know what I mean? Like all these guys. Yeah. We're inspired by this movie. Oh, it did, it did enough to fucking uh, warrant a sequel like 11 months later. Yeah, well, yeah. not even. I think it's like nine months. Yeah, because Son of Kong though. came out in December of 33, which is just fucking insane. That's how they did it back in the day, cheap and fast. Yeah, well, they fucking went a little too cheap and a little too fast for that one. <laughs> yeah, they did nothing at on, on here, man. They just put so much effort into effects, man, like from the miniatures to fucking you know all blood the, and sweat the rear projection scenes like everything just works out so well in this man i just you know every time i watch it i'm i'm always amazed at how good it looks 
It's so crazy. It really yeah, is crazy. And th- when you brought up that T-Rex scene when he, you know, snaps its jaw and then like he picks it up like a like, you know, kind of like Michael Myers did when he like turned his head like the dog thing where they're not quite sure and he's like he's like moving its head to see if it's de- he's like closing its jaw to see if it's dead or like what what's up with it. Mm-hmm. I love that scene so much. It's like that wonder in him where he doesn't really know. Uh, it, it's such a brilliant scene. I've seen so many other things kind of mimic that scene in particular yeah. throughout the years later. Mm-hmm. I love the ending where he destroys New York City and he's running down and he's fucking destroying the train and shit like that. I just think about all the blood and sweat that had to go into that shit because they had to do it frame by frame. Mm-hmm. I mean, it must have fucking... Stop motion forever. is one of the... Uh, coolest arts ever. It always looks cool, you know, like yeah. like all the Harryhausen stuff. It's very time it, it consuming. Look, it yeah. looks cool. Like even though it, it doesn't look necessarily real a lot of times, it looks so cool that it's fascinating. It takes a lot of hard work, and you can see it. Yeah, it's very, oh, it's yeah. yeah, it's very tedious work, and takes a long time and shit. But I love, stop I love the I way stop motion, motion is looks. One of the coolest things in film. Yeah, me too. I love man. also. The shot when they show Kong's face—it's not stop motion. It's like a big yeah. animatronic. He looks. They do that looks with great. the hand too. Some like when yeah, she's in yeah, his yeah. hand, it's just yeah. like they built a fucking giant. Hand. I, I have a question that a lot of people have about the King Kong movies. Now, a lot of people that love Kong call him a monster, not a gorilla or an ape. And in some of the other movies that Kong was more portrayed as a gorilla, especially the 2005. Like whatever you say, yeah, he's 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 just a giant gorilla. You know, he's not. Yeah. Guess technically he's a monster, but do you think when they originally made this, they wanted to have Kong be a monster, or was he more of like a, a large gorilla? He's a monster. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Or do you think their intent was to make him a giant gorilla? I think I think they intended to make him a monster. But there's T Rexes now. Those T Rexes. No, I, I don't. I, of the those are monsters the, too. I think he was intended to be a giant gorilla. But history says him as a monster now because he doesn't look like a gorilla. Well, I, think you, I think he's. I think he's monster. I think he's portrayed as a monster. I think he's portrayed as a monster because of how the natives perceive is, him in yeah. the movie, right? Because right. I think yeah, he, you know because I mean? he's like, because he's a monster to the natives, so he's a he's he's a god to the natives. He is a god to the natives. Yeah, but I mean, he's also potentially really dangerous too, right? I mean, they <laughs> yeah, offer they offer them. they offer Our him things. Dangerous. They offer him things, you know, to you know because they're not really too sure about you know how he's going to react and stuff. I mean, he's. Yeah, he's different. He's huge and stuff. So yeah, he's a god, but in a sense, he is kind of, he's kind of a monster, I guess, in in that sense. But I think the way you we're supposed to perceive like, him as he is this kind of godly, huge gorilla. I, I don't, don't know. think there's a either or, right? Yeah, it's but, he's but, he's a giant you know, ape that is that a monster. Argued with it that they didn't like the other Kong because he wasn't a monster. He was a giant gorilla, and, and I just think that's absurd. Like it's like who gives a fuck? What, I know it's different. No, no. Kong is just I just like think that he's big. Yeah, he's a giant <laughs> yeah, gorilla. You know man. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like I, I think that initially he was supposed to be a giant gorilla, but his design had made him different. Like they were saying that he's not shaped like a real gorilla, but it's also 19 fucking 32. Yeah, like how, how detailed are they going to be? Was to make him a giant gorilla. I just thought you meant like the things he's doing is like a monster. Yeah, no, yeah. They, he thought like the Frankenstein monster, where it's like an actual not supposed monster. to be a gorilla. He's supposed to be something else. But is a giant gorilla a monster? Because it doesn't. I mean, is a T Rex a monster? If you don't have a documented form, what the fuck it is? You know what I mean? Right. I well, mean, the essentially, cool thing about gorillas, right, 
is they were considered a like mythical creature until like the early what like the late 1800s i think i don't really know the whole history about gorillas if, if you look that up i'm pretty sure like the silverback gorilla was considered you asked jane goodall i don't know yeah i'll look it up while you guys talk you know, one of the most interesting things about this movie, I remember discussing minorly, we never actually fully covered this when I was in uh, college, when we were in film class and stuff, but I remember having conversations about King Kong and about, uh, <clears throat> you know, just of the times and stuff and what a lot of people thought this movie stood for, you know, the whole racist aspect of it and stuff. Are you guys familiar with that whole conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About, how, about how it was basically like a metaphor for interracial um, relationships and stuff like the gorilla was obviously you know the metaphor for you know a black person and she was the white person and shit like that and um it's just and also it, slavery too right in slavery of course yeah go to a different country and take somebody and, and put them in chains yeah and see how the gorilla is portrayed see if you look at it like that and you know you believe that and stuff you're looking at king kong as a monster if you're not into you know if you don't if you don't agree with interrelation uh, interracial relationships and things like that it's and that's how a lot of people kind of saw it back in those days right like you know if everything was so different back in those days, everyone just stuck to their own kind of kind. It was very wrong to have inner relationships and stuff. And I remember that was a huge controversy. I think this movie was actually even banned in Germany, I think in maybe a couple other countries and shit like that too. Germany. No, they were so progressive in the thirties. Right? right. Because obviously it, I mean, <laughs> so, if they, if they so saw well it as an interracial, if they saw the metaphor, you know, portraying to, you know, interracial relationships and stuff, obviously they're, they're not cool with that and stuff. I think the irony is, is that the rumor is, is that Hitler was a massive fan of this movie too, which is very <laughs> ironic, isn't it? But, uh, I remember having conversations about that. So, I mean, honestly, a lot of people watching that movie now would probably see right through that because we don't really focus our time on and like the way we perceive relationships in the world, the internet, interracial stuff is fucking, it's okay. Yeah, you, it's fine. You can right? see it too as Americans, like, what were you saying, JP? So uh, the gorilla was remained a myth until 1902. Um, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So I think they, they first identified they, by German captain Robert von Beringe. So, um, you know, there was 29 other years yeah, Don't they kind of portray them as mystical in Gorillas of the Mist? Aren't they kind of treated as like a mystical creature in that movie? Right. So you yeah. you look at King yeah. Kong and you're like, the gorillas is kind of a new thing. Right? Yeah, so 29 <laughs> years, maybe. So they, they're like, well, there could still be other gorillas yeah. out there. There well, could hence still why, be dinosaurs out there. They're hence, a little naive in that. Hence right? why to the natives yeah. he was considered a god because he was very mythical and stuff like that. That's why it depends on how you look at it, right? If you're seeing him yeah. as that. But I mean, in, in theory, if you want to describe him, he is a monster gorilla because he's really oversized. Do you guys... Do you I guys don't, notice how easy, hard it is to get to Skull Island, but when they leave, it's just like, we're out of here. Right. <laughs> it's always movies. easier to go back. I, just, I, I, mean, I, I was always confused at the fact that, like, Skull Island was, you know, it was, you know, it wasn't really discovered, but it had a name. <laughs> right? I'm like, obviously, people well, he, knew where it I was if it had a name. Like a skull, with the name though. <laughs> right? I thought he came up with the name, the director. I think he did. When he when they were like, or maybe that was in the remake. Well, when no, he they, was they like, talk about it like it's been, yeah, in the original film. I think that it's it was undiscovered, but it had this. I don't know, but I mean, he looks at like the, the map. It, was, was, he it looks wasn't at the, undiscovered. Nobody it was uncharted. Yeah, uncharted. Nobody okay. Yeah. He looks at the map and doesn't it look like a skull? And then he goes, Yeah, Skull Island or something that, like that. This director like that. is crazy. He's like a hard nosed <laughs> guy. He's out there right in the front lines and shit, doing everything. Mm-hmm. He's an interesting character, and like it's funny because in this one, although he is an asshole and he puts their life at risk, you don't hate him as much as you hate Carl Denham in the uh, 
05 one. You yeah. mean Jack Black. Yeah, because yeah, he just—it's so miscast and no, it's ridiculous. He's Jack Black. It's just—it's so miscast. We'll but. get to that later on the miscast. I, I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. Like I'm gonna come in a lot different on that remake than you guys. I kind of like—I kind of like the you know the aspect of even back in this day. I mean, pr- directors and, and movie producers were always kind of considered to be kind of slimy and creepy and shit like that. And this guy just accentuates that theory <laughs> a million ways to the sun. Right? It's just crazy. Like this guy doesn't give a fuck. He just wants to get those shots, and people are dying and shit, and he still trying to film and stuff i love that aspect it's great Absolutely yeah but great. what's different than that with, with but like a war photographer right like i kind of get well like, he's doing it all for personal all. gain it's all about him it's all True. about his progression about in his the film movie. industry he doesn't give a fuck he, it's really it he doesn't even really care how the film he wants to be known for this person that shot this footage and got all this he doesn't give a fuck about anything but himself it's very right. selfish it's very selfish and you know kind of what they're saying too. Well, I, mean, I think you even see that when that. he just when he brings Kong back to New York, you know, he only cares about it for himself. That he's going to make a lot of money. Oh, he doesn't sure. really care about what what's the ultimate demise is going to happen. Well, he obviously he probably, doesn't care about right probably, and wrong because you would you would you would never take Kong out of his fucking yeah. out of his yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of that's an awful thing that, that we yeah. did anyways. We'd go to different places and take animals and bring them back to the zoo and. You get older, oh, yeah. like you start to think about the zoo, and you're like, "Zoo's kind of fucked up." I kind of don't like the zoo. Dude, I know I that sounds too. Oh, you're a pussy. Oh, like, mad no, no, no. I've, I've mentioned this to take before. Kids there to see it, but I also at the same time kind of disgusted. Like I feel bad for I've animals. Like this many times, even on it's the like show, a pet bird. How much right? I hate like, yeah. zoos. <laughs> I, I hate I've hated zoos since anymore. I was a kid because I don't like seeing animals from different countries locked up in our zoos and in, in our zoo J- just to pay to go fucking take a look at a at anim- an animal. I just fucking think it's disgusting, man. I hate zoos. I, I understand it, and so, I think it's gross at the same time. Like it is, it's good for kids though to learn. And right, that's, that's exactly what my point is. Like they're preserving the animals that may not. Well, those are different. Some of those. You know what just drives me fucking nuts, man? And you hear about, like, you know, these killer whales that die in captivity and stuff. And then they're like, oh, they make a big deal out of it. Like, oh, you know, this one's baby didn't, you know, because they're actually bred. Like, they're not going to survive. Did you ever see Blackfish? And they, uh, no. But then they go out and capture another one and bring it in. And it's like, well, what do you fucking think is going to happen here? Like, these things are free roaming creatures. They're not, they can't live in captivity. Like, sharks can't live in captivity. Right. They can only live so long. Right. And then, you know, know, what cracks me up is when people are talking about the gorilla that got shot. They're like, harambe. People don't care. I'm like, if anybody gave a shit, it wouldn't have been in the zoo in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I fucking hate zoos, I agree with shooting that gorilla, though. (laughs) I mean, you had no choice at that point. Yeah, but the gorilla never should have been in that spot in the first place. No, but I'm just saying, like, you think about it, like... At the same time, it's like if you really cared, fucking for a gorilla probably would have been at some like other place, not at a zoo. Right. But yeah. some of those yeah. some of those species they like Jeremy was saying, like yeah, they are they trying preserve. to keep them alive because of overhunting and shit like yeah. that. Well that's different um, though. I'm I'm not I'm not talking about like I mean preservations and like kids do grow Steve appreciation Irwin, right? in the Steve animals. Irwin. They grow appreciation from the animals from being there. Yeah, like Steve Irwin's um zoos and stuff like that, like I I, I those those seem pretty legit well yeah some animals are injured and they can't go back to the wild of course right there's definitely circumstances where it's you know but back in the 30s they were just like doing this they were driving someplace picking some animal that didn't belong one of a kind king kong in, in a circus yeah, yeah. fuck that yeah in like, fact honestly like, they dude, all fucking tiger king right <laughs> i mean there's that whole social commentary with you know i mean if the if the metaphor of the gorilla is you know a black person kind of thing and you know taking him away and you know just for white gain and shit like that right i mean yeah. there's that whole the thing great, 
there's that Great whole conversation. Yeah. So it's just so you fucking gotta wrong. You got to feel sorry for the monster, right? Great line of universal horror movies like Frankenstein I, I or Creature. You have sympathy for him. Mm-hmm. That's right. I kind of don't do. like the the black allegory thing there. No? No, because it's, it's a monster, right? Well, that's what know. they're that's, that's what they're they portraying. Yeah, black people are monsters. Yeah, but, that's what they're trying to say. Well, like I Earth said, it was like a whole right? metaphor, JP, on a lot of people when this movie first came out, they thought it was a metaphor to inter- interracial relationships, right? The, the ape portraying the black person in the white and stuff, and that was that whole thing. And, oh, uh, okay. right. I, so that was the whole thing, and then it just kind of progressed from there. That's why this movie was like banned in Germany and stuff, because they saw it as yeah. that. They saw it as, you know, this, this commentary well, on interrelationship relationships and the ape. And, and if you look at it like that, they were portraying the gorilla, which I don't think is supposed to be a monster monster because it obviously has feelings and it has emotions towards this, you know, this girl and stuff. Like it's not actually a monster monster. Once yeah, it's taken out of what? his home, he turns into a monster because wouldn't you, if you were taken out of your fucking house, he's also lonely. Right. He's I a sympathetic piss. character. He's very he's sympathetic. Lonely. He doesn't have a mate. It's like the creature. He's the last of yeah. his kind. There's no, there's not another well, just, mate. I just no, think there's just so much they they're... could do to make him sympathetic. <laughs> I... They uh, weren't thinking Son of Kong when they made this. I just think he's they they have a lot more ability to make him more sympathetic in the next movie than they do in this movie. I just think well, they're they, well, they no, really accentuate they do it the emotion. Too much. I'll tell you what I about get to that. I agree. Yeah, they, they do. They go over a little bit overboard with the emotion in this one. It's or in the, no, in the they remake. go overboard with the romance because it's it's here in the first one. But it's fucking cringy in the remake. Uh, I, I, the remake is this. It's it Peter is Peter Jackson has been obsessed with the thirty-three, the thirty-two King Kong his entire life, and he's thought about it day in and day night. So when he got a chance to make it, he dove into every little crevice and expanded upon it. Mm-hmm. Some is good, some is bad, some is indifferent. So yeah. if you and I can see the love in that King Kong. So yeah, I can too. Oh, me too. I can totally what? see it, man. Guillermo um, del Toro did it better. There's there is what? a lot of positives to that movie, but there's a lot what? of cons uh, too. With the creature from the Black Lagoon. Honestly, I like Shape of Water, but I don't see much. I know it's an underwater creature, and yeah. it's, I just don't feel I don't like it's it much did. like the creature from the Black Lagoon. It didn't what? do justice for me, man. I, I think it's a decent movie, but Shape nothing. I just don't feel like it's a creature from Black Lagoon movie. That's literally his key inspiration. Yeah, it's a key inspiration. Just like Return. Well, I'm of not saying he remade Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, yeah, it's a key inspiration, but we're talking about a direct remake with King yeah. Kong Thirty Two. Right, and right. 05. I was just, I was yeah. Just there's a, yeah. I, I love what he did. I love what he did, <laughs> but it doesn't feel like the creature from Black Good to me exactly. Right. It's definitely he wanted to add in some obvious messages in there about intolerance and you know Russian spy shit and stuff like that. It's a cool movie, mm-hmm. and he had to expand upon it if he wanted to make it an epic. But it doesn't feel exactly like the creature story to me. Well, let's let's wrap this one up and go into. 2005 well, King Kong because I'm pretty curious. Um, KP yeah. said it, not me. What? No, I, 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 no, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, whatever. It's up to you guys. Yeah, if you have more to say, let's. I'm all for that, too. Anybody? Um, I mean, I just mentioned maybe Faye Ray was in, I, I think, the year before Dr. X. Have you guys seen that one? A horror movie? Pretty weird kind of horror movie. And Actually, I don't I, know. I the funny thing about that is, is that uh, um, this movie actually took about eight months to complete. They shot it over eight months and a bunch of the actors like Faye Ray and stuff. She actually went and did two other full movies in the time she was filming this one. And actually, that's one of them. You ever seen it? 
Yeah, I have seen it actually. And that's one of the movies that she shot and completed while doing this movie. And then they came out at all these different times and shit. And it's like King Kong comes out so much later and shit. It's so weird. But yeah, it's a weird franchise. When was she a movie star? Like after this or before this or during this? Um, I would say this was probably the movie that made her a big star. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's a weird franchise because it's really like not that. You don't Deep. have as many movies as you yeah. would think, considering yeah. how big the first one was. And two are remakes, so. R- right. Yeah. Like, like, look at the Godzilla films, right? Like, there's, there's a yeah. fucking million of them. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's different. Toho, just, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, Toho made King Kong movies too, bro. Two of them. But only the Godzilla one and then the sequel to that or something. But no, it's just a little different. Mm -hmm. I mean, because Toho owns all the Godzilla movies and King Kong does not. So it's not as easy. Well, do you think new King Kong's going to beat new Godzilla? Who do you think is going to win? I don't think there'll be a finished fight. No. Yeah, of course they're not going to finish the fight. They never do. Except for Freddy versus Jason. I still think Jason whooped Freddy's ass. Physically, of course he did, but then people are like, "He's still alive." I was like, I don't know. They never made a sequel. We won't fucking. Know well, they going. say he winked, and I'm like, "Yeah, but his head severed." Yeah, <laughs> like in the dream world, it's like okay, whatever. <laughs> it's like trying to argue the end of Nightmare on Elm Street. No, it makes sense if you shut your brain off completely and stop thinking like a human being. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like everybody sounds like a politician trying to justify it. It's, it's dream logic. I don't fucking know. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? It's fucking the science of Freddy Krueger is nonsense. Yeah, it's yeah. pure nonsense. Leave from Freddy. movie to movie. I love Freddy, but it doesn't make any fucking sense. That's why it's a horror movie. It's, an, it's a dream logic. You don't love Freddy's dead. It's okay. It's subpar. <laughs> All right. Great <laughs> <laughs> uh, best. Good stuff. Who's going all first? All right. Let's just let's. We all know it's a forty out of forty. Let's move on. Yeah, I'm at ten. I got I've no heard, problem. I've already rated it on here before. You know, this movie, it is, it's a 10 out of 10 for myself also. I mean, the one thing about <laughs> that I, I won't lie that I think that the remake actually does a lot better is, is the whole native, um, the native scenes are obviously a little bit more vicious and yeah, crazy right. in the remake and stuff. But this movie kind of bugs me because like the actors that they got to play, you know, the natives and stuff are just totally not like native people. <laughs> no, they're just, they're just random. <laughs> they aren't, they aren't in a fucking the remake either. They're all like not even the same. They just don't even match. Well, but they <laughs> look, like, but they look more, people that but, look the most but they look more native and indigenous than, you know, in the original one. I will say that. They definitely do that. I mean, Jeremy, didn't you rate this a nine and a half? Yeah, I changed it to ten. I, I had mean, a nine and a half too, actually. I mean, yeah, this, well, fuck you. These movies. I'm fine with a ten. I'm this, fine with a ten. I was a ten. I was nine and a half ten. It, it, it like the open like the when they get to the island and they see the can or the you know the natives and stuff and they're supposed to be like these cannibals and shit. It's like this. It's kind of like it just instantly reminds me of like Cannibal Holocaust. I'm like, this is like a prelude to that. But obviously, oh, the 19- jungle adventure film for sure. Exactly, man. In 1933, you couldn't actually you know do what they might have been thinking and stuff. But who knows? But at least Peter Jackson like did a little adventure. bit. He he made it's, it look pretty vicious in the too. in the remake and stuff. But it's kind of the only gripe on this film I have is just the look of the natives is just like oh man. it <laughs> just suck. doesn't it doesn't look great but everything else in this movie is just so well done from Looks the effects better than to cannibals the, you know what i love about this movie that not a lot of people talk about is the music the music is fantastic oh. in this it doesn't have like that fucking library music and stuff it's got original score and shit it's awesome really mm-hmm. good stuff really really good stuff it was beauty who killed the beast but i just again going back to the pacing this movie has three perfect acts to me man i think it's great never yep. drags never drags bro show we give it a perfect then. Yep, yeah. I, I'm I'm ten. I'm fine with that. 
I mean, what, what do you write something like this? Historically, it's one of the greatest horror films of all time. It might but, be the but, finest horror movie of the 30s. But one you of know them. What? If this not, movie just has so much replay value because of the pacing. <clears throat> you know, it's a hundred minute movie that just fucking flies by and it's easy super, to watch. Enter, super entertaining. And like, you know, <clears throat> n- there's nothing in this movie that just overextends its welcome. You know, it's great. Well, what I told Carly when we saw it in the theater, I, I leaned over to her like towards the end and, and I kissed her. um and uh i was like because we watched dracula recently too in the theater and i was like you know how like last week i said or you know before that dracula was good for the 30s i was like this is good for now and it really is king kong is good for now it's not good for the 30s frankenstein's good for now too frankenstein is too yeah but and brian you know a lot of those films are dated to me and they're you know, good for when they came out, but King Kong is truly one of the rare circumstances that it's good for now. Like this movie plays great now. Yeah, it doesn't get old. I don't yeah. know Carly only give it an eight. It's the first time watching it, right? Probably. Oh, I think I saw this one on TV the first time. I think it was just on TV one day when I was a kid and I watched it. This is one I can't remember when I first seen. Honestly, it's just I think I first seen memory. it in. Maybe like a Joe Bob type thing, maybe on TV as a kid. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Remake time. All right. We're not doing Son of Kong? Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> All right, so moving into 2005 with the second remake. No, we are not covering the 1976 remake because it was not chosen through Patreon, so. He tried to to ask us to do that one too, I think, and I was like, bro, honestly, we would, but these are already so long. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. And so, actually, yeah, and we should note that we actually all watched the extended cut of this, so it's actually 13 minutes longer, and it runs in at 3 hours and 20 minutes, and of course, King Kong from 2005, directed by legendary Peter Jackson. That's an epic. Um, All his movies are epic, dude. You know, this movie... You were saying before, like, last year, you're like, epics don't come out anymore. Well... 2005, uh, though. I mean, this is is 15 years ago. Yeah, but he just said all his movies are epics. I mean, up until this point, all the Lord of the Rings were epics, and this was an What epic. has Jackson done recently? The Hobbit movies. The Hobbit movies. Uh, Hobbit 2 and 3 didn't have any passion. Well, the first well, one Well, that's where it. his epic started, because I wouldn't say uh, The Frighteners is, a, is an epic. But <laughs> no. What are we talking about? Meet the Feebles is a goddamn epic. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, those are, those are some good shit, but... Uh, King Kong 2005, uh, very, very interesting cast. We got Naomi Watts, who plays Anne in this, which I actually think is cast perfect. I think she fits the role Love great. Naomi I'm good Watts. with it. Um, Jack Black plays <laughs> Carl Denham, which I think uh, thinks perfect. is very universally. I think it's actually <laughs> some of the worst casting I've ever seen, especially in such a big budget movie. And like, you know, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with this. We got Adrian Brody, who plays Jack in this movie. Um, I feel like Peter Jackson lost a bet or something. It's weird. It's weird casting, man. We got Colin Hanks in here who plays Preston. Uh, who else is in this? Um, Kyle Chandler. Andy who plays... Circus is the shit, dude. 
Andy Serkis is Lumpy the chef. Oh yeah, Andy Serkis. We got he's Kyle Chandler who he's plays Bruce Baxter, which he, he's just he plays like the the movie star of the time and stuff. Kyle Chandler, I like. He's him. funny. He he's actually quite good in the role. He's yeah, actually perfect he actually for the role. Is funny. Yeah. So but some of the casting is. The I like thing. when he draws the mark. <laughs> he puts the comb up to his mustache. And we have <laughs> Andy Andy Serkis, bro. He plays I every said that. 20 yeah. minutes ago. Yeah, 20 Fuck minutes ago. But yeah, actually that part is fucking... Attention. Someone totally vandalizes his posters and then he's like, oh yeah, and puts the fucking comb up to his mustache. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's good shit, man. It's good shit. Um, I don't need to read a synopsis because I just did. It's the exact same one. Except twice as long. Except for actually more than twice. <laughs> is it only twice? So just, okay. No, so let's let, let's let's just do a quick a very very quick contrast in you know the original to this remake so the original film runs about 140 minutes right so in the original film they get to the island within the first 30 minutes you know and then they're on the island for about 80 minutes which makes sense and then the third act you know they get back to new york and runs about 20 minutes right this movie is crazy it's basically the exact same movie there's not really a lot of changes whatsoever um so it takes an hour for them to get to the island (laughs) So that's already okay. double in time. Um, I think they are on the island for, man, roughly. It's, most of the movie. It's, it's about 90 minutes. It's about 90 minutes. And then they get back to New York and it runs about 50 minutes, which is crazy long. Crazy yeah. long for that comparatively to the original film, which I is essentially the same the thing. island being 90. Oh, of course. But, but when they get Kong off the island, they go back to New York. It's 50 minutes. It's almost an hour. And it's I like that too. I it's only cra- think the beginning the beginning suffers though. But what they do is he tries to dig into all these sailors' backstories and shit, and that's what takes so long. In the original movie, we don't even know who these fucking people are. But who we are don't on the need boat, to from the because- left and the wall. I understand that. I'm not defending it. I'm saying I don't agree. It adds too much time to oh, the no, running no. time. I know that you're not. The backstory. This movie, his whole life, he wanted to know who these people were, so he doesn't did. mean it's good. Yeah. It does mean though that we already have the classic version. He wanted to expand upon this and make it an epic. I said it's it's good in some places and bad in some places because of it. I happen to like some of the characters. I like Lumpy the chef. I think he's fun. <laughs> I like his interesting backstory. I like all the stupid side characters. In the original King Kong, there is a problem with you don't know who any of the characters are except Fay Ray, and everybody else is stiff as a board besides her and the director. You don't even right. remember and the main hero is when the first people one. die in the original because you're like there was but a red shirt. Guy but in the, the what makes well, it when Lumpy gets eaten by bugs, I'm like Jesus Christ, this part is fucking repulsive. But right. you know, like in the original, it, the, I mean, the focus is about you know the director and, and Anne. That's it's the, about the story, you know, right? It, that's what it, that's what the focus is. I mean, I get what Peter's doing here. He wants to introduce some of these characters that we didn't know anything about and stuff. But to me, it just it was uninteresting because I honestly didn't really care because the core of what I'm there for is you know Kong and you know the island shit See, and stuff. Like leading up to it, I'm just like, Kong. but I mean. I get it, man. I get it that you want to. hasn't got. Kong you want to give like these. This. You want to give these characters some life. You want to give them backstory. So when they do get massacred by fucking giant bugs and Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex on the island, you feel a little bit of emotion for it. But at the same time, I'm like, whatever. I actually am good with it. Like Dave, to me, where the movie suffers most In the first is hour. the damn beauty part, the the beauty and the beast part, the the romance. I think it's oh. pretty cringy and not good. Yeah, I know that the, there well, is some really cringeworthy parts in it for sure. At the end, when they're ice skating, like, oh, that's the cringe. I don't know. Part. You ever get to hear Kong laugh before? Kong I doesn't actually, have much physical motion in his face. I don't know. The ice skating scene I liked because it was like shot pretty, but that like, okay, here's another issue that I have with this. Right, the way that Kong like throws her fifty 
foot in the air and catches her. Like you're you're gonna die when you hit his palm. You just can't. It's that's not. It's stupid. Not unless he you're cushions still, the the catch. And those T Rexes also would have died if we're we're calling shit out like that. Like there's lots of stupid shit in both the comics. Well, I, I mean, mean like, there's the obvious scene where they're running from the brontosaurus. The brontosaurus. Yeah, and, that, and like there's like a, no much, one gets. Man. This killed. is essentially a Marvel movie, by the way, guys. Well, right. the CG yeah. in that too scene much is in that absolutely. Horrendous. You know what this movie is to me, man? It's like you know Peter Jackson had this like. You know, he had this vision. He loves this movie so much, like like you know David said and stuff. And he wanted to do like this major epic and just you know just flush out everything and stuff. But like the way I perceive this movie when I watch it, it's like to me it just looks like a huge trailer for like a special effects school. It's like, hey guys, I can do this shit. And th- like the middle of the movie is literally an entire movie of just special effects. There's a lot of scenes in the middle of the film where you know it's the the side characters fighting off bugs and shit. And they're and that part's great though. though. I love that's that, awesome. So. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying it flushes out the 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 you know the playing time. I mean, this movie is three and a half, three hours and fucking twenty minutes. It's crazy. I'm just saying, is it needed? No. Is it is it okay? Yeah. The middle of the part is actually really entertaining. It is super entertaining. But what I see in this is just a huge special effects extravaganza. I and think that's really what it's all about. But I mean, I will say, but isn't that what Peter Jackson? Of course, does, of course. Though, but I mean, so. everything. It's just it's it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, if you 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 have to remove yourself from any type of logic, exact because one of my favorite scenes in the movie is probably some of the most illogic shit I've ever seen in my life. And that's you know when Kong is fighting off the two Tyrannosaurus Rex and what he doesn't <laughs> what he doesn't do in this scene. And I love it, man. The scene goes on for like fifteen minutes. But what he doesn't <laughs> yeah. do, but what he doesn't do, he doesn't put Anne down and, and, and stand in front of her and protect her. He fucking fights these T Rexes <laughs> off with her in his head for like fucking 10 minutes it's crazy then he finally puts yeah. her off the side and then busts the shit out of a t-rex which is the best scene in the film in, in my 2005 opinion. though that had to be look that looked badass now but, looks, okay so looks, going back to if you good. wanted to There's throw any logic in here jp if you wanted to throw That's, any logic you said if you threw up and 50 feet and 50 feet in the air and caught her she would die and stuff well put it this way if you're fighting off two t-rexes you know putting all your might and stuff you might actually accidentally squeeze at some point that's what, what i kept thinking right <laughs> he's gonna and you pop it, her like a fucking just exploded right yeah. just because flats her head because she's <laughs> she's just a, like a twig to him so yeah well, exactly that's my point it would take no right, pressure yeah. to like explode her right but well, he's literally him fighting. moving around that fast would break her neck <laughs> oh man it's just it's so funny but i just love how long he actually is holding her in his hand right. and he's fighting off and he's like throwing her between hands and stuff <laughs> fucking crazy i just want to say i didn't find it as offensive as I was the first time I watched it. Well, I was going to say that. You know, to set the record straight just before JP chimes in, um, I actually really enjoyed this movie this time around. I, I used to oh. think it was just such a drag. Cause I, I like Okay, it. I like it. let's like put it. it this way. Let's put it this way. This is only the second time I've ever seen it. The first time I've me seen too. this movie was in the theater. And I, me too, me too. I, I, I was dreadful because it was, you know, it wasn't the extended version, but let's face it. It was pretty much because it's only 13 minutes more in the extended. So sitting in the, you know, the theater for three hours is, um, it's a little bit, uh, it makes you sore. It makes how, me how long is the regular version? 308. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's not even that much shorter. I, I was going to chime in earlier and be like, no guys, let's, let's comment here that, no, it's this not isn't like really the intended version because yeah. an extended edition is usually for people that love the movie and want more. No, but if it's, only, it's like only a, a couple scenes that are extended. It's not even shit that he really cut. It's just it's a yeah. couple scenes that he just shortened. 
and Lord of the Rings are like an hour to an hour and a half longer, <laughs> which I crazy. which I find kind of funny yeah. because obviously I can't tell you exactly what was shortened and stuff. It wasn't scenes that were fully cut out and put back in. It was just shortened scenes. But I mean, if you have a three hour and eight minute movie or seven minute movie and you add 13 minutes, does it make a difference? No, I think I think the third Lord of the Rings, the regular cuts like three hours and 45 minutes. And I think the the extended cuts like it's almost five hours. It's like four hours and that one actually should have been that long though because the fucking regular cut cuts out christopher lee's death and it's like are you fucking serious fuck that movie yeah, yeah, how yeah. are you gonna cut up the main fucking them, death right i've never seen those movies ridiculous um i mean so i like i was gonna say it's just stupid that that cut version of the third one what I was going to say was um, I actually always liked this movie and I actually came down on it. So you guys came up. I came down on I it. I never came. I was stayed the same. Well, I always okay. liked it. I didn't remember All it very I did well, but I still like it. was remember, you know. Jack Black. It was Jack Black. <laughs> Jack and how – and like I'll never forget it, man. I was like 20 minutes into this movie <laughs> in the theater thinking to myself – this is so miscasted, right? And that's like all I could ever remember from this. I forgot how entertaining this movie actually he really is. Like even, even like I said, though, you know, like the first hour of the movie is them getting there and it's actually pretty entertaining because, you know, you have, you know, the Kyle Chandler character, which is really funny and stuff. I just love how he's just obsessed with himself. He's just kind of like this anti pussy hero that kind of comes through it at times and shit. It's just, he's a, just a funny character to me, man. I love him. Um, But yeah, man. And of course, Naomi Watts, she's fucking again cast perfect like i think that was perfect casting yeah. in this film she's so, one of the finest actresses yeah so after watching like mahal and falls and drive and shit yeah so, so like good. the first hour of the movie you know with these characters i was like you know what it's kind of overshadowing how much i think jack black is totally miscast and i don't i, I couldn't <laughs> even defend anybody that would say oh he's perfect and no because destroyers do i don't he, think he's that bad honestly Honestly, he's, he's, he's not he's believable because he's supposed to be an asshole. No, but he's yeah, not, but he, he, he like doesn't a, come off like an asshole. No, he comes he's off com- like a dude. When he's he coming says, off comedic, he sounds like an asshole to me the, the whole movie. Dude, when he says it was beauty that killed the beast, it literally sounds like he's joking. Like it's like it's not emotional. It's it, yeah. it sounds like he's being comedic. It's really bad. That's the, the worst one part. Thing of the I do like about Carl Denham in this movie is Colin Hanks kind of gives. In the first one, you really don't know his motivations. You can guess and assume, but Colin Hanks says that Carl it's Denham has a, a wonderful way of destroying the things he loves, and that he loves mystery. That there's mystery in this world. He wants to show the people it. But by doing that, he is destroying the thing that he loves, and that's kind of interesting to me. Right. I don't know. I don't think he's that bad in it. I don't. I, I the one thing I do have a problem with is I can't tell if this movie makes wants me to like him or hate him, and I just don't like him. His character, I fucking hate his character. There's a chance that you guys just hate Carl Denham's character because he's fucking a dickhead, and he's. Like, I mean, he's a, he's a movie dick. producer. Trust me. No, 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 for he's sure. A, like I get that he's because a huge dickhead in this one because he all he cares about is his footage like when when the yeah. camera falls down and yeah it but breaks, the movie doesn't, doesn't really care. the movie doesn't really it puts him in like a funny good guy like at the same time so i don't it, think so it, i never I'm, liked him yeah no, no see he comes nasty. off comedic right from the beginning to me man like every it's just yeah. it's the way he's it's the way he's portrayed like the way he's saying his dialogue and stuff like even how jp brought up you know the beauty killed the beast line at the end it just doesn't sound good like it doesn't sound genuine man it sounds like he's fucking joking it really does it, it's just now, do you think if if you never saw any of his other movies you yeah feel i was the gonna same say way? don't you have a preconceived notion of who and that's not back? that's just gonna be there they cast him they knew that was gonna happen well See, in two, in 2005 i wasn't really overly familiar with jack black to be honest i mean that's 15 years ago i mean you've seen saving silverman and school of rock 
Yeah, I guess I, I've see, seen Dave, those. See, Dave, here's yeah. where I'm going to disagree with you. Like, Shout not disagree out. with you. I'm not saying dis- it's a tremendous performance or anything. I'm not saying No, that. no, no. I mean, like, here's where I'm going to say that I do think that I would still not like it if I saw him. I don't know if I would. I have no I, idea. See, I don't really. I saw, I, like, mm. I like Jim Carrey in the number 23. Um, I was just going to say that, a actually. Few, examples of Adam Sandler I was going to say Adam people. Sandler in in Punch Drunk Love and shit like I think you can funny separate people. yourself when these comedic actors do serious roles and if they pull off the serious role and it's believable you can you can you know Those accept it movies in this though I know but I mean I the the way I perceive it I just feel like he's not playing the character as straight I and as, as dicky as Kevin James be. and Becky come on <laughs> I think that you know I, I it's just it's not he's not selling that character to me at all it's coming off a little bit goofy it feels like jack black playing that character he doesn't lose his jack blackness it does jack black i wouldn't call necessarily a great actor uh, well he's he's more of a a movie star really in the terms that he doesn't really change very much i don't think right he's 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 the same guy in every movie i like he is he's a very wooden actor for sure like and that that's what i mean by he's not a great actor he's not a very versatile actor just put it that way he's not very versatile though right he does i like jack black i like most of his movies but i just think that he's pretty bad you know, in this movie i try to separate but, myself with this shit you know me you know how much i hate kevin james like i fucking hate kevin james with a passion and i'll admit you know i i put those you know those prejudices aside because i don't like them but you know and i watched becky but i didn't you know i don't think you know just like dave said he didn't play that character properly i don't think kevin james is awful in that movie it was more I just the don't, writing i just don't believe, it's definitely the right that whole movie's the it's writing the pc problem. but it definitely is right i mean just i just want bad guys to be bad and i want <laughs> to be killed exactly for it. so you know it had nothing to do with kevin james. and i actually ended up kind of liking becky even though you know it, it's, it's got horrible. kevin james in it you know it's like you know i don't just oh kevin james uh, is in the movie i fuck i'm gonna hate this shit to death i don't I, do I don't that with jack black either I, I give I him i think jack black is off he's off in this but yeah. i don't think he's like so I'll, bad he, I'll give he's him just, the benefit it of seems doubt. odd i'll give you guys that like, i've always said off i've always said you know, do you think you, the movie would have been a lot better with a different actor there i don't know because sometimes well i think that character would have been better there is I think I would have liked the though. movie a lot more. But think about it. Who would you, who would have you casted in that role? I'm just curious. I'm you know what? Curious. I knew, what I knew, I knew, I knew Steve Buscemi. I knew somebody was going to ask that question. And I was Buscemi? thinking about it. And I'm a really bad... Yeah. I'm, I, really? I came it's to the like conclusion... the original Carl Denham than him. I'm, I came to the conclusion I'm really bad with trying to think about who I would cast in films. Because I'd never think like that. But I knew someone was going to ask that. I should have thought about oh, it harder. I would go with John Goodman. replace Jack Black. I'm trying to replace Carl Denham. You know what? You guys are Steve all Bush- thinking, like, even when you're recasting, you're like, who would replace Jack Black in this? No, think who would replace Carl Denham? Who is Carl I Denham? Exactly. Steve, Bush- Steve Buscemi. No. I think Steve Buscemi's the voice I would go with. That, that's actually a really good John choice. John C. Riley. John Goodman's fine, too. All three of those guys <laughs> would be fine to me. You also might be thinking John Goodman because he was also in a Kong movie, and it, maybe has the same reason I said John C. Riley. Well, he might be <laughs> he might be thinking man. John Goodman too because he's actually a legit. Like crit, he's a great actor. I well, just Steve think Buscemi John is really good at being like a dick sometimes. I think Buscemi can be one very serious and very stern. If you ever seen the movie, what's the one that Robert Altman did, where it's in the jazz world and it's like in the Prohibition. And he's like, I can't think of the fucking name, but he's in that one. Boardwalk Empire, he played a pretty 
Yeah, I think that Buscemi would be good at it. You got to remember, he'd be 15 years younger than he yeah, is now. Buscemi is. I love. He's Buscemi. a great actor. Gonna... He's a fucking firefighter, dude. He went in there on 9/11 like a yep. fucking hero. He's a fucking. Steve Buscemi's fucking... a fucking awesome dude, man. Yeah. I don't know, but like I said, I'm glad he never awesome. fixed his teeth either. But there's comedy in this movie. There's definitely comedy in here. Like even when they're running from the big brontosaurus stampede or whatever, brachiosaurus, whatever the fuck they are, fake dinosaur things on this because they're probably not even real dinosaurs the way they are in this. They're like CGI things. Well, well, I brought this up into the chat and JP was like, you should bring this up on the show. It it looks bad because we're watching it in 4K and the quality is so good that we notice how horrible it looks. But back in the day, I would assume, what, 2005, this was probably still shot on film or released at least on film. So it probably didn't look as offensive as it does today. Okay, but yeah. So with that said, with that said it looked like worse looked than bad. I remembered. Yeah. Uh, I watched it in, on Blu-ray. We watched so, it in 4K. Yes, yeah, so I watched it on Blu-ray. And I, I mean, the movie itself just looks phenomenal. Like, yeah. dude, everything in this movie looks great. The see the CG for the most part look pretty fucking good to me. There's it looks good. I'm just talking about the scene when they're all running down the mountain getting chased by the I think King Kong's chest and face sometimes look uh like yeah. very no texture to it. His eyes better. I wish he could have moted his eyes better. Yeah. I thought there was only a couple scenes in that Brontosaurus. Uh I think it was when they were kind of wrapped up in the middle of them where the CG just kind of <laughs> lagged. It looked pretty bad in the, and even on Blu-ray, but for the most yeah. part, you know, I thought the bugs and I thought the um the dinosaurs looked really good. Like really, really good for 2005. I mean, it's not perfect CG, but it looks great. 2005 is still pretty early CG. Yeah, yeah, it's good for the time. No, it really is good. I mean, that's exceptional CG, man. And now, I mean, this was acceptable. This was one of the most expensive movies made at the time. Um, Here, I know I read it. What is it? Two hundred and some million. Uh, Let's see. Filming for King Kong took place in New Zealand. Of course, the project's yeah. budget climbed from an initial 150 million to a then record-breaking 207 million. So, it's the most expensive film ever made at its. What did it make? Time. Like 500 million. Uh, it underachieved <laughs> at the box office, but it was still the fourth highest-grossing film for Universal at the time ever. And underachieved, fifth, but it's the highest. You know, yeah, it underachieved. It it's underachieved because your fucking budget is so big. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, that's ridiculous. That that part where she crawls in the log and those fucking centipedes are that part. I like gross as fuck. And then that that dinosaur's trying to get her, and the big ass dinosaur eats that one. (laughs) That part's great. In North America, in North America, King Kong grossed nine million seven hundred fifty-five thousand during its Wednesday opening, and fifty million one hundred thirty thousand over its first weekend, for a five-day total of sixty-six point one million. Some now. Analysis consider these initial numbers disappointing, saying that the studio executives have been expecting more. The film went on to gross $218 million in the North American market and ended up in the top five highest grossing films of the year. The film grossed an additional $344 million at the box office, bringing a worldwide total to $562 million. And then on home video release, King Kong sold over $100 million of DVDs in the largest six-day performance in Universal Studios history. King Kong sold more than 7.6 million DVDs, accumulating nearly $194 million worth of sales in the North American market alone. As of June 25th, 2006, King Kong has generated almost $38 million from DVD rental gross. And in 2006, TNT slash TBS and ABC paid Universal Studios 
$26.5 million for the television rights to the film. So it did all right. Times have changed because nobody gives a damn about that anymore. No, that movie made a lot of money. It made yeah, a yeah, it definitely did not underperform. Yeah, you said – JP was like, it made $500 million. You're like, it underperformed. Then he went through and was like, it made $562 million. Yeah, well, if the budget, <laughs> if the budget was $212 million, you double that for marketing. I mean – It still made $100 million. Yeah, when is $100 million like underperforming? I just don't for understand. Universal, yeah. for that kind of movie, for that fucked up on the first weekend, it was bad, but it, it grew. Yeah, but but still, you're still gaining a hundred million dollars. How's that bad? For that, for the studio, for their investment, it's considered bad. If they're profiting a hundred million dollars, well, how is it bad? The way you read that, you said the first weekend because it's projected to do a lot more. That's why it's considered the a first failure. weekend. Oh, yeah. It didn't do well as they thought, sixty-six yeah. million. But after a while, it picked up and it made way more than its money. So it was, I bet it was fine. Or Peter Jackson would be fucking directed Meet the Feebles Part Two right now. <laughs> but no, so um, you know, I think that that like the Skull Island stuff is is the most interesting to me. I think the the very final on the the tower i actually think it's pretty good it's like a like they take the original and make it look way fucking better obviously i think that they handled that for terms of like scene for scene type thing pretty well mm-hmm. yeah i, I just I like think there's some cringeworthy shit in this man like the scene where where Anne is kind of like dancing around and doing a whole pile of hokey things on the cliff there yeah. You know, with Colin, gets mad with she stops and yeah, he's, and she it, like she like uh, stern mothers him. She like scolds him, and I'm like, get the fuck. I out know it just it just seems like that happens too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so cringe, but it just happens so quick. I understand like when you're scared, you kind of do things like that, or you, some people sing, they do things out of character man it's just the way people act and stuff but i just felt like it's so cringe man like she starts doing you know like the walk like well, egyptian thing and i'm like what the fuck is they set I, that up she's a vaudeville person that's the only way that she could do she was a entertainer so she figured i can't reason with this that monkey i'm going to try to entertain him and they set that up with the vaudeville in the beginning that she no no, no i i know why she's doing it it's just it's cringe to watch man it really it is. is a little weird. It's yeah. awkward looking. Yeah, no, I know exactly why she's doing it. And, so, and she's also yeah. trying not only to entertain him, but kind of gain his trust. Like she's being kind of yeah. playful and stuff and see where this kind of goes. And obviously she's thinking about, you know, living. She doesn't know how. I don't know if I like creatures going to react. Kong too human. You know what I mean? Well, he's way human. He's very human. I mean, he has human emotions, yeah. right? He's protecting her. Like, you know, it's, I mean, but you know, he's gorillas are we're animals See, too right we all have I, this instinct I, 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 for love. I would like if he was protecting her just because it was like something that he had that he wanted but like it actually has like this deep romantic connection at one point and i just it just doesn't feel right to me i think it does i think that's what their uh, thing was because kong's been romanticized he's been romanticized for years yeah right and everybody was so sad like, when he died because you know kong wasn't really doing anything wrong so this one took it further they want Kong to be the hero of the story. Yeah, they want to be yes. sympathetic for, for me. I, I don't. I think it's basically a romanticizing of the monsters. Like if if oh. you were to remake Frankenstein in this, you would literally cry when Frankenstein was killed too. Oh, I yeah. think that's. I mean, they bring the emotion level to it's, like a fucking. They turned it up. It, it's a Spinal Tap eleven, man. It's yeah. crazy. You it's know, a love letter. <laughs> spinal Tap. This one goes to eleven. It's yeah. A, it's yeah. A, this one goes to eleven. Best thing ever. Make this one turn higher, but it's eleven. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking best part ever, man. So good. Yep. 
Um, one no, thing I was actually he's missing from criticizing these monsters, man, he loves them. Yeah. One thing I was missing from this movie is I always think it's very iconic, at least to myself. It's a very memorable scene from the original film where um, when they get back to New York and Kong escapes the exhibition and he climbs up the, uh, you know, the um, the apartment building and reaches in and grabs and grabs her. And, you know, yeah. that I love that scene. I absolutely love I love that scene and shit, but that's not how he gets Anne in this. It's just I don't know. It just seems kind of. Like it was missing that, you know, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I, don't know. I, I don't know if it's iconic to other people, but <laughs> I just always love that scene where he climbs. It, it looks looks good, man. He's kind of peeking through the fucking window and he reaches in and shit. I love that, man. That's a great scene I thought was missing from this. I mean, considering the movie is very kind of by you wanted numbers. to add time to this movie. Uh, well, no, they could have they could have <laughs> did that instead of, you know, him throwing over train cars and having a fucking hissy fit everywhere. But it is what it is. Well, I, I just missed that, that scene because it's one of my favorite scenes. I did scenes. the first time. So, so was... that, well, not I didn't, but me, I, 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 I still like I definitely was more comfortable. doesn't do nothing. I was definitely the, more comfortable watching it this time in the, in the comfort of my own home. <laughs> you know, three hours and 20 minutes is a long time, but. Um, yeah, your ass hurts in the theater. I was there that long. I was entertained, man. I took it for Fast what it was. For you know, 24 hours. 15 years ago when I watched this. You know, my mind's a lot different, you know, than it Me was too. 15 years ago. I was, you know, in 2005, yeah, I was like paranormal activity. I was angry of because of all the remakes and shit. We discussed this earlier. I was pissed off. I was a pissed off horror fan right into Fangoria and, uh, you know, talking nonsense. No, I, I there's always something weird with like certain films where I don't feel like they're necessarily like remakes in the traditional sense. Like a lot of the old stuff, right? Like yeah. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, it just feels like a new adaptation. It doesn't always feel like a remake to me. This Same one thing really kind of goes with King Kong. And any lo- sci-fi you can remake for some reason and any classic horror monster, as long as it doesn't suck balls, you'll be okay. Like well, it's like, it's like when you look at the blob, you know, you look at the original film and you look at the remake, they're two totally different fucking movies. Wait, right? wait, wait. I want to hear JP talk about the mummy. Come on, JP. Dude, fuck the. I hate. I can't stand how how all those sequels are. They're um, just all the same. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Tom Cruise Mummy. Oh, you. It's watch? really hard I to make remember. a good Mummy movie. Okay, the Mummy um, is the hardest one to make a good movie. Ninety nine Mummy is the best one. What? The other thing I'm what really glad what? that Peter Jackson did in this movie though is the fact that he actually did set it in. 30s new york yeah you know he yeah. didn't he didn't modernize it you know because that kind of just i'm a fan of that I'm i think a fan of that i think that's sure. really it's you know it's awesome it's really really yeah. good so another yeah. reason why jack black didn't fit <laughs> yeah <laughs> he didn't have any type of he didn't feel like his his dialogue or his accent was of the time new york looks good looks really good it's a I'm 200 also- million dollar movie I'm also Better not a huge fan of Jamie Bell. I don't really care for Jamie Bell. I think he's miscast all the time. Yeah, Jamie Bell sucks. I agree with he that. He sucks. Yeah. He fucking sucks. And he pissed me. I didn't watch that new Fantastic Four movie because they cast him as Ben Grimm, my favorite superhero. And I was just like, he's Ben Grimm. Might as well fucking know what the fuck are you guys thinking? <laughs> Dude, I, gi- I gave up on Marvel movies so long ago. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I watched the, the last one. I love me some DC animated movies, though. Fuck. I'm not big into them, but I was interested. You know, like I haven't like watched them religiously or anything, but here and there they're fun. But I was interested in the Fantastic Four because the thing was my favorite. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, who? They, even Michael Chiklis was a good casting choice, even though the movie wasn't good. So I was like, oh yeah, he's fine. But then they're like Jamie Bell. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was like fucking five foot six. 
I don't know. So, Fuck that. Got anything else? Nope. No, I mean, that's... I don't really have much more to say. Me neither. neither. Uh, uh, I think it's my turn to rate, is it? First? I think so. Sure. Um, it is, yeah. yeah, dude. Like, th- this one to me, I've always liked it. I've seen it once when it came out and it really did really impress me in 2005 i was pretty young and just i remember the scene with him fighting the dinosaurs i just thought was like the coolest thing ever because you know it was really a a big step up in special effects movies and uh you know it's it's like a blockbuster it it's like jurassic park or something you know what i mean and it has dinosaurs so it's really like jurassic park but i was really into it and then i watched it again when those like walmart comic book steel books came out on blu-ray i picked it up and uh i thought it was still pretty good this time watching it it honestly the jack black thing never really bothered me but i was really young and i didn't really notice stuff like acting as much um back then and then hearing moods talked about it i actually thought i was going to go in and, and end up defending jack black because everybody says you know I, I sometimes when everybody says something about someone being miscast, I sometimes think that they're o- going overboard on it. This was not the case for me. Uh, I really did think he was completely miscast. I, mean, I think it's kind of pointless in the movie. You he mean Kevin Bacon as uh, Freddy is not going to be uh, overcasted? Bad, no, I think that would casting. probably work. <laughs> um, but yeah, so got probably better than Jackie Earl Haley. Uh, so. I think I'm going to come in at a seven and a half out of 10. I was at like a eight and a half when I look back at my rating from like 2012, but dropped about a point. Dave. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make fun of for this, but I don't really care. I mean, the movie emotionally, it impacts me. You know, I, I like the end. I think it works. I know a lot of people don't like this movie. Maybe it's just, I'm a big Peter Jackson fan. And I don't love every Peter Jackson movie. You know, I like I said, I hate Hobbit three. I think it's a piece of shit. Not Hobbit three. I said Return of the. I said. Yeah, I'm talking no. about Hobbit three. I don't All like right. Hobbit three. I like it. Right. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm talking about Hobbit three. <laughs> but uh, I should be talking about King Kong. I shouldn't be fucking talking about Hobbit three, anyways. Um, I, I like the ending. I think it works. Really, really enjoy the movie. Love Naomi Watts. So I, I, I was struggling with where I was going to give this. I definitely was at least an eight. Uh, go eight point five. Fuck it. I mean, like some of the stuff you guys pointed out was annoying, and I don't love fucking um, Jack Black. I feel like sometimes he's good and it works in the scene, and then other times I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck I feel about this. Like it's iffy. It's just real. It's real iffy for me. You know what I mean? And I don't hate him in other movies. He's just weird in this role. I like I said I like all of his movies that I've seen pretty much except for School of Rock. It's strange. That's like his best movie. I hate it. <laughs> That's actually probably one of the ones I do like. Yeah. Pick a yeah. Destiny is where it's at, man. Yeah. I hate School of Rock. It's like his Oops. best film. Uh, all right. What about Jeremy? You two? Uh, so Peter Jackson. Very revolutionary filmmaker, as we talked about the the effects in this movie, Lord of the Rings. He always tried to break grounds. He shot those Hobbit movies in high frame rate, so you know all the bullshit that he likes to do. So, um, you know, this movie's impressive. It looks nice and all that kind of stuff. Like I said, I didn't find it as offensive as I did the first time. So I'm giving it a six and a half. 
Six and a half. Um, there are some things I do like, you know, even slightly better in this movie than I do in the original. And I think the original is like a 10. I've mentioned it before. I love the, you know, the whole viciousness of the natives and how they are portrayed as like, you know, hardcore, you know, kind of cannibals and just nasty, they, man. They look kind of scary. Actually. Yeah, they do, man. <laughs> that, that whole scene right there where they kind of capture them and shit like that. And they steal. And it's, it's really great, man. It's just, it kind of adds some fear and some horror into the film. And I think it's just shot really well. And it just, it, it just the whole aesthetic and look of the cannibals just looks awesome. Or the, the natives, whatever you want to call them. Love that scene. It's really, really great. Um, you know, it's just, this movie's nonstop action, man. Like the whole middle of the film is great. Like I said, you know, it's like a huge, it almost seems like it's a trailer for special effects school or some shit like that. It's just non fucking stop. But you know, the problem I have with the, with a movie like this, you know, being kind of an epic adventure type movie is that, you know, at the end of the day, even if I really, really love this movie, it has like zero replay value for me because it is so fucking long. <laughs> you know, it's not something you're going to sit down and watch every like six months. I watched and, it in two days. Right. Like, I mean, I, I just can't do that. And, and for me, for somebody that likes to rewatch their favorite movies and stuff like this is something I'm, ne- I'm not going to sit down and watch for a long time because it is so damn long, even though, you know, upon my second watch, I've come to the realization it is a pretty damn good movie. It looks great. I think, you know, there is some missteps in casting. I think Naomi Watts is perfect. I think Jack Black is the polar opposite and totally miscast. Um, Adrian Brody's okay as Jack. I mean, I think he kind of fits it. I mean, I don't really love Adrian Brody that much. We'll talk about that when we get to Giallo. Um, I thought Colin Hanks was kind of an odd choice too, but it works. But Kyle Chandler kind of steals it for me as Bruce Baxter. I think that's great casting. I love that character. It's pretty fun. Um, you know, it's just, it's just such a damn long movie, man. I mean, there's some comedic moments in this thing. And I think even though I like the whole emotional attachment that Anne and, you know, Kong have and stuff, you know, at times I feel like it is done a little bit too over the top. I mean, we kind of, you get it in the original one. This one kind of takes it to a different level. You do feel a little bit different and stuff, but, um, like I said before, I think it's kind of a misstep that they didn't use the, the apartment scene and things, but overall I was very, you know, kind of surprised at how much I really enjoyed this, you know, for a movie that was three hours and 20 minutes, I was kind of dreading watching it last night and I didn't start till late because I was, you know, I was waiting to watch big brother with the wife and I didn't get to watch big brother because the fucking channel was fucked up. Go believe really? it. Really? I mean, did you end up watching I, it? I don't, I haven't seen it yet. We're going to watch it. Do you tonight, have CBS or all access? Uh, no, I don't have the all access, but I'll just watch it on the, on the fucking PVR or whatever. But anyways, yeah, so I didn't get to watch. So I didn't, I didn't start this till late. So I didn't finish it till like 1230 last night, but to I my amazement, trash this season to no, the season's actually pretty good. Um, really? But the movie actually flew by for me. I'm not going to lie. It actually ripped by. And wow. I was, I was surprised I for three hours and 20 minutes. I was like, holy shit. You know, this is crazy. Like, and I was thinking to myself too, when I was just about done, I'm like, when was the last time I watched a three hour movie? And I'm like, holy fuck. It was like two weeks ago. I watched blood and blood out again. <laughs> I was like, you just don't watch three hour <laughs> movies very often. But, and of course that movie rips by too, but this is, it's, um, it's a good movie. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm actually really surprised, dude. I'm happy. You I'm really happy. I thought I was going to be the only one. one that liked this. I no, really did. No, I actually really kind of got a new appreciation for it. I mean, I understand what Peter Jackson was doing. He has, he really showcased his love for this. And, you know, he flushed out a mm-hmm. lot of characters, but wasn't done in the original one because, you know, like Dave said, he wanted to know. And I like that aspect of it. It's just, yeah, you could tell he, he used to think about the movie and be like, wonder what would happen. Yeah. You like, know, wonder in, what the cook was like. 
Yeah, or like wonder what the you know was in like the crevice like of that crevice. <laughs> and I can just imagine where his mentality was with the with the natives and the cannibals. He's like, you know, in my vision, they're a lot more vicious. Like if they're gonna go and they're steal, like dead alive. Yeah, if they're gonna go and steal <laughs> Ann and shit, man, they gotta be vicious. You know, they oh, gotta got almost kill Jack and shit like that. Like, or I mean, Carl and some uh, people you know. hate how he portrays the cannibals in his movies and the tribes. They say it's racist, like in King Kong and Dead Alive and shit like that. But how is it uh, racist? And I don't in know. The, in this movie, it's just you can't portray natives because it's racist if you do. Well, uh, they're just like stereotypical from like old movies. They're just like old movie characters. Um, yeah, I got a I, question for you guys that I, I meant guess. to bring up during the review. Yeah. So it, in the scene where uh, Kong grabs uh, Naomi Watts and he has her and she sees down or I think she even falls down there with all, all the like skeletons with the necklace around her. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think he actually does with them normally? Do you think he just holds them until they die of starvation or dehydration? And then he's like, this doesn't work anymore. And he throws it in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Never really like, thought about think, it. What do you think he does? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they just die or maybe they try to run or maybe they get killed by an animal. Or maybe see, he kills see, them. See, now we need somebody who grew up on this one to remake it. <laughs> And it's just a be like, I wonder three-hour movie of Kong killing a bunch of women. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, he tries to have sex with them, and it's just like, no. Oh, please. <laughs> please, Monster no. cock. Where is his penis? I don't know. Maybe you want to go there. He buffalo builds it, and he tucks it in or something. I don't Kong's know. Kong's actually a female. You guys just didn't know it. <laughs> So oh, that's a whole. That's a totally different commentary right there. Now, oh my god, you just changed everything. Oh, um, it's a LGBTQ plus movie. I'm coming in at an eight out of ten on this. I was nice. thoroughly nice. surprised <laughs> and really actually kind of enjoyed it. I mean, I would be way higher. I just honestly, dude, every time Jack's on screen, and there's a lot of scenes in this movie where he's actually not on the screen, which is like great. You know, it's like every time he's on screen, like when he's the scene where you know he picks up the camera after it smashes and shit. I'm just like, oh fuck, dude. You, you know it's the just, point where I took the that. half point from my eight down to a seven point five was right at the end that emotional awesome scene and he's like it was beauty that killed the beast <laughs> and I'm yeah. like dude you ruined it <laughs> <laughs> half point off for that right we didn't Bad even execution. mention the captain from uh, opera or no Stenhill syndrome <clears throat> what is the it? captain of the boat is in the Stenhill syndrome oh Egglehorn yeah he's the fucking rapist in Stenhill the Dario oh, movie shit. You know yeah. everything, Dave. Jesus fuck, dude. Christ. I looked him where... up because I recognized him, and he popped. I was like, "Oh <clears throat> fuck, it's that dude." Oh my He's god, dude! Nice. I was looking at this dude, going, "Where do I know him from?" And I never yeah. even bothered to look. I just kind of forgot. It's you know, worth when I was watching, watching, you know, because we're doing Dario in November. That is so crazy, huh, dude? I didn't, didn't you even... guys think the editing was real weird in the native scene too, like how they do that fast forward. He's actually like in the... uh, Dracula in Argento's Dracula, also. Yeah. Did, you, did anybody get bothered by the flash editing when they were getting kidnapped in the native scene? No. I didn't like it. I didn't, I like the scene. I just don't like that weird. It happened like two or three times where it was just like weird, shaky camera shit. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they did it. I, I know what you're Maybe saying. Because they yeah. didn't want to show the violence because it was probably too graphic. Because <laughs> one dude got his head smashed. Yeah, for sure. This was PG-13, right? Yeah. 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 And they, they keep forget to mentioning people that died. They're like, 
this guy died. Mike died. And there was like some other guy got his head smashed and nobody mentioned him. Honestly, <laughs> if they had, like, had the balls. 16 of our members died. So yeah. like, way more than 16 died. There's like 25 that died. Dude, there was bodies fucking flying everywhere at points <laughs> in this, man. Like literally flying everywhere. It's so ridiculous. Matt, could you I imagine like the, though if this movie was our Skull Island? Yeah, it's so cool with like the bugs and the dude. The, Everything's just giant. the crabs that came out of the water were gross as fuck too. I yeah. love that whole aspect of like this island that has dinosaurs and shit. It's just it's so cool. Yeah, man. I do too, and, man. That's my favorite part. Too. It's like pure, me too, man. I love the dinosaurs. It's fucking great, man. It's like pure like imagination. It's like the Land Before Time with Kong. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, remember that show? Yeah movie i think there's like 16 movies no, there was a tv show land before the time yeah but there's like before 16 movies or something like that it's crazy he's talking about the anime dave oh you're talking about the dinosaurs i was talking about yeah, the animated movie land before lost or land land, lost land of the lost yeah i was talking about that that tv show <clears throat> oh yeah yeah i know what you're, you're saying. talking about the dinosaur yeah land before time there's like 10 of those things yeah, yeah, yeah there's so many there's like so many sequels it's <laughs> it's, it's absolutely insane yeah but the no. first one's the only good one i've never even seen any musicals. other yeah, my sister used to watch this shit all the time. So musicals. Oh, you skipped that show. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think we all rated it, right? Yep. Yeah. So yeah. that is officially uh, King Kong 2005. Right? Yeah, buddy. Right. That is it, man. That is it. Um, yeah, I'm pretty thankful we didn't have to do 76 in there. That would have been right. too, too much Kong. Long. I think that one rated the lowest. I do, if I remember correctly. It's been a long time, though. Yeah, I don't think it's as good as people remember because I rewatched it for seventy six. I didn't think it was so really good. You know what? I actually skipped it. I didn't even rewatch it. Well, it's not really a horror film. Kind <laughs> hey, of. hey! I had it on a list of do. Kong lives. Remember, there's the female Kong with boobs. I never <laughs> yeah. saw that one. I, <laughs> I used to watch one it all the time as a kid. I used to love it as a kid. I was so stupid. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I had the VHS. I'd watch. That's the tape in uh, the big hit. Remember that? The big hit where Mark Wahlberg has to return the tape. It's it's King Kong Lives. That's the late piece. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's so been. right. <laughs> That's amazing. What's the other one? There's another one. What, a Kong movie? Yeah. Skull King Kong. It's King Kong. King Kong, Kong, Lives. King Kong, Kong Escapes. Escapes. No, I thought there was another one too. There's King, King Kong vs. Godzilla. Godzilla. You're talking about uh, like an- another one. No, Something in the Kong? Mighty Joe Young. No, <laughs> Konga. No, it was like I thought there was another King Kong. There's only eight King Kong yeah. movies official. Me and Dave, live action. Yeah, we figured this out. And then there's yeah. I, I remember Kong, there's Sonic one Kong, animated full length movie in the '90s that King came Kong out. King Kong vs. Godzilla, King Kong '76, King Kong Lives, King Kong '05, and Skull Island. Okay, maybe I was thinking about King Kong. Has anybody ever that... seen that full-length animated movie from the 90s? I didn't know it existed until you said it earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, I actually knew you about it. You said there's three animated movies, but I don't know if they're yeah. feature lengths. I'm I thinking like... the other ones might be shorts, because I'm, I'm positive this might be the only full-length one. I'm not sure, though, but it I is like oddly Skull from the 90s. I like Island a lot. I don't know if you guys did. Or See, I like when he fights the octopus. You know what, man? That was me and Dylan went and seen that in the cinema, and we both kind of walked out kind of going, eh, it was okay. I was the same way. And then I, I, I like bought John the Blu-ray. I bought the Blu-ray and watched it again. I was like, I just, I enjoyed it a lot more on the second watch. But I, I think it's because I was really, I was kind of pissed off how they did John Goodman's character. 
the He's first time wasted. around. He was totally wasted, and I still and, feel and that. Tom Hiddleston was real wasted. Yeah, I felt like they definitely wasted some really great characters and talent and there. And Brie Larson was, like, was very boring in it. Like, Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson were non-characters. They didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Missed out. All the soldiers didn't do nothing either. John C. Riley stole that movie. <laughs> Fucking big time. Absolutely. Without him, that movie, I would have even liked it, I don't think. Yeah. Hmm. I like the octopus though. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, I thought it was super fun. Really good stuff. I, I yeah. didn't like the monsters either. They were really cheap to me. I don't know why. I didn't really, really have a problem with the monsters and stuff. It was I, just I more of cheap. like I'm the wasted cheap. talent, and it just there was a few other little things and stuff too. But yeah, John C. Riley was. <sighs> you I think know, the all... Vietnam shit was forced. I felt it was forced. <clears throat> eh, it was cool. Whatever. Oh, I've only seen it the one time, too. I mean, you kind I think of, I had yeah. to watch it in 3D, too. I think that was the only way I could watch it, and I didn't want to. I, I wish we it. had a 3D Ooh. TV. I saw it in IMAX 3D. Ooh. I hate 3D. Me I too. like it. Not me, man. I don't it, know if I like it either. If I go to the I cinema saw, and they have a 3D. I saw Logan, and then I saw this back-to-back. It was pretty awesome. That's too much 3D. In one no, day. no, Logan wasn't 3D. Oh. Yeah, if I have the option at the cinema, 2D, 3D, I'm going 2D every time. I like Logan a lot better than Skull Island. Well, it was like IMAX only did 3D. It was annoying. Yeah, there was only a 3D showing left to Skull Island. I had no choice. Yeah. I hate when that happens, I, man. I hope 3D gets like its next wave soon. No, I wouldn't mind having soon. a 3D TV. It's just in the theater it's different, I think. Oh, you know, if man. I was at home comfortability i don't know i never had a tv at home 3D. it doesn't need and a second they're wave. so expensive and like all, like when friday 13th 3d comes out in like the true 3d i like want to watch it but i'm not gonna be able to yep no, no they're out those tvs they don't even make them anymore yeah they're out of all out of print so you got to pay like five thousand dollars for a fucking tv that i'm not buying who the fuck would pay five thousand dollars for an old tv that's only gonna last same TV. people that buy fucking cameo <laughs> videos for five hundred you know, people are, yeah. those people fucking don't deserve the money they have. <laughs> now let me spend five thousand dollars a week on fucking Blu-rays. <laughs> right? See, I get to judge you. You can't judge me. At least you have something to sh- on three disc. At least you have something to show for it. Yeah, they got a they got a shout out from Gary Busey for three fifty. <laughs> Dude, that is so fucking wrong. I, I find that's just so wrong. You're paying for shoutouts and shit. It's like, you know, I used to hate that on YouTube when people would like leave a comment and be like, "Yo, man, I have a YouTube channel. Can you give me a shoutout?" I'm like, absolutely not, because you asked for a shoutout. You fucking moron. <laughs> I never moron. would if they asked me. I, I was weird. I but right? if I knew them, I would. Ex- well, right, I would give yeah, a shoutout here. Shout you know, for people you that don't I like exactly. You don't fucking ask for a shoutout. I'm like, fuck, man. Especially if you don't know who the person is, they'd be like, "Hey man, give me a shout out," and you like look at there, and they have like one video, and it's of them like walking through like Kmart, like here's oh. me looking at the X Men toys of Kmart. Like, what man. do I show you out for? It's the same fucking <laughs> guys. X Men toys in Kmart, bro. Check out KKK Mart. That's a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same well, fucking you know guys. I mean? like, that in their videos, they, you know, they leave links down to like their PO boxes and stuff. And they, and they say in their videos, yo, like, yo man, if you got doubles or anything you don't want, send it to me. Yeah. Are you fucking like, kidding me, dude? Like, or people like, Oh, you got that extra movie. Can you send it to me? It's like, you live in fucking Australia. It's going to cost me 1350 to ship this 50 cent DVD. Fuck off. I still yeah, I have people when I was doing an update ask me for shit. I was like, I think I already own this. 
and I got a comment, and they're like, "Can you send me that?" And I'm like, "I don't even know you." Yeah, like, dude, I, I want to give it to one of my friends. Mate, <laughs> I had someone yeah. ask me for the '88 slipcovers because I they they know I take them off this off the the releases, right? I never keep them on, and they're like, "Oh, can I have that?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't fucking know you, man." <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right <laughs> i want that sound cue i want that as a sound cue and every time somebody says something i don't like it's like the next part like it's getting on oh man morons is it, is it time to go morons no i said they are morons oh, we're morons. asking me for shit man i get asked for stuff literally all the time man it is it's so crazy. You, when, when a homeless person asks you for a dollar, are you like, I don't fucking know you? <laughs> well, no, I actually, usually I respond is, are you fucking kidding me? It's 2020. Nobody carries money on them. Yeah, I don't have no cash. I'm Jeremy kidding. does. Think, Jeremy's think, the fucking asshole that comes to my hotel and is like, I want to pay cash. And I'm like, like, oh! He's yeah. like, do you, have tra- do you take traveler's checks? <laughs> Man, there's there's a lot of places right now that have signs up that saying we do not accept cash. Like, when would you, you ever, can't do that. That's, you illegal. Ever that's fucking... illegal here. Yeah. Dude, Technically, that's illegal. Chicago. No, Listen, and it's a federal law. Technically, that's illegal, and you could get in trouble if you don't. Take no, cash. it's it's that's all due to the restrictions of COVID, things. though. It, it it's I a know. special circumstance. It has. It's not like it's a normal thing. You can't complain in Chicago. You just get shot. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, when you go, when you pay cash at a hotel, the fucking person has to do it like a drop, and it sucks. I hate counting money. I don't want to touch it. Get the fuck out of here. Just get a fucking car. Paying cash all the time. I had two people in a row, and I'm like, <sighs> and they don't have cards, and we don't accept people without cards. And I'm like, you can pay cash, but you need a card on file that clears for the whole room. And they're like, well, what's the point of paying cash? And I'm like, exactly. We don't want people paying cash. But you can if you want. Exactly. Because yeah, guess what happens when you trash too. this fucking room in the middle of the night with a sledgehammer, they're going to charge your credit card. Right. And if you don't have it on file, then I can't charge it. Or I don't have a credit card. I'm sorry you're a fucking ex-con, bro. Uh, yeah. Somebody came <laughs> in and, and he needed a car. The, 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 his company paid for the room. I'm sorry your but he needed a card sucks, for the boy. incidentals. He needed a card for the incidentals. He like came up to the desk. He's like, I don't have a credit card. I already told him. I'm like... I don't know what to tell you. So he called his boss. Just tell me his credit score. She's like, I don't know what kind of 45 year old doesn't have a credit card. Fine. Use mine. <laughs> yeah, no shit. There's guys at my work who won't refuse to get direct deposit. They're like, that's how they get you. I'm like, oh, I don't do what? I don't do direct like deposit. Who doesn't do Why, direct deposit? Dude? That's the most Why? handy thing in the world, man. It, looks, it, I look, it has something to look forward to come in the mail. Fucking you well, you can get your pay. You, you can get your, you can get your stubs sent to you. See, because Jeremy doesn't need it's the money. same thing. You like, don't he, need he your must check. Have so much money in his bank. We're we're like this. We're like, I could really use that paycheck right now. And then it's in there. The same thing. Use that paycheck so you go spend four thousand dollars on Blu-rays. I don't have four thousand dollars even in my bank. I probably have four thousand dollars all together right now in my bank. <laughs> or like three thousand. I don't even have that. I just I got like three grand right now. All Dude, right. Listen, Jeremy, you're stupid. Get, get direct deposit. Don't pay cash. You're inconveniencing everybody around you. Stop being a prick. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody, All for right. listening to episode 191 of, I think it's 191, right? Yes. Of the 22 shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. So if you want to follow the man Moods himself, you can do so at youtube.com slash moods 616. If you want to see 
the 2018 edition of the 31 Days of Horror. You can go to I JP's did. channel, youtube.com slash double shot Jake. Follow me on my channel, youtube.com slash NESRuler22. Follow Dave on his channel, youtube.com slash Mr. Paca. Can leave us any questions you have at a voicemail at 724-426-6665. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you, JP. Did you get any emails from Peter this week? Um, Yeah, I think so. All right. <laughs> So, if you want to leave Crazy. us an email with Peter, you could do so at the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror at gmail.com. This is the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash 22 Shots Podcast. Join us on the Facebook page, facebook.com, search bar 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. And please support the Patreon to get the sand sucked out of my vagina, patreon.com slash 22 Shots Podcast. And that should do it, everybody, for episode 191. Of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. We'll be back next week with an OG versus remake edition of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. We'll be digging into the Wizard of Gore remake first OG. And we'll be talking about uh, Angel Heart from, I think it's from 87, and Dreaming Purple Neon. So we'll be doing those as feature reviews. So we got another four film show coming up for you guys. And then the following week. The most anticipated show in the 22 shots of moods and horror history, Paranormal Activity. So stay tuned for that. It's finally happening. <laughs> and then and then we're going to have to do a roundup for that because they're coming out with an eighth one next year. Ghost farts. I know, that sucks. Oh my god. It's like, this happens to us every single time we do a big franchise, man. There's always another one that comes after. And that just means another be roundup broken apart show. In two parts, though. It's an epic. It's going to be four hours broken apart in two movies. <laughs> oh, my God. All, All right, right, guys. We're out of here. I'm out. Deuces. <laughs> JP. Uh, uh. What? When you said it's like a Goosebumps episode, immediately when you said Goosebumps, what popped in my head is that shitty opening song of the show when it goes by the dog and it's like, yeah. no, and it's like, roof, 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 roof. Come on, that shit's iconic, bro. That fucking claw guys, that's like, roof, roof, roof. That DVD sets pretty expensive now. <laughs> Barks to the fucking theme music. I don't think it's scary, but they know it's for eight-year-olds. That should be a meme when you're trying to be scary, but you're for eight-year-olds. It's it's no tells from the or fucking. Are you afraid of dark? Dark swing, like just fucking spookiest swing. Dude, are you afraid of dark's opening? Is the scariest thing ever made for children ever? (laughs) Not Uh, ever, but it's scary. Watch Mother Goose Rock Rhyme and then get back to me. I'd say the gate. If, if we count the gate for children. Oh, Jason posted our last week's show. Cool. Great. Thanks. Okay. Why go sound? Finally? Nice. Well, Zach- it, he's, uh, he did it on Friday. All right. That's sweet, man. Day. That's sweet. That's sweet. Really? Like- <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 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 it's, it's stuck in my head. I'm visualizing the picture right now. I'm fucking sleep happy too. With the little G shadow. Rita, <clears throat> <laughs> beware! You're in for a scare. I couldn't watch it without crying. I, if somebody put that on right now, I'd laugh till I cried.
I have I have the entire series on DVD, Dave. Send no, I ain't trying to watch that. All right, uh, are we ready to do these good. Kong movies? Yeah, let's All do right. it. Let's Empire. do this shit right now. Shut the f- fuck up. <laughs>